Hello, I am Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens one on Instagram, and this is fucking talking shit with Eagle number episode, uh, excuse me, episode number 53 featuring Miss Nutie Grows, who will be here soon, uh, just flying by the seat of my pants at the moment. Everything's running a wee bit late. Uh, <laughs> as you can see, things are looking a little different behind me currently. Uh, i running late because uh, Miss Nudie Grows, I actually shot her the numbers a little bit late because I'm out of power. And I had to fucking go run and Grab a generator and grab some gas and fucking run some cords and bam. The show still is going on. With a little bit of help from uh, some generators. And a little bit of will. The show will go on tonight. Hopefully at some point we'll be able to restore some power. But... uh Hell, I'm here. This works. Just kill a little bit of time waiting for Miss Nudie Grows to uh, get her stuff set up and then we'll be jumping in. So, in the meantime, I'm going to smoke and uh, hang out with you guys. Ned Denver, first up tonight. What's going on? Purple Thumb OG, Michigan Medicated. How you doing tonight? Uh, Michigan Native. How you doing? Chris Mertz. Fucking talking shit with me. How you doing, brother? Who else do we got in here? Arthur Sensamilia. I hope I said that right. Good evening. How are you? Johnny Canaseed. Jankman420. Warlock. Warlock. I'm glad you popped in. Did I get your information? Your address for your winnings the other night? Because I sent everybody else's packages out but yours. Because I couldn't find your address. Couldn't find your address. Most hated grower. How you doing tonight? Thank you for popping in. Having a momentarily technical difficulty, but it won't last long. It won't last long. Yeah, running on candlelight tonight. Or doobie flames. We lost power bump. 45 minutes ago, and I had to scramble and uh, get some power going. Oh, here's a guest right here. Uh oh, what happened? Ah, there we go. Hello, how you doing? I can't hear you yet. Can you hear me? There All right. you go. I think it's yeah. Ah, we did it. How you doing? Zoom champions. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Nice to meet you in person nice now. Nice to meet you. Yeah, as close as we can get. You get the creepy version tonight. Yeah, what's going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I, my power went out like uh, about a half hour ago. Oh, geez. So to keep the show going, I had to run and grab my generator and some gas and run some cords to, uh, that's why I was kind of late shooting you the numbers. Oh yeah, no late. worries at all. I was running late. I'm late for life. <laughs> I'm just glad it worked out. That's all. That's yeah, all. man. The show must go on. <laughs> I like your ethic. I try anyway. I try to make it all work. <clears throat> I'm going to join you. I just rolled this. Um, I also I also put it on um, the YouTube thing because I'm an old pro at this now, <laughs> uh, working with Shane. So now I can see the people in the chat and they're saying hello. So I would like to say hello back. Right now I can see Chris Mertz and Michigan Medicated saying hello. Please uh, go ahead and introduce yourself and where they can find you real quick since uh, I didn't get the opportunity to uh, introduce you correctly. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, Mostly you can find me on Instagram at Miss Nitty Girls. That's probably where I'm the most active. Um, that's where I do most of my like coaching through DMs and video chats. And then um, also on YouTube, uh, Genevieve Eats Weed. I have various tutorial videos on there on how to get started with uh, growing weed and cooking with weed. But um, basically, I'm a medical home grower. I have my ACMPR license, which here in Canada, uh, that's the license you need for medical. And um, I also work in a commercial grow setting. So I work in a weed factory, a legal weed factory up here in Canada. That's pretty awesome all in itself, to be honest with you. Yeah, I've been doing that job for about a year. Um, I just finished my chapter with that company and I'm actually starting a new chapter this week. Um, so I'm pretty pumped about that. So I'll be working for a much smaller company, much nicer, much happier, much all good vibes all around. So I am P-U-M-P-E-D, pumped. <laughs> well, it sounds like you've got yourself pretty well submerged in into the plan. Uh, Yes, I'm obsessed. Uh, I like to think I am as well. I really yes. Do. So, uh, when did you start this uh, obsession? When did when, when was that first time that uh, you snuck in that first cannabis cigarette or joint or bowl or whatever it was? Um, okay, well, let's get into that. You know what? I was thinking about this before I came on the show. And that I've been on a few different podcasts and I've been on, um, I don't know, just a few different shows. And I don't think I've ever sat down and talked about exactly where I got started. Like people have heard probably pieces of, of my history, but nothing where I've just talked about myself, I guess. So this is fun. It's going to be fun. I'm going to enjoy this. And I hope that they uh, get it. They enjoy getting deeper into you, knowing you a little bit deeper than uh, they normally would. Cool, cool. Okay, so um, I know a lot of people that I run with, um, they've been growing weed since they were in the crib, basically. Um, since they, you know, people have been smoking weed since they were young, and that wasn't actually me. I, uh, I never really smoked weed. Um, without getting into a seven-hour show, I have uh, nine years behind me that I'm sober, so uh, drugs and alcohol and I don't include cannabis in that but at the time I had kind of given up everything and uh, 
So I guess if I just go back about four years, um, I got really sick with ulcers and um, I lost 150 pounds actually, because like it was very sick. Um, I was on cancer medication, opiate. Well, they, I hadn't been on opiates yet because of my previous drug history. And so I was almost at that point um, because I was just like, I was ready to die, man. I was suicidal. And, um, and I remember my friend saying like, just like smoke this weed, like, just like try this. You got to try this. And like, no, I can't, I can't. I'm sober. Like I, I had even talked to doctors about it. My medical team, I talked to people in 12 step programming. I did smart recovery. So I talked to people there. Like everyone had basically said that if I, um, smoked marijuana even if it was medicinal that I would be relapsing and that basically I'm kicked out of the club so I know so I I was desperate so I basically gave up my sobriety or I thought I did and like smoked that first joint and um I just couldn't believe the relief that I got just I'd I tried so many different medicines and nothing was working nothing hit that where the pain was in my stomach, like nothing was finding it. And so when I smoked that first joint, I actually, the, it relieved the pain temporarily. And then also um, I got hungry, which I hadn't been hungry for probably six months. So that was the first step. So it slowly increased from there. And then as I realized that this plant was helping me physically, it was also helping my recovery. And so mentally, before I had started smoking marijuana, I'd say I was probably on the verge of relapsing with alcohol and drugs, just because I was like, fuck this life. Like, if this is how I'm living, I'm going to be fucked up. So I also say that weed saved my life in that regard, because it saved my mental health, too. So I didn't realize that it was going to do that also. Um, So then, yeah, I just kind of ran into it. I was purchasing my weed illegally at the time through a friend and uh, I decided that I would get my my medical prescription just so that I could purchase it legally and um, get the process going for starting to grow, I suppose. Um, it was early kind of thoughts in my mind. I was doing a little bit of research, um, but I started paying for a prescription that was costing me um, between probably like $500 and $700 a month. And so I just couldn't afford that. And um, I was, and at this whole time too, I was keeping everything a secret. I'm a mom, my daughter's 22 um, and we smoke weed together. It's cool, we have this great relationship. But when she was a teenager, like I had that whole stigma about marijuana where it's like bad and like shameful. And like, even though I was medicating and it was relieving my pain, I still looked at it like, I can't show her that this is what I'm doing because then she's going to turn into a pothead and that's like the end of the world, like reefer madness or something. Um, so yeah, I kept it a secret from everybody. Plus I was a social worker working for um, Boys and Girls Club, Big Brothers, Big Sisters. And here I am this like big pothead as soon as I get home. because I, And I was even starting to dabble a little bit like before work just to find the relief, right? So uh, I was living a double life. <laughs> And it was tough. So this was um, just four years ago. Yeah, man. Like my life is completely different. 
actually, you know what? A whole year has passed, so I'm going to say it's five years ago now. Five years it's ago. It's just even for, uh, like, right? it's been medical here in Michigan for quite some time in Canada, even before Michigan. The so, 90s, yep. So why is such a big stigma still? Uh, well, even just trying to find somebody who would well, give me a prescription for it was, it took me almost six months to find the right doctor that would say yes. Was much of the stigma or the reason why you were kind of a closet smoker, if you will, uh, yeah. because of your past use? Were you afraid that uh, if people around you knew that uh, you were using the cannabis, they were, were going to be afraid that you may have like a relapse or something? Is that why you were Yeah, kind of absolutely. It? My whole family, everyone, like nobody knew except for the select few that I had like relapsed, you know? Um but that's not how I end up seeing it now. I'm still sober. I medicate with marijuana. So, I mean, yeah, I use it recreationally too, but at this, I have this thought, like I've given up every single thing that I used as a coping mechanism that is kind of negative. So I gave up drinking, I gave up drugs, I gave up food, I gave up smoking cigarettes. Like I gave up all these bad habits and it's like, everyone needs advice, right? And so whether you're using it medicinally or recreationally, you're still using it medicinally in my head. So whether you're doing it intentionally, it's still healing and helping your body in some way. So that's just my opinion. People disagree, but I know you won't. <laughs> no, uh, I, in fact, we, we share some kind of common grounds already. I think you're you know, pretty cool already. In fact, oh, yeah. I, I, one of my oldest, well, I've got three daughters, okay, three. Yeah. They're all older. One's fixing to be 21, and she's hanging out in chat now. She's actually in the chat, uh, Lexi. Awesome. Uh, so she's a, she's uh, been a part of I love they've that. All been a, they've all been a part of the show, you know, and they're supporters, and, you know, it's funny. Uh, Lexi, in particular, uh, like, We've had our ups and downs, but this show is, in it, it's weird way, it was never even seen it coming, and it was like everybody else kind of like pointed it out, it's like, man, it's, you know, has this brought you guys closer, and it did, you know, she didn't, I was always hung out in the chats for like years and years, and got this camaraderie, you know the camaraderie of the cannabis yeah, community, awesome. hanging out in the chats, and oh. then, um, this this took off okay and then uh, yeah. she started watching you know hanging out a little bit in the chats and then secretly at first and then she oh, actually yeah. started liking the show and then she started popping up one day and uh i addressed her and then next thing you know man she was hooked she was hooked she was after the show she was oh these people are so nice and i like hanging out here and so now it's every day after the show she's like Everything that I missed in chat, she's given me a rundown. Did you catch this? We talked about that. Ah, blah, blah, that's blah. Awesome. So you have your own it, little like producer in training. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, well, my daughter that, is my prodigy too. We're educating our kids. Like, we're changing, we're literally changing the stigma as we speak just by educating and being open with our children. Yes. That's fucking yes. awesome. Yeah, like I can't wait to see what our kids think of marijuana in even 10 years from now, just because of the work that not just you and I, but the other parents, like I'm involved with quite a few other like parent 
um, education for cannabis groups. One that I can think of, Canna Parents, it's awesome. Um, but it's helping people, especially in Canada, because it's legal, right? And so people still have this idea that social services is going to swoop in and take your kids away. And, you know, like, and that's just not actually the truth. And so it's just, I guess, getting that awareness out there. And how do we talk to our kids about, like, if we're going to grow at home and is it safe? Like, people don't even realize, like, that it's actually safe for a kid to be. I, I let my eight-year-old nephew help me in the garden, you know? Like, it's actually safe. Like, a kid can touch a plant and it's not going to harm them, you know? Um, so it's just cool. It's cool to see that that we're, we're in the middle of that transition. And I like that you and your daughter hang out and do this. It reminds me of the relationship that I have with my daughter and it did get a lot closer with cannabis. And now she's, I've taught her all my infusing and all, it, you're teaching your kids a skill too, a skill set that kids these days aren't even learning anymore, like gardening, and cooking and life skills stuff that our grandmothers and our mothers used to teach us. Like that's part of it too. It's like connecting them back to those like basic roots or whatever. I think that's really important. Super my parenting cool. tangent <laughs> and as a social worker I mean I was a social worker I worked for children's services I've worked for lots of nonprofit companies and um just just kind of just kind of like seeing that whole world too and how marijuana now that it's legal like how they have to change all their policies and how they have to change uh just change everything to go with how this movement is going it's just so cool to watch it but, so, you know, 15 years ago, child would be apprehended for somebody partaking in marijuana because it's an illegal thing. But now it's like, as long as you're being responsible, it's fine. So was that always an obstacle? I mean, like we talked about medical cannabis use. Was it that big of a problem just to get medical on back, you know, for you? Or yeah, was it like, just the more, uh, like, I guess, you know, again, back to the, the earlier days that you just didn't want to go there? Well, it was just so crazy because it's just like five years ago, right? So it's like 2015, I shouldn't have had the issues that I had or the red tape to cross just to get a medical license, not even to grow. This was just for a prescription. Like my doctor wouldn't help me. She refused to help me. My psychiatrist refused to help me because uh, because it's a mood altering drug. And uh, so I had to like get on the internet and it's a hidden secret. Now it's like, that's why I'm so like educate the people because it was so secret, even just learning how to grow, learning how to infuse, nobody wants to share anything. So anyways, I did end up getting, finding the right doctor. I did get my prescription. Like I said, it ended up costing me so much money. Like I was so poor, weed poor. <laughs> so I ended up going back to the black market. And then um, this is all pre-legalization. So pre-2018. Um, I have always been like an avid gardener. I love gardening outside. So I figured, you know what? I can grow fucking broccoli. I can grow weed. So uh, <laughs> I just started. And my first grow was insanity like it was a closet girl I documented my all my first journeys actually in 420 magazine uh they have like a grow journal area there I made some of my best friends there mentors like talk about a community like that was my first step into like where people actually talked about this stuff out loud you know not in the secret we my drug dealers talk about growing weed but that was it you know um 
yeah so it was just like being like I've never been in a Canada Canna community before and so being in that community was just like awesome um so if anyone wants to go check out you can go look me up I'm nudie on 420 magazine I actually won grow journal of the month in June 2018 I think and uh yeah there's a whole grow there's a few in there anyways that's my old stuff oh it's kind of embarrassing some of it even too just to go back because I post pictures like it was full of stuff so my whole closet journey the first the skinny bitches grow I called it so three plants bag seed um I had eight bag seed seeds that I had collected over the years like 10 years of just like I'll probably use this one day like just I never even smoked marijuana but I I would randomly you know have some here and there and collect seeds so I just planted them all three ended up lasting through the beginning trials of germination and seedling stage you know how that goes um I'm very heavy-handed I'm stressy I'm clumsy um but yeah I still I still truly believe I have a green thumb it's just like it's I work harder for it <laughs> um but yeah so they I think I got yeah I got like just exactly one ounce from those three plants and it was the best weed I ever smoked because it was my weed. It was my first weed. Like that first time you smoke your own homegrown, no matter how shitty it is, it's the best weed you've ever smoked. So that just kicked it from there. And then that I, I learned things from 420. Like that first grow, I did everything wrong. Everything wrong. Everything, everything, everything. Like 20 different things wrong for sure um like transplanting in flower and like using the wrong medium like not having enough light I'm thinking oh it's a nice day I'm gonna take these babies outside come on girls let's go outside you take them outside for a nice day and all of a sudden you fucking have thrips <laughs> and you bring that inside you know like you just I learned so much just because I did so many things wrong and I had I was like I have a bit of a I do I have ADD I diagnose adult ADD and so all over the place was me. So I'd be getting all this information from different mentors and like people that are like, try this. You know how the opinions are about weed, right? Growing weed, there's 75 different ways to do it. So I wanted to make sure that I tried all 75 ways in that first grow. <laughs> Not a good idea, but it was fun. So that's sort, of, that's sort of how I took off. I came in hot. I always say I came in hot. So after that first community, I found Instagram in, I think, 2018, 19. I've only really been on the last year or so and found like a, a local community there. So I started meeting strangers off the internet, <laughs> like doing all sorts of crazy stuff. But every single person I've met in real life has been amazing. I have yet to meet somebody, first of all, that murdered me or uh, somebody that is going to harm me in some way. So the Canon community is legit, like, and all over the world. Any trip I've taken in the last two years, I have a connect in that country, in that state. Like, you know, it's awesome. Love my bros. It's pretty awesome, like that. I love this community, but you kind of jump, you kind of like fast forward right through a lot <laughs> okay. of it. I mean, yeah, that's why I need you. You powered right through that a little bit. So let's go back to the beginning there. You know, okay. uh, you were just, you were just getting going. Uh, you just got your license. You were still kind of afraid to tell anybody about it. I, I'm the one who took up course there. You, your, um, it sounded like you were just 
kind of told your daughter, maybe your family about it. Did you have oh, problems yeah. like uh, at work with it also? I mean, being a social worker, was it still uh, such, was it taboo there as well? I mean, was it a fight across the board to actually get the medicine in there or keep, you know? Well, what happened was instead of, I knew that it was going to be a losing battle for that. So yeah, what happened was I did, I told everyone, you know, my family, my friends, like I was using marijuana and all of a sudden I wasn't ashamed of it because it was, uh, it was helping me. I had started helping other people. Um, and so I was seeing almost like proof, I guess, that I could like talk about it and show people this proof. And then it kind of sort of just came, went from there. But as far as work went, what kind of happened was um, it was 2018, probably springtime. And I had been growing one year. So I had started in 2017. Um, <clears throat> and I was actually kind of good. Like, I, that's what I found out about it. it was like once I dialed things in and I stopped being a crazy freak, I, um, I was actually pretty good at it. And so I kind of started upscaling, got tense, like just sort of was doing all that um, at home, but still like hiding it from work and, you know, telling a few select coworkers about it. And then um, in spring, I came across this um, cannabis horticulture course through one of the really good agriculture schools here in Alberta. Alberta has a couple of really good ones. And um, it was a little bit expensive and it was for six months, but I just sort of just thought about that for a couple of months. And um, I was like, you know what? I'm quitting my job. <laughs> I had been in the social work job for like 15 years. Like this is my career. Like I was so burnt out though, dude, like so burnt out that I was looking for any which way to get out of this career but I had nothing like I had other skills. I mean, I bartended for years, but I'm getting old, right? Like I don't want to do those things anymore. And so I just was so passionate. I realized about weed that I was going to do this for my job. And because legalization was coming, I decided to take that risk. I quit my job <laughs> and, um, I quit it in June of that year. I still didn't tell any of them. Like I just didn't, it just, it, I just didn't want to, I just was still either scared or I just didn't want to worry about that in case, you know, I ever needed that to fall back on in case this like plan didn't work, this crazy plan. Cause also during all of this, I was in a domesticated relationship living common law with my partner. He hates weed. So during this whole time, the other level of this is that he's calling me a drug addict. He hates the growing. He hates the weed consumption. Every single day, it was a fight for me to grow weed in that house. I still did whatever I wanted because that was my fucking house, but it was a fight every single day. So when I quit my job, you can imagine what happened. Yeah, so still, I dragged that out for longer. We won't go into that, but it was hell. So you, I did you it go, yeah, so as I long did as you it. want is about whatever you want. This your hour, girl. Whatever you want. Okay. About. Yeah, like I just, I just was like, you know, fighting this battle. I still was strong and independent woman. I'm gonna just do whatever the fuck I want. This is my life. If you're not coming, then that's fine. I'm still doing this. Like I had kept saying to my friends through this, and I would fight these battles with him. Like, um, don't. 
I would say like, he's going to make me choose. He's going to make me choose between weed and him. And I chose weed and I've never been more happy about that decision. Even now the universe is blessing me constantly because it's like, you did this. This is for, I don't know how to explain it, but for the 10 years that we were together, I, I, it wasn't bad or anything, but I knew it wasn't the right path for me I've never been a person to be domesticated and live in a but I did it because that's what society had brought me up to think like I needed to do and so I tried to make that work but I swear to god as soon as I made that decision to quit my job everything started falling into place right after that so I went back to school I took out all my RSPs I paid for school I lived off (laughs) I lived off my hustle and uh I just I just like pounded out school uh did a in there was an in placement practicum piece for that so fast forward six months I'm still growing at home like crazy still documenting it on 420 still documenting it on YouTube still document like still hustling um and then that first placement was amazing I was like okay this is where I'm gonna go to this licensed producer and I've just put in six months of work I quit my job I have no money I'm starting over like what if I go there and I fucking hate it you know (laughs) who maybe I should have went to one first and checked it out you know like I'm like oh fuck so I went to this small town and I lived there for two weeks and I did my practicum I uh I befriended these five little old ladies from the community this place was awesome like it was run by the community people the people that started it were from the community this place was built literally on their land they had built structures for employees to to live in so that they could work and live there if they needed the people that were coming from out of town Um, but anyways these little old ladies they were called the um, old lady clippers and they volunteered like part-time at this weed factory to um, defoliate plants mother plants like huge the hugest mother plants I've ever seen and these ladies are in there working just like me on their feet 70 years old 80 years old like doing this for free just because they love the community and they love what weed is doing uh, it so that sounds cool. like a pretty cool scene, to be honest with you. I, ah. I think it would just be so great to just come across a bunch of, you know, like grandmothers just sitting around, just fucking de-leafing and going to town like it was oh. nothing and shit. You, I wish I had pictures. What? They even had t-shirts that said they were, they had little pink t-shirts that said old lady clippers. Uh. No shit. They made the news actually that year too. And I was like, I know those ladies. <laughs> That's pretty um, awesome. It was just such a great experience that I was just like more validated that what I was doing was the right thing. And so I made a connection. That was the first connection I made was with that master grower. And I had chatted with him really heavily for that last week. Um, just because he had the time, like I just lucked out. I only had to go to the practicum with one other person. So I only had to share my time with one other person, which was awesome. So I got to pick this guy's brain and he was, he was um, originally from Ontario and he was just leaving this place to go back to Ontario because what his job was, was that he was a master grower, but he was contracted. So this dude traveled 
place to place to place to set up these grow ups because as things are becoming legal. Um, and so all of a sudden the lights went on in my head and I'm like, that's exactly what I want to do. Like, I don't see myself working in a weed factory for the rest of my life. I see myself traveling and consulting and um, being able to like probably go around the world one day as more countries legalize and they look at places like, you know, your state and other states in U USA and then Canadians, because it's already legal, they're going to need people like us to come in and help set things up, right? And they're going to pay those people really well. <laughs> and you get to travel. So that's where I was like, hey, that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to start going to every, like every year I'm going to go to a new place and get new experience so that, you know, I'll work my ass off for the next five, 10 years if I have to work my way up to a master grower type position. And I will. And then once I have that, I will be able to start doing my own thing. So that's kind of what just like that, just that first experience sort of threw me into that. But again, I'm jumping quite forward. Um, <laughs> I finished school and I got all 90s. So <laughs> that was the end of that practicum. I nailed those classes. Like I, I, I hated school. Like I struggled in school. I went to university obviously to do social work. I hated it. I had to go to school for seven years <laughs> to get my four year degree. You know, like I fucking hate school. And I got 90s in all these classes because I was so passionate about what I was learning about that it made such a difference. So even just that, like if anyone's watching and they're worried and they're, I'm 42, like going back to school when you're 40, um, if you are actually interested in the stuff, like it's totally worth it. You just, it's a different experience, completely different. I just, I'm kind of curious. There seems to be a common bond. Uh, with cannabis uh, caregivers and growers and uh, and uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm struggling for the word here. Um, social workers, sorry, kind of had a brain mm -hmm. part there. I've known so many, I've been three ex-social workers and I know uh, three more that are current still social workers and growers and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there is it just a stressful field that just kind of yeah, you know man. leads to cannabis or what? Okay, so weed is the least of the social work issues. <laughs> if if you got you got social workers smoking weed, the rest of them are doing cocaine and using alcohol every single day. Like, yes, it's that stressful. Like I have PTSD from job related shit. And so like really cannabis is the answer for people in that kind of, you know healthcare field so to say I suppose but yeah like they're, they're I've met the most fucked up people in my life and they have not been my clients they have been the people that I've worked with and that's just like I don't know it's the mindset of like it's that deflection so like I'll deflect my own fucked upness and issues by helping other people or you know like I was pretty guilty of that that's how I got into social work I have you know um a trauma childhood background so it's like it makes sense that that's kind of what I went into was because I wanted to help other people and that's exactly what I did for years was deflect until I got sober but it's very common very common like my oh. benefits even included like um residential treatment because that's how common it is so you never did a kind of 
I usually ask, you know, when was that first time? And you kind of danced around it. You like, oh my you know, first fuck that. time. I, I, I had, I had, you know, you were like, yeah, you kind of eh, had some problems. Fuck that. Five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Um, probably honestly, like the first time I smoked marijuana, or I used to drink quite heavily in high school. Um, I started drinking when I was probably 11. It was very normal. I'm from like small town Saskatchewan originally. Um, I have lots of alcoholism in my family, so it's it's very normalized. Um, but marijuana was never really my thing. Like a lot of my friends in high school used it. And um, I mean, I would use it also. Mostly what we used was, so probably my first time was uh, honey oil. So <laughs> boom, like my first time was not weed, like, flour it was like a dab basically <laughs> a hot dab on a stove with a hot knife and a two liter bottle of pop like cut in half to suck up the smoke and I was so fucked up like plus I was drinking so you're mixing like booze and weed together so I don't actually remember the whole experience but I do remember being in the kitchen of a farmhouse because we used to go out and party we used to call them big wheel parties and we it was because they used to light like a large amount of tires on fire for a party <laughs> they burn forever um, it's not good for the environment but i've been all. to this a few like tire parties myself yeah big wheel party always so uh we were out at the farmhouse and um i was smoking old school dabs off the <laughs> off the the stove in the kitchen and I do I remember it so and then it was just dabbled kind of after that it was just at like parties and be like oh yeah I remember buying my first little cap of honey oil and it was in like a pilsner beer cap that's what we used to get them in and then yeah that lasted me probably two years <laughs> so I that's what I was just kind of wondering a little bit I mean I ask everybody when they when when that first time was and for uh, average is like 13, 14, to be honest with you. It seems to be that average answer. Mine was probably 15. Uh, yeah, that's right there. 13, 15 is pretty average. But uh, I was kind of curious since, uh, you know, you said you did have a little bit of problems. If, uh, and I'm not perfect, man. I, I've, oh, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I'm no, right I'm there with you. By the time I graduated and by the time I was 21 and able to drink, I was actually ready to quit drinking. Uh, <clears throat> in fact, you talked about, you know, go giving up shit and your, your vices, right? Yeah. As I got older and, you know, uh, like I said, 21, I was ready to drink. 22, I had my first kid, Brittany, my daughter, 25 now. Uh, I gave up alcohol at that point with her. I was like, you know, I got to pay for this child somehow, some way. Uh, I got to come up with this extra money. And so I for gave sure. up alcohol. And then uh, when it was Lexus, uh, I gave up tobacco. I, I, fucking, I got to pay for diapers and this, for somehow this one. And tobacco oh. was uh, chewing tobacco was two cans a day at that point. Oh, and, yeah. You, know, that, that you was saved like your teeth, bucks. too. Yeah, save, you know, 12 bucks a day. So that easily covered diapers back then. And then when uh, Courtney came along, it was like, I have nothing left. I have to keep something. I love you, Courtney, but mm -hmm. 
I have to keep this, and so I, I managed to uh, keep that one vice. Get, like you said, you got to have something to where you do or you bed. can't. Yeah, harm prevention. <laughs> it's true. So I'm no angel either when I'm asking these questions. I guess is yeah. And I I love talking about this stuff. So nothing like I, honestly like I'm an open book. I just like like I like I've mentioned I have I do have ADD. So bear with me as I speed this way and then I shoot off this way and then I shoot that way. You just got to work like Shane and like redirect me back in or ask. You can ask me anything, basically. If I'm not comfortable, I'm a strong woman and I'll let you know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, what I'm glad to hear is it sounds like that uh, it wasn't the gateway that everybody tries to blame it. Not on. at all. Glad to hear that. Not at all. The gateway drug for me was alcohol. I should never have experimented with elf i mean i'm glad i did i have like i'm I'm never regret anything that's happened but that was my gateway drug for sure was alcohol was because it was so normalized in my family that like you know sneaking drinks and getting loaded all the time wasn't i didn't even see it as a problem really until um i was probably getting closer to 30 like honestly and then i'm like hmm like i was started noticing like people didn't didn't binge drink like you know like I did and didn't you know do certain things the same way but by then I was already wrapped up into like because I mean gateway drug alcohol by the time I was like 19 because really gateway drug alcohol think about that then I used marijuana (laughs) and then I started using ecstasy because that was a big thing back in the 90s that wasn't the MDMA that you get now. This was like, you're risking your life if you take one tablet, but it might be fun. So I did that for a yeah. bit and then that led into cocaine and then that led into pills, right? Because if you're going to go up, you need to come down. And so that's kind of how that all escalated. And then there's just this point where I was like, this isn't cute anymore. My whole family's fucked up. Like, I'm not going to be like this. And then I just, my daughter was, 12 at the time and even though I had kind of kept her away from most of it like I knew that she'd still been around too many things to make alcohol look normal or just like you know just too much too much stuff so it was at that point when your daughter's gonna be like turning into a woman and I didn't want to be that kind of I didn't want to be that kind of role model for her so that's kind of what pushed me into like hey I need to stop this party lifestyle and get my shit together and be a good role model for my daughter, get my health on track and like get my mental health on track and just like start figuring shit out. So basically at 30, I would say I had a midlife crisis or a mental breakdown. Um, and I just started taking things one at a time, Put, threw myself into treatment. I wouldn't ne- call it a breakdown because it seems like you fucking steered through it just fine. And, yeah, you know, you got to be pretty strong, mentally strong to do it. So I wouldn't call that a breakdown. I would call Thank that you. just a, a drawing point or, you know, just you were sick it, of it. Yeah, tornado just like was like winding down. And honestly, going into treatment, I went into, I'm Metis, so I'm half native. I went into um, like a native treatment center because I, I really am all over that whole spirituality piece, even before I kind of. I knew I liked it. I was attracted to it. So I did that kind of treatment. It was the best thing I ever did. 
and it just it brought me back to my roots. I was connected to elders at that point. I was doing sweats again. And so it was helping me spiritually. Um, so and when that, you, uh, if you don't mind me ask, when you, when you speak of spiritually, do you like, I don't know, I can, the vibe I'm getting isn't, um, it's not like the church spiritualism. It's more like the Buddhism spiritualism, you know. Yeah, like, like uh, native well spirituality and... is very close to like uh, connecting with nature and um, uh, source, if you will. Yeah, like okay. universal connection. Um, women are very powerful in native culture. And so learning a lot about that when I had been sort of devalued as a woman my whole life. Um, was very powerful to me and so that that caused that initial connection I think and then after speaking to elders it was kind of the way that it helped me let go because like you like you said the church stuff like or you didn't say anything you just mentioned the church stuff but um, I looked for that because I thought oh that's just how people are doing it in 12 step right they're all fucking going to church like the meetings are in church like they say it's not about God, but it's like people are in church and I'm not bashing 12 step meetings at all. It, everyone needs to do what they need to do. And that place say, that did save my life initially. Like I went to meetings every single day, um, but they really talk about church and God. And, um, and so when you kind of, I checked out probably six churches, like how I picked a church is if they had a rainbow flag on the door and knew they were like gay friendly, which I'm like, that means they're more open-minded, right? That's how I looked at it. So I thought, I'll go to this church. So I checked out a bunch of churches and none of them were for me. And I was like, fuck, I'm fucking this up. Like everyone loves church. Why can't I do this? So it was like, just once I did more of that native spirituality and I let go of that church stuff, I, that's, that is my religion, I guess. Like I just, I don't like that organized religion. I like connecting and I like, you know, I smudge every day and that's just like, you know, taking away the negativity and bringing more like cleansing protection. I don't know. I just like, I'm into all that filthy stuff. So too, whatever. I love it. Keeps me sober too. I'm guilty. I'm, I'm guilty. I'm right there with you. Good. I like, uh, I'm into crystals. Yeah. I think, yeah. Walking barefoot in the dirt is very connecting to source. You know, yeah. smelling the pines. There's That's no, how I planted my garden today, barefoot. It's just better. It is, it is. You, you just need to uh, connect with the earth sometimes, get that dirt in between your toes and uh, yeah. you know, connect. It's People miss the, are getting way too deep into uh, to bullshit, technical bullshit. They need to slow down and, you know, simplify life they really do really do just you know take in uh some spirituality meditate a little bit you know slow yourself down concentrate on the things that make Absolutely. you happy yeah that's what the smudging this. is too meditation almost even though it's like five minutes it's still meditation yeah, well, what exactly, how do you, uh, what exactly is smudging? So smudging would be like, um, I have this, the shell, this is what you would keep your smudge. So I usually use sage and I actually bought some new sticks because I'm out. But right now I have this cedar. 
So there, there's different things that work for different things. This is kind of like house protection stuff. So I just smudged my house the other day. But for the sage, it's like uh, I start my day with it because it's like a time where you can just take five minutes to like just um, almost do like a mantra where it's like you're manifesting something. So you might want to manifest either that whatever you want to happen today. So lately, I would be at my old job, it's been very toxic without getting too much into it. It's like, like big Canada is going crashing in Canada. Like, it's not great to be at one of these big weed factories right now, layoffs, layoffs, layoffs. So the last couple of weeks, I get up at 3.30 in the morning to go to work. And uh, <laughs> I before I leave, because I need that hour and a half before I leave at 5am to like get myself together and like I take 10 minutes to do that smudge where it's like today I'm going to have a good day and I smudge my my whole body and then I talk about like I want to see good things I'll smudge my eyes I want to speak good things I smudge my mouth I want to hear good things I smudge my ears my stomach because of my colitis I smudge that just like it's sort of I actually read an article that there is some I don't know again I'm not a scientist I'm a fake pseudoscientist, but there's something that goes, there's something about negative. It, it, it's like it erases negative ions in the atmosphere, the smoke from the sage. I don't know. I, you got to read stuff about it. It's pretty cool, but even just that. So people use it for protection. I smudged my house last week to smudge doorways to just keep negativity away. So if you, if you can get your hands on sage and any sort of natural dish to keep it in, can be a shell or it could be a nice rock or even a cast iron pot um I would suggest doing it honestly like I've been manifesting shit <laughs> like I'm a fan know. I'm a fan yeah. everybody watches this show knows I'm a fan I talk about yeah. that shit all the time like before you go on the air you know smudge and it's like ah we're gonna have a good show like you know like just anything like that it just takes it away the only thing I'll mention since we're on air, and I know there's probably some ladies watching, but so um, as part of native culture and what I've learned from my elders anyways, and most tribes will be different. Um, but for, I think this is across the board for the most part is that when you're on your moon time or your period, you don't smudge. You don't need to smudge because you're already cleansing during that time and you're too powerful. So the smudge is doing nothing. So basically just during that time, women just take a break from smudging. They don't need it. But if I have sometimes like very stressful moments where I'm like, I need to smudge. So if you do, there's a, there's a certain kind of smudge called buffalo smudge or buffalo sage, sorry. And you can use that during your moon time. It's fine. Cree approved. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I actually co-workers I've like if I if they're having a hard time and I can see I will give people a little shell with a little sage and just be like even if you don't believe in this just do it until you do and I've had some people just now they swear by it whether it's just a feeling of goodness or just even that meditation that other people I don't know people do that mm, you know for 10 minutes or whatever same kind of shit but it does it probably does the same thing I imagine I I'm the same way. I I feel that negativity is like a it's a sponge. Just let a little bit in, and it can just build and build and build. And you should really. Uh, I'm a fan of man manifestation. <clears throat> Excuse me too. 
Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a believer at night before you go to bed, you need to make peace with any uh, negative thoughts before you go to bed. So they're not stewing in your mind and not the first thing on your mind when you open your eyes. You know, it shouldn't be something negative that you haven't made peace with the night before. Yeah. And also a big fan of, of saying great morning. I, I, everybody I deal with, it isn't never a good morning or it's not a morning. It's always a great morning. Because, you know, why limit yourself at good? Why not just set the standard right off the bat? Absolutely. A great morning, you know. Reality is your perception. So it's it's like crazy. I would never have believed this five years ago or probably maybe more like eight years ago when I was going through all of this stuff at the time. But your perception is your reality. So if you change your thought patterns about something like you can change your reality. I don't know. It's, it's how I've kind of changed my negative fuck you attitude to this optimistic being that you see in front of you now. You know, I, it's, it's weird. People try the manifestation stuff and well, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. But I, I think, because I, I swear by it, I swear by it. I tell my kids, you know, same shit. If you can see it, you can do it. But I think where most people fail, and I can kind of see it in yourself, and uh, I, because I, I can, I have it. You know what I'm saying? I, you know what I mean? It's kind of you can identify. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. like kiddish character almost, if you will. You know, yeah. we might be a little bit older, but I can see we're both very young at heart. Yes, and, absolutely. Um, that's the kind of the key to the manifestation type thing is um, imagination, if you will. And I, yep. I think that the reason why manifestation doesn't work for a lot of uh, people is they uh, lack that kitty side, the kid side that yeah, still has the imagination. Child. You know, yeah. that's that's what I think where it all goes wrong. You start yeah. growing up and you lose that imagination, you know, seeing your vision and stuff. And from there on out, you're just living somebody else's vision, basically. If you're not living I your agree. vision, you're living somebody else, making somebody else's come true. That's for sure. And uh, so you gotta, you've got to be able to see it. And it's weird because once you've done this a couple of times and you can actually see what you want in your head, it's so mm -hmm. amazing how it just like everything just aligns. It falls into place. It really you, is. You have is. to see it. You have to like yeah. get there. Yeah. It's and like, you have to be grateful for it before it happens. Like, that's one thing that helps to add on. I couldn't agree more with everything you just said. Add the level of gratitude. I just started doing that. Like, be grateful for what you don't have, but you know that you need or that you know that you want in your life. And I truly feel grateful for things that I don't yet have. And it's like, I get what you're saying, that genuine connection to your inner child. I used to call it immaturity. I get along with younger people because I'm immature, but it's because I'm more connected to my inner child. And I feel like that's what you're saying too, is that you have that connection, which a lot of people seek. I, I'm glad that you added that on because gratitude is the next step. Uh, you can see it and it will start to happen for you. The steps will, you know, the doors will open and you can kind of see the picture. But unless you include that gratitude, mm -hmm. uh, it, it can stop. You know, that yes. I mean, it can definitely stop momentum. You have to put the gratitude in 
you have to be thankful for you know every little thing and you actually have to say it right? you know it's one of those crazy little quirks you out loud you have to, out loud yeah. you need to put it out there people yeah i agree totally. uh, actually, i talk my, to myself i do all this the time. drive time drive time yes. is the best for that you oh, nice yeah. beautiful days you're by yourself and uh you're not so crazy you, you, your windows up cruising whatever you know nobody's in the other room listening to you or whatever going, that's crazy shit going on there <laughs> i know that's but, when you i know, do my best self-talks is when i'm driving like especially to work like you said i'm just like yeah like you're gonna get the day like the day's gonna happen you're fine you're grateful like let's go and out loud like if anyone was watching they would think i was insane Oh man, and then then you know also the, the another part of that is you know you, you you're feeling it you've you've said your gratitude and then once you know that you've said your gratitude and you can let it almost let that sun kick in it almost gives you goosebumps at that almost. point. Sometimes and once you get the goosebumps, once you oh, get the, the goosebumps, you know you're locked. You're locked yes. for the day. That yes. connection to. Hey, brother, can I ask you something? Do you also see like repeated numbers often and like one, all two, the time? Three, yeah, all the you time. Are on the right I talk path. about it all I the can time. Tell. You are yeah. so connected. Like me too. Me too. And that's what I tell people all the time is that somebody told me once like a, like a, a like a magical, spiritual, crazy looking lady once said like people come up to me. This is another subject, but will come up to me often and tell me stuff or like will unload sometimes. But this lady said, uh, where was my where was my track? <laughs> this old lady. She was talking about I'm too stoned, I think. I forgot where I was going with that. It may it was, you know, repeating numbers and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. she said to me, she just because I, I she must have overheard me talking and I didn't understand why I kept seeing the one, two, three, four, because that's the one I see the most. Sometimes I see it twice a day, which it only happens twice a day. So like will you just glance at your clock or you look at and I'll see it. And she said, in that moment, whether it's a repeated number or whatever, you, that's how you know you're on the right track, is that even if it's just for that day, if you're seeing repeated numbers that day, you are on the right track. You're on your path that you're meant to be on. And since I made that choice to quit my job, I started seeing those repeated numbers, like, all the time. And it was around that time that it, this lady had said that to me and then had also said, like, when you – see those numbers wherever you see them whether it's like yesterday i paused my show and it said one 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 you know like it doesn't matter if it's clocks it doesn't matter if it's like the way scale at work i weigh a yeah. tray of clones and it's two 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 Change 15 times in shit. a day like how does that happen you know like it's magical but manifest something in that moment is what she said like put it out into the universe because in that moment when you see that number or that repeated whatever that's when that's when you're most connected you know it it, it was one of those things uh, kind of like you're saying they pushed their way on me basically it became so apparent you know what i mean they it was so all the time one 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 on two 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 three 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 all the time you know i was like oh my god there's gotta be something be you know to all of this that's kind of why uh numerology and you know sacred geometry and uh, buddhism i have a lot of a lot of my tattoos are like they have like weird i pull uh a little bit of knowledge from here to there you know i'm never not in any one religion but i've studied a lot of them and just 
you know i respect yeah. them all i have respect for them all but uh you know yeah. i haven't found that right one yet for me uh the closest thing i found right yet is buddhism which isn't a religion it's just a philosophy uh, you know of doing mm -hmm. good and you know being one mm -hmm. all that great stuff and uh, walking so that's, the kind path yes yeah 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 karma you know all that good stuff seems to be the yeah. best route right now it just seems to be the best route and then once i started venturing down that road and then it, the numbers started and it was like oh it was just it just kept drawing me in and in and in and in and in, and in. yeah and now i'm just a huge so, fan of all about it i read i read oh, yeah. the every night's show i end the end it with uh every night show says show one uh, please do something nice for somebody and random acts of kindness change lives. Uh, I'm a firm believer. Yes, I, I know it. You know, you I know that you can. Forward. It only takes one to, uh, you know, make you a firm believer in that. Seeing somebody's gratitude or just, uh, you don't even need the payback. Just doing something right. It's just yeah, or just even being kind to everyone around you as much as you can be, too. Like, I always think about that, even when people are assholes, you know, for the most part, I'm just like a hopeless life romantic where I always see the best in people, even if there's not much best to see. Um, but even just because you just never know what's going on in people's lives. Uh, and so I always think, like, even if I'm getting yelled at or something like that, you know, just like I just never... I try never to like get onto that level, you know, just to, or even pray for those people almost like pray, I say, but I'll put that manifestation out. Like my last boss is a real dick. And so I would pray every day for his health and happiness. And I, this is on my way to work yelling. Like I pray that this guy is happy, healthy and free, but I don't fucking mean it. But it doesn't matter because I'm still putting it out there and eventually I will mean it and it won't be a matter. I'm right there with you. Um, uh, that's the way, only way you can be. There's plenty, there's been a few times, <clears throat> shit, last week, I think twice last week where, um, you know, I, I try my best to schedule this as much as like anything else, you know what I mean? a week at least a week or so to advance you know everybody's i messed up yesterday i don't believe i sent you a confirmation but usually i send like a confirmation I'm the day it. by day <clears throat> you know i was still good for tomorrow because there's a lot of times i've had people you know, not show up yeah and, uh, that's a bummer when you go live and your guest isn't here and yeah i've had that happen a few times um last week where i you know i've confirmed you know i've set out that confirmation several times and it's like nothing 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 and like hour before the show nothing i'm like oh god so oh no well you know. i've been sort of checking out i'm a new fan so i'll say that i heard some great things about you from um growing with my fellow growers uh, my guys over there and so awesome. I just been honestly like I just checked out your interview with Hoda Herb because I've been a big fan of his for a while. So I I'm digging what you're doing over there. So you have a new fan <laughs> from me. We're gonna be new best friends, I think. Like I think maybe we're twins. 
That's awesome. I, I'm enjoying you. I like you too. Yeah. Oh, I, what this I was kind of saying with that is, uh, with, but with the, you were talking about with your boss is, uh, yeah. I don't get mad about that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I'll say that on air, you know, at the time of when it happens, because I don't know what's going on in their life. You know what I yeah, mean? Exactly. How am I to get yeah. pissed off? You know, I, they could be had the worst day in the world and I don't know it. And I'm going to sit here and try to put them on blast on air or whatever. Fuck that shit. I don't yeah. know. They're good. And in fact, almost every one of them that has done that, I've reached back out to. Not even asked why. Not even fucking asked why. You know, you didn't show up, why you couldn't confirm or whatever. Hey, man, you want to try again? Mm -hmm. Let's try to do yeah. this again. You know, That's no hard good. feelings. I don't even give a shit. Just you want to, I'll give, I'm willing to give you another go if you're willing to make, give it another go. Yeah. And, uh, it's I, good I, to I've meet people where they're at. Yeah. 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 And you especially with the times right now, like people, like, I feel like, you know, I'm coping pretty good with what's going on right now, but a lot of my friends are not coping really well. So it just kind of depends again on your perception about what's going on, what you're listening to, what your, you know, what your prior beliefs are with this pandemic and like different like theories and just, it's a crazy time right now. And I forget that sometimes that it's like, it's just at an extra level of trying to be kind, I guess, to people while they might not, or they might be struggling a little bit mentally. You know, to be quite honest with you, you know, I I view this whole whole thing in so many different ways. You know, as far to conspiracy, uh -huh. you know what I mean, angles to uh, just as uh, you know, this a test in humanity. You know, I really believe we all know that and have felt in in our souls that there's some kind of change coming up. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. You know, yep. We just, we just all as a humanity can sense it, but we just don't know what, you yeah. know, or when. We just yeah. know it's kind of building. You know, it seems like it's building faster and faster and faster. But I almost think this is a, a test for humanity. If we don't get this right, man, we just might be fucked. This is, this is our chance to, like you say, reach out and uh, know that we have to help one another and, you know, be kind and look out for one another instead of hoarding and yeah whatever people need to change That's, the world was turning into a toilet almost i thought the last three years like what the fuck this is a reset that is what i think it is it's a world reset like just look at even environmentally the impact that it's had from people not going out like i've looked at some of the articles like how it's affected the ozone layer and like that kind of shit like this is a reset and some people are not going to make it and that's unfortunate but that's just how it is well we've kind of pushed our limit up till now anyway we are yeah doing that time. as well we're pushing our resources we're tapping our our food we're tapping the earth's resources yeah we need to be wiser about everything we do yeah and i sure. think this is going to change people's behavior i'm hoping it's I'm forced hoping. really it's like a forced change almost people are my friend said to me um a few days ago i was having a panic attack because 
I'm like, I got to quit this job. It's so toxic. And I hadn't gotten this new job yet. So I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And, uh, you know, I'm not coping well. I'm not coping well. And he says something, a a perception, I guess I never thought about. But when I made that change two years ago to just quit my job and start from the scratch, I spent the last year being a grunt worker in a factory making $18 an hour. I was making a lot more than that when I left my job, you know, like I basically started over from scratch and he said, this is what people are being forced to do right now because of COVID. Like people have lost their jobs and they won't be getting them back. Like places are closing down, places are going bankrupt. So these people now have to figure out what they're going to do to start over like a new skill or a new, you know, like how are they going to make a living? Cause right now we have four months of emergency funding and people have been laid off or, it's coming on two months now, a lot of people. So he said, you can do this. You can cope. You chose to do that. People are not choosing to do that right now. And look at what you've already done kind of thing. So um, it's kind of neat to just look at it like that too. Cause I, I never thought about that. So if you know, anyone is struggling is like- right now, you can do it. If I can fucking do it. I spent four months camping in my camper last summer we should go into that actually I don't even know what time it is but when I relocated from Edmonton to get this job uh I didn't have a place to stay I have a house in Edmonton that I own with my ex-partner um but you know he was not gonna help me out he was not gonna it wasn't gonna be easy to to relocate and start over and so I took my camper and I found this guy he let me live on his land for two hundred dollars a month I could live, save a little bit of money. And uh, basically I camped for four months, but I cried a lot because the place that I was staying at, like there was no service. So never mind Wi-Fi, like I didn't have data. So I was alone. Like I've met, I, I've always been proud of myself for being an independent woman and how I'm like a, a nomad and I, I'm, I'm a loner and I can do it, but I've never been alone like that with just me. I did a lot of mushrooms for those four months and I was brought to another level. And I swear to God that because of that experience this summer and all the alone time that I did, I am prepared for any sort of isolation that I might need to do in the future. Like that was my training, but I cried almost every night because I was lonely. You should go back and watch uh, the Tanazi episode. (laughs) The what? The Tanazi episode. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that was a pretty good that. one. Okay, I will. I was fully medicated during that episode, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then you need to send me the link because you have a bazillion videos. Okay, okay. They're all and in I- the, uh, under the fucking talking shit with Eagle. Uh, y- yeah, I'm following you now, so. Okay, I'll send you the link though. It was a good episode though. It was. It was yeah, no. Yeah. I so, uh, how tough about that was had to have been a tough time there. I know I've spent some time uh, living in a vehicle myself. But, yeah. Uh, you seem you. I love your spirit because you don't even talk about it like it was a bummer. You're like, it is a life building experience. <laughs> Fuck all that shit. I don't even care. You know, I'm through it now. And uh, yeah. It's just great testament to your character. I'm, I'm Thank you. So 
I mean, it was, a, I had some shitty moments, but it was like the best summer of my life. I lived on three different farms. That was just the first farm. <laughs> I lived on three different farms with goats. Like the one farm I lived on, I didn't even know this dude had goats. He just had random animals and I'd park my camper and I was semi, it was pretty safe, you know, <laughs> like I'm a pretty trusting person. I haven't been let down yet, but um. I was just in my camper, like, you know, making my supper. And I have a small camper. People see me on Instagram. They've seen my pictures. It's very tiny. It's a one, it's a one lady cave sort of camper. And all of a sudden this big ass, I thought goats were like, I'm a city girl. Like I thought goats were like little, you know, the parkour goats that you see. <laughs> Anyways, this goat busted into my camper with its big horns and it was as big as a horse. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, but it was super friendly. I just wanted to be friends. So I got to meet those goats. There was two of them. There's horses there. Um, a pigeon flew up my dress one day. Like I had some crazy experiences. The next farm I lived at, they had goats too, but they were the little parkour goats, 30 of them. Like I would get up every morning and have coffee with the goats. Like my stories were lit all summer last summer. I've worked around a goats. few goats. They're pretty. They're pretty crazy animals. They'll eat anything. Goats oh. will eat anything. Metal, never, whatever thing, <laughs> whatever they can get their hands on, they'll eat. They don't even give a shit. They're nosy son of a bitches. Yeah, we. I did tree surgery. I was a tree surgeon for a while. When the trucks came in, them fucking goats would chase the truck, the wood chipper truck. <laughs> Like it was the feed wagon. They'd just be like biting off whatever's hanging out of the truck. They're, oh, they're oh crazy big burly goats. Like I've never seen such a thing. They have a name. My, my friend told me. I've been learning the farm life. So <laughs> I dove right in. Like I love it. But yeah, these goats, man, like fuck. What, those goats actually became, they were my best friends because that was the farm where there was no service. So every day, I'm not even joking, like, they could, the, the place I lived, the, um, not busy at all, like never any cars. They could see my Jeep coming down the gravel road from there. I could see them in the pit, like in the corral, the big goats and the horse. I'd be driving down and they'd be already galloping to my camper because they just want to hang out. So they either really just want to hang out with me or these goats love weed. I was just getting ready to say, please tell me you were smoking weed at that time. Yeah, man. Because that actually smoke, sounds pretty fucking cool. They were my smoke cool. buddies. I could just see sitting around a campfire, just blazing one with a coat, you know, fucking over your shoulder. Just Oh, I had so many fucking videos <laughs> that would in my be a stories. Fucking peaceful night, man. That really would, man. Over Looking out over the stars. That'd be a great night. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Very dark, though, so like a little bit scary too because i i ran oh, I into bears it's there. bear country right so i have a dog which is great she's a big dog but uh i was still like a big pussy like to like i look out my camper and it's black out there no i'm not having a fire by myself out there like i'm gonna get eaten by a cougar so i had to balance a little bit of safety with with uh free spirit i'm a free-spirited person but i have a, fa a healthy amount of fear also <laughs> it's respect it's one of them things too yeah oh yeah i'm in the woods right here 
And like, say it's as black as it is right now. If I were to go yeah. outside, it'd be that fucking. It's one of those nights where it's that black outside yeah. right now. But in the same aspects, and I'm sure it's even better because you're a little further north, and probably it sounds like even away from the city, probably a little bit. People don't understand. Oh yeah. How much uh, light? What light pollution really is? You get out of the city into the country a little bit, and the nights are Crazy. completely different. You can see oh. every little star, like you can almost touch them. Oh, it's so beautiful once you get out yeah. of the city like that. I am so great. I don't, I lucked upon this piece of land that I'm on now. Like I needed to move in from the summer uh, because it gets cold out here, like minus 40. And there's no way I could fucking live in my camper for that. Like also the first week of living in my camper, my hot water stuff working. So I was without showers for all the summer. My friends let me shower at their house. I would go to pools, like commune, old people, community pools and hang out in the hot tub and then go have my like shower every two days. It was crazy. Um, but I knew I wasn't going to do that for the winter. So I locked upon, I guess the universe directed me over towards this area, which is actually 45 minutes away from the town I work I was working in but because I this area is closer to the mountains it's a lot nicer I just felt better over here um, I started looking in this area and through a friend I found this great little trailer on 160 acres of land they have like a commune sort of style they're found like my landlords live out here like behind the property and then they have their kids a couple of their kids out here and everyone's really cool I can grow weed here. I can smoke weed here. They're so relaxed. They've adopted me into the family, basically. I am an orphan that walks here. <laughs> so now I feel like I have a little bit of family here in this community. I've been teaching my landlord how to grow weed and infuse weed and his wife too, um, and sharing some of my treats with them. So it's like a really great connection and it's so peaceful I often will post things in my stories too about just like the property like just I go get lost sometimes with my dog or you know there's just so many places to go and adventure out and I'm just so grateful that I happened upon this place and that I I can live here I guess it's just awesome like you said like living in the country going from the city you'd literally have to drive an hour and a half out of the city just to not see the light pollution like you're talking about. I didn't understand that until I moved out here. And it's a different sky. It's black as black can be. And the stars, like, fuck yeah. What about them, like, the... Sounds like we're in, like, same kind of location where we can enjoy these things. Them nights yeah. that are, like, the full moon nights that are... We get the, we get the dark, dark nights. Mm -hmm. You get the kind of in between beautiful you see every starlight nights and then you get them yeah. uh uh moonlit nights where oh, you can yeah. almost walk around like it's like some kind of weird like twilight it's yeah yeah then, it's like a oh. yeah weird bluish everywhere and you can you can actually walk around and uh, yeah them i nights totally understand that really great those them are good are mushroom my nights favorite. yes that's when <clears throat> mushrooms come out or those nice full like good calm and moon nights like i've never been more connected to the moon 
since I moved out here. Like I found myself fucking praying or doing praying, manifesting, shooting out to the moon, like like the moon's the god or whatever. Just like felt compelled to do it one day. And like, I don't know, man. Like I'm digging the moon these days. It's just fucking beautiful out here. Yeah, it's weird that you mentioned that too, because I've always um I've always been a sun person. The, the first half of my life and I still mm-hmm. you know I'm heavy drawn to the sun but it's like you said there's like this weird shift where I went from like enjoying the days to where I just suddenly it started enjoying mm-hmm. the nights more and I've definitely been a third shifter now for a long time but and I can I enjoy the nights there's something about you know going outdoors right around 3 a.m you know, you fucking nothing's going you just perfectly hear everything sometimes hear a little bit there in fact we were talking about that the other night um during hoto's interview there that kind of did wake me up a little bit you know because sometimes i do i use a lot of cannabis and i he made me realize that you know it might not i i always say that i could be building up a tolerance or i get sick of a stringing i'm switching all the time trying to uh maintain but he kind of made me realize that shit i might just be using the shit the wrong way (laughs) it might not just be you know i need to step out of my environment once in a while and you know go outside instead of just you know taking that break right here and fucking smoking a joint you know two three joints and whatever yeah yeah and to take it outside and take my mind out of the situation, get a whole new perspective, let my mind wander a minute and uh, yeah. enjoy the buzz in a whole new way. And I think I, doing that, I think I'm going to sl- end up slowing down. But I know I've noticed I've always been a fan of smoking a little bit, especially at night. We were talking about that uh, in chat. It was a couple of days later. Somebody was like, well, you can't do that. You're always up at night and you can't, you know, step outside and look at the squirrels and birds and shit at night. I'm like, no, at night, it's almost the better because you can't see a lot of that shit. And you get the like adrenaline, a little bit of adrenaline in with it. It isn't necessarily because it's around you. Yeah, and, the, and then you get your imagination kicking in a little bit on you because you don't necessarily know what what's out of high eyesight there so you get a little bit of fucking with you i made the best joints right there the ones out in the middle of the night under the moonlight oh yeah i've freaked myself out so many times where i scream like a girl sometimes and like run just from like my imagination going wild and like being too high or like i don't know just moments outside in the darkness i had a moment like that actually recently i was out looking for crownland camping spots like there's a lot of good ones out here um, about 40 minutes from the base of the mountains basically the rocky mountains and so i was looking you know i've been adventuring all summer that's what i did with my time was i drove like i seen a road I'm like i'm gonna go there i have a jeep so i i've gotten <laughs> into some tight situations but thankfully i have a jeep but small i can get out um so this winter i took this like I don't know. It was like an off-beaten path and it looked like someone had already driven through there. So I was going to go through there and not get stuck. I didn't get stuck, but I stopped. I got out. I let my dog out. <clears throat> got like got going. And then I just smoked a joint 
and in the snow I saw a footprint like I'm pretty sure it was a cat like a cougar print <laughs> it was a big like not couldn't have been a wolf or a dog it was big and so I I freaked my I like screeched and like got the dog into the jeep and even though it's like could have been from seven days ago I had this moment where I like worked up my imagination and freaked out and got the dog and left so but that also could have been the my spidey senses maybe or I was just really high <laughs> that's funny or I was just really high uh, I'm a big uh, believer in intuition too you gotta trust that shit oh yeah I do something don't feel right with me I, I usually go with that feeling uh, and it's rarely let me down it's very rarely let me down yeah I agree too so I'm super awesome. glad that you were able to to be able to swing your uh, your life over into just a steady cannabis world. Uh, you know, give up it. social work, and you know, because it's it's one of them things. I can't believe it myself. You know, it's I, as many nights as I talked about this plant, I just I can't get enough of talking about it. You know, it's. It's rewarded me in so many ways. The cultivating it, that first harvest, every harvest as far as that goes, getting to smoke yeah. medicine. Just the moreover, I think the one of the biggest medicines for me is that uh, meditative, if you will, uh, time with the plants. You know what I mean? Oh when yeah. Uh, Self care. Just in there, you've locked everything out. Sometimes, hopefully, with you know, some good music or something, maybe yeah. audio. Oh yeah, always music. Yeah. Just uh yeah, the just plants lose yourself. Like the music. That's a it's very th therapeutic all in itself right there, and you haven't even <laughs> you haven't even ingested it yet. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And uh, all the way through to the finished product to Processing people in the it. community yep. giving it away, using oh, yeah, it, sharing. I use talking it as about like it. I used to joke that I do. You, do you guys know about Trailer Park Boys down there in the USA? Love it. Love it. Okay, like I, I honestly I, still wish I could. I still Ricky a lot of things. Okay, I Ricky. I, I don't. I haven't made hash coins yet, but the whole idea dude. of bartering and oh my god, dude, I we're the same person. The I am Ricky also, <laughs> and. I like I've been obsessed with this show for years many years like actually my Christmas tradition with my ex is that on Christmas Eve we watch Trailer Park Boys the first Christmas special anyways I digress um there was like this meme when I first quit social work I sent this meme to my friend my social work friend and uh it was Ricky with like presenting like this room of weed and it said his retirement plan. <laughs> and I sent that to her and like, I am Ricky now and my dreams are coming true. <laughs> that is still my retirement plan. But yes, I trade for weed. I, if I can get something that I need and give somebody weed in exchange, that is how I pay always. Oh, every time. Even sometimes my rent. Like I've I've done that. I've done that. I bought tires one time. I was broken down. I was 200 miles from home 
and got a fucked up tire and I pulled into a tire shop and uh, they're working on that thing and I'm like, you know, I I sell seeds and I'm you know I I do a little bit of a uh, YouTube shit. I don't know if you know me, but and they're like they start looking at my shit and they're like, oh yeah. I'm like, is there any way you guys would like to just? I've got some shit on me. Would you like to just just swap this out? And he's like, you got some shit on it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I take him out to the car right? and I like I open up my case. <laughs> I opened it up and fucking he looks at that <laughs> shit. He says, he says, Jimmy, bring me his bill. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> and nice. we swapped out right there and shit. Uh, tattoos. Oh my god, I have Yeah, worked. that's how you do life. Yeah, yeah. Tat- yeah, if they will work for- yeah, trade for weed, whatever. I'm yeah. totally down. I love it. I listen to my love. I really do. <laughs> I honestly do wish we could do hash coins. That would be so oh, awesome. It would be amazing. I, I, I always like appreciated the fact, like in the earlier episodes, he didn't even give him a choice and shit. He just like give him a coin. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. You're gonna trust me. You're gonna thank me for that. Yeah. No, actually, you you owe me. You owe me. That's that, that was more. Yeah, really. Fuck, I love those guys. Yeah, that's that's some good watching right there. That's some good trim TV right there. It's true. <laughs> yeah, I could. I I've rewatched it just so many times. Yeah, and their older stuff is by far way better. But I mean, the even the new I, stuff is funny too. Like when Snoop Dogg starts getting involved, and like when they're gonna send that all that oil to to the states yeah. on the. Patrick Swayze's toy train, like, yeah. <laughs> like there's still some gold in there for sure. Uh, I think but so. uh, the older one, the the later ones are good, but the, it's like mid season, I think. Yeah, it's just the it's even the production quality. It's so much cheaper in the beginning, but it's just so much better like that. Out here, we got a show too called Fubar. Have you heard of that? I I believe, but I haven't seen it's it. It's very very Albertan. It's like locally made local local shows. Fubar, like somebody that's close to Canada, you and you might you might enjoy it. But check it out. There's two parts, Fubar one and Fubar two. It's got some Trailer Park Boys uh, vibes for sure. But it, yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's about these oil fig oil field guys. So I, it sounds like you're pretty close to my age. Do you remember the kids in the hall? Oh yeah, I watched that all the time. Yeah, that was always good comedy back in the day, and it's right along oh, yeah. that line. So it's still pretty classic, though. Oh yeah, I, I um, actually I think I noticed it on one of my streaming things, Amazon. I think maybe I should rewatch it. That'll be my next thing. Maybe. Thanks for reminding me. I think I thought it was funny. Like, do you guys, hey, you guys ever heard of the Trailer Park Boys down there? <laughs> <laughs> no. Some people haven't. It's weird, strange. But you're pretty people north, fun. so. Well, people love good uh, cannabis content, though. I mean, they we really do. Oh yeah, we really do. Yeah, that's good stuff. We're united by cannabis. 
Okay. Um, I was going to show you guys because you know what? No one ever gets to see my flower room because they're always asleep. But because you do your show so late, they're awake. You want to see them? Please. Hell yeah, I do. Okay, so Hell I put yeah. these bitches on Mother's Day. So let's check them out. I'm going to actually grab my... Here they are. My LED glasses so that you guys don't have to see the pink light. Nice. Usually I would have plants behind me, but uh, I have <laughs> no flowers. Like... I kind of did your this video is gonna take off just from your background because you look kind of like you're floating in this black space. It's I could have. It was so black. I was gonna fuck with you because I could change it, and I was like, nah, yeah, yeah, like it almost looks like you're on a like. <laughs> yeah, look at that. I dig it. Love space. <laughs> I like that you have no body. It's weird. It's because your shirt's black, right? <laughs> It, it, well, it's actually Alan You're Green. like a floating believe. head. It's weird. <laughs> I think I might leave it like that for a minute. Yeah, you can leave it. Yeah, that. no, go ahead. It's not fucking with me. It's very interesting. <laughs> I prefer someone to be interesting. Okay, it's going to be bright for a minute. Oh, look, I've got arms and shit. Look. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you're wearing a universe costume. Oh, that is some funny shit. I almost wish I would have did this from the beginning. <laughs> oh my gosh. Your YouTube's going to be lit. All right. There's the girls. They're filling out. There's four of them in there. It's already fucking cold crazy. It's looking good in there. Yeah, they're, I don't know, about a weekend, I guess. Oh, nice. The bad bitch in the back. I don't know. The Mylar might stop the reception here, but she is a bad Betty. Bad Betty. No matter what I do it to her, she's like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm so excited to see this run. This, these are all new genetics to me. I've never seen any of them flower out, so I'm pumped. Oh, no. whose are they? Oh, you want to know that? That's okay. Here we got um, this girl here is Coyote Critical from Barney's Farm. Got the front right. And then to her left, we also have from Barney's Farm, Shishka Berry. Um, and working at the weed farm, that was the strain I worked with the most, Shishka Berry. And the weed farm that I worked at claims they make or grow the best shishka berry in Canada. But they do not grow the best shishka berry in Canada. I'm about to show them who grows the best shishka berry in Canada. So that's my shishka berry. Um, back right is White Widow from Canuck Seeds here in Canada. Dank. Anything I've grown by them is awesome. And also we got Wedding Cake from Canuck Seeds. So two breeders in the house. What light you running, Boom Farm wants to know? Oh, yeah. Everyone asked about this light. It's my Cali. California Lightworks 550 LED. I've been running this thing straight for three years. And it's still pulling out pounds. So these LEDs are just as good 
I mean, I haven't used a horticulture lighting group light, but I have worked with them just through like work and shit. And just from other people's reviews, I think this one lasts just as long. And it's just as good. It replaces a 600 HPS basically. It looks like it does well. It, is it always up that high? Is um, that normal I, 80 inch or like seven foot 10? It is a seven foot, yeah. It's uh, normally not up this high. I'm actually gonna start lowering it soon. It's just these girls um, went from like a much smaller light. And so uh, I, I don't have the controller. You know what, if California Lightworks wants to send me the controller, that'd be awesome. It's $250, so I, I can't dim this bitch. She's full, full strength or nothing basically. So I have it up that high for that reason. But I'll be lowering it pretty soon. Background's almost fucking with me. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I didn't take the mushrooms my roommate offered me. <laughs> right before even, this podcast, look, or we'd be having a different podcast. <laughs> it actually comes out my mouth. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, that would have been fun a fun times. ride. Wicked. Yeah, that would that would have been a fun ride. Uh, I tell you what, I I took him the night with Tanazi, and man, it was a uh, it wasn't easy. Oh, man. that's why it's so interesting. I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I almost did. I was like, hmm. <laughs> but I didn't want to. It's our first time meeting, you know. It was the uh, the subject for the night, and then oh. I was like. I was like, you know what, you you want to do something before? <laughs> and we were like, oh, all right. yeah, sure. So we, I know I'm not I'm not going to say for him, but uh, yeah, I definitely I definitely <laughs> partook beforehand and shit. We got we got diving a little deep in the rabbit hole, and I think I actually Ooh. after after the show, I think I actually did dive down a, a rabbit hole after tonight oh did you stay on air i noticed you stay on air after right that's neat too Just well it all depends it on the guest yeah. if some if some people are you know uh you know i i let them be the the gut the judge of the night you know what i mean i don't rush the conversation i don't know your story in most most situations and I'm not going to rush you. If you've got a great story that takes fucking four hours to tell, I'm going to let you have four hours to tell that shit. You know what I mean? And then, it, but, I, and then cool. the same aspect, if you're not cool with it and you just want to be blah, 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 you know, and I'm <laughs> out of here. Well, okay. I respect that too. You know what I mean? You came on, you did your thing. You know, I, I can't bitch about that. But I know I might be bored or whatever and keep going on. And, you know, people, it's hard to, shit, we have 55 people watching right now. And a lot of times. Oh, I didn't even look. They That's hang, awesome. They hang out 55 solid, you know, sometimes it dips down a little bit, but I like that till four or five o'clock in the morning. And it is so hard to, oh, to tune up. Even just watching, like skimming through a couple, I could see like you're. These people dig this chat, man. It's lit. Like, it's lit. I, I had to stop. I got to pay attention to you, dude. Like, I wish I could be reading at the same time. But I know it's lit in there. I can see it. It's like, 
you got some good friends in there and I'm very glad to get to know everybody. <laughs> oh, and that's another thing. And I don't, I don't mean to fucking, uh, I had, a, I had, that's another way this community is touched or this plant has touched me. You know, I've had some ups and downs in the last year. And every time I've had, you know, something that has come up, community's been right there to like fucking, and a lot of times they didn't even know it. So I never even talked about it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I never even said anything. They unwittedly were there. You know what I mean? And brought me I do. But That's uh, amazing. a couple nights ago, I had something that, you know, it was overwhelming. Uh, my father passed Wednesday. I saw that. And uh, Sorry, dude. I know. I know. And if, if it wouldn't have been for... And they were saying, you know, Eagle, you can take time off. We'll be, we'll still hang out and shit. You know, don't worry. You yeah. know, we'll. And I was like, you know, and I appreciated that. But in the same aspect, it was like, what else am I going to do? Sit here and jump, be depressed and stare at the floor. And uh, they helped me, uh, continually helping me through this. You know what I mean? I could have took that yeah, time absolutely. off. And showing up would sure help me work through it is helping me work through it better than uh not showing up that's for sure so, yeah uh, these people love you dude they're your friends i can see that you're a loved man i don't know about all that it shows they, they, i mean it shows to your character obviously like that you have this kind of support and you're right it's better to have that kind of support even if it's virtual like that than to sit alone and wallow about i don't even know i don't even think think it has very little to do with me i just think it, I, it's people have realized it's a good place where other people are that's all right you know like I it's mean? a full it's, community that's what i mean like i can see like the love in here it's it, nice it is too they uh i can see i when love the buys. love i love the love and i just saw jack is on here he says that he loves nudie and i love jack <laughs> A lot of people said that there was uh, quite a few people that when I announced that you were coming on, they gave you much love. They were talking Aww. about it in uh, the Frugal Force chat tonight, which, uh, damn it, uh, I believe it was Aldridge, Chris, and Purple Thumb, I want to oh, say. Oh, yeah. yeah. Purple Thumb is a big supporter, yep. They were uh, calling it out in chat, in the other chats. I love that one. I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't love that. I shouldn't love it, but I do. But uh, they were like in the frugal forest tonight. They were all like, you know, make sure and check out Eagles Chats. Got Mrs. Nudie coming on tonight. That's, <laughs> oh, yeah. I love Miss Nudie. Love they kind of like, you know, kind of like side branch the chat there for a minute. And uh, well, I'm like, oh, man, that makes me feel so good right there, man. They're just digging the show and supporting I you. Just, so. I'm telling you, just. Kind of derailed that chat for like I don't know a good twenty messages and shit. They were all like, like that's awesome. Oh, I'm so glad that I you this was timed perfectly, man. Because I've had the last like I guess like week off, so like I'm about to hit the pavement hard because I haven't really talked about this new position, but 
can I talk about that for a minute? Actually, please. You yeah, you talk about anything you want to fucking talk okay, about. Okay, so I'm actually really proud of this. Well, I'm gonna lay this down out there. Um, uh, without getting too much into, I don't. I never want to bash any sort of uh, employee or whatever. Anyways, but things are toxic. It's not. I mean, that's just the fact of it. Um, worried about layoffs. Worried about COVID. Worried about you know, just whatever that's going on there. Just, just very unhappy. Um, I would say probably the last eight months there, like I'm a grunt, like basically I'm tasked to do blah, 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 blah. And it's repetitive and it's awful and laborious. But the part that I love about the job is the plants. So I go in there every single day, even though the vibes are negative and toxic and I go into the room and I just try never to come out. <laughs> so I like hide in with among the 4,000 plants and do what I need to do and just focus on giving them my love. But that's kind of that's what's gotten me through the last, like, especially the last few months. Um, I had a really solid team at work also. Like I started in June of last year and I was put on this team of all boys, <laughs> young boys too, like 10 years younger than me. So strong men. And it was known as like uh, the the competent, not competent team, but like just the, they work hard and get shit done fast. So I had to keep up. I think I lost 20 pounds in my first month or two because it was so fast place. This place is big too, like 500,000 square feet um, of growing space. So these guys, I've been in the same, on the same team, like we were a unit, like a solid unit, me and these five dudes, like there've been a couple people that sort of came and gone, transient sort of workers or whatever, temp workers, things like that. But um, I guess about a month ago, there was, I've made it, I made it through four layoffs anyways, but it was about a month ago that uh, all my entire team got laid off. So it was no longer... <laughs> It was hard to go to work after that. It was so hard to go to work after that. And I would say probably the last eight months, um, back in September, I, I, I was hired as a cultivator, basic frontline. Um, and then in, that was in June. And then in September, I applied for irrigation and I got the job. I got interviewed, I got the job. And they just said like, internally, these things take time. Basically, they kept saying, you know, in a couple of weeks, in a couple of weeks, you're, it's short staff. Like, it was just one thing after another that they dicked me around for a while, basically, with this promise of a raise and irrigation and um, actually trained me during this pandemic because they laid off all of the irrigation techs. The day that my entire team got laid off, they also laid off all the irrigation techs or most of them. And so nobody was there. So I got pulled in to do irrigation that day. And I ended up having to do like three, three pods of irrigation work when usually a tech does one. But anyways, like I did it. Like, and that's, I don't know what that says, but like I did it in the hopes that they were going to finally move me over like they promised during all of this so that I would get new teachings. And that's all I wanted. I didn't even care about the money anymore. I just wanted new learnings. I was begging for a mentor, a qualified mentor. I was mentoring my whole team, like, and not, and not to say I don't love that, but I need to be mentored also. Um, so I just wasn't getting that. So I start looking for 
other work. And then just most recently with just COVID and more layoffs, I was like, Hey, like I just can't. And then my boss, because my lead got laid off during that full, that slice and dice of my team. Like my lead was included in that. And like, he's one of my best friends. So that was tough. And so then we got this new lead who's a real dick face and a tyrant basically like rules. Not, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Big ego just wasn't great. So I just couldn't, that was it. I couldn't handle it anymore. Basically my plan A was to like, my colitis was starting to act up. That's basically what was the final thing is that I know when my ulcers are getting irritated and I never want to let them get to that full fledged outbreak. So I isolated, um, like waiting to see doctors was going to get a sick note. That was my plan A. And then during that time, I saw a place closer to me, west of me, closer to the mountains, a place that I had been manifesting since October, wanting to work there so badly, just being in that community. Um, They've never been hiring because they're so small. There's like 30 people that work there and never hiring, never (laughs) hitting the DM sometimes too, just to check in and be like, hey. Um, but they finally, I saw a posting and it was for irrigation lead. And I was like, ah, like, I'm probably not qualified for this, but I'm going to apply anyways. And I did. And then one of my lady mentors, I guess, or somebody that I look up to in the cannabis community suggested that I hit them in the DM also. And I, cause I'm old school. Like I, I worked at the same place for 13 years. So like, this is literally going to be the third job interview I've done in 15 years. Um, so I don't know how this works. Like I used to pound the pavement and drop shit off on the people's doorstep. That's not how you do things. You hit them in the DMs. So I did that. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because it was three days after I had submitted my application online through Indeed, which is, you guys probably have Indeed, right? (laughs) Job finding? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't use it, but yeah. (laughs) But, uh, she called me and she said that they had left me a message two days ago. And for whatever reason, I didn't get that voice message. So I didn't call them back for two days. And then I DM them. So they're probably like, what's with this chick? But yeah, it was like within days, like this whole process of it being interviewed and just being validated, like they validated my skills. And I had been feeling so devalued by my previous employer for so many months that this is all I was ever going to be was a grunt. And yeah, I got the job on the spot. Never have I ever got a job on the spot. Never mind one I wanted so badly. Can I put my take on your story? Yes. First of all, awesome, awesome on the fucking manifestation bullshit. Not bullshit, but you know what I'm saying. Um, That's awesome. I'm so glad that it's always... It, at the end of it worked out for you. But to rewind, um, yeah, you got to eat. I'm glad you were in a position to mentor, but unless you stay hungry and, you know, want to keep pushing yourself forward, you kind of get bored with it and want to hang oh, it yeah. out. You mm-hmm. have to stay hungry just to, you know, keep in bettering yourself, keep, you know, you know, the wanting to be there uh, active. But yes. two, it sounded like um, I don't care how good them growers were that you and yourself are. 
I sounded like uh, the product in the end was shit. Uh, <laughs> if you don't mind me saying, because if you go into a work environment and it, it's negativity right off the bat when you get there and you fucking can't wait to run into them rooms, uh, that shakes out into the plants. I've, you know, oh, yeah. Uh, by suggestion, right? Uh, by Smiley's Gardens, I've been listening to uh, The Secret Life of Plants. Which, I read, uh, I'm reading that, I've read that book. So you kind of get a little bit what I'm going at here. They kind of already picking up on the bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's already shaken out into the, that vibe's shaken out into the plants already. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Which is already affecting the end product. And yes. you know, it's, it's, it's all the way through the, you know, you guys could be putting your heart into it, but there you can't shake that, that vibe. And it goes back to like, it's just not the work environment was negative. Uh, uh, and you can't do that you know there's plenty oh, of studies that it's been around plants as far as music just the thoughts that you're having when you're around the plants so them taking that energy in it sounded like you know you guys could be nine to five in it and doing it textbook but because of the negative energy flowing through that place that uh it would have always ended it ultimately ended up shaking out into the flower being made there's mediocre. no love no love in those nugs none like there, zero. Yeah, i love that there's no love zero. in those nugs there isn't because i've tried everything that's available and there's zero love in those nugs and then you're exactly right because there's times when i would run into those rooms and i am so grateful that those plants were in there because I was going to mention to you earlier, but I was so grateful uh, because they took that negative energy. So yeah, that went into them, but they also gave me back enough to get me through the day each time. And I strongly believe that's the plants because an elder told me once that if you go outside and you just pick a tree, like any tree, and you stand with your back to the tree, the tree will take away your negative energy and reapply its positive energy. So when I'm having a really shitty day, when you were talking about going out into like nature, you know, I do that sometimes. I just put my back to a sap filled tree <laughs> and steal some of its energy, I guess. But it wants, it allows that, you know, like, but the plants definitely, not just mine, there's a handful out of 900 employees, probably a handful of people who are passionate and love this plant. And this company so just tries to stomp that out of you. It almost makes me wonder, like, uh, even, it's kind of funny, you can even take uh, the spiritualism out of out of this equation, okay? Yeah. And do it into, like, a science realm. Even Einstein stated that energy can't be created, it, you know, it can only be transferred, okay? <coughs> so, with that being said, uh, Negative energy, you know, it's if it's overwhelming there, it's just being transferred into place to place to place. So I, I can't imagine. I'm almost wondering that flower. I wonder if it transferred that. Uh, you know what I mean? If it wasn't like an amplifier for that negative energy, some of the people that used it wasn't even wasn't even up to snuff because it carried that negative vibe with it oh. from, right from conception. Like driving into the parking lot, like you can feel it. Like that's how loud it is there. It's a lot. 
So like the plants have no chance, you know, to survive or to get to receive any love. Because most of the people there don't even give a shit, I noticed. And you know, not to get off base and, and I'll be right back with it, it's it's not even getting off base. It really relates to this. And uh since my dad's passing and uh I had a friend come to me and talk to me about some stuff and it, it applies it, may, it has made me realize before I gave you advice I, I knew it applied to me and it applied to this show people you know have told me from the beginning you gotta slow down you can't do this every night you gonna burn yourself out blah mm-hmm. blah blah and even when it happened when, when he passed you know you should uh take some time off and you know divert it into other stuff or whatever but my advice to this person was uh if you're not whatever you're doing if you don't overload yourself this was my exact advice don't overload yourself with things that aren't fulfilling your soul because you know if 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 you are then you're just wasting your time because uh, yes so you know just do things that you love and it'll fulfill you and that was boiled right back to doing this show. <laughs> you know, I could have did it somewhere else, but uh, doing this is fulfilling my soul. You know what I mean? That's what mm-hmm. I found in doing this. It hasn't just, uh, it's fulfilled my soul. It's helped me out a lot. It's, it's helped my family. You know, my it has brought me and Alexis closer. It's been, you know, even they, you know, even at, at that point, people are like, you know, spend you should be spend some take time spend some time with your family and everything and mm-hmm. i was like i i have been you know mm-hmm. i do that every day but mm-hmm. uh <laughs> my girls want me to be doing this because they know this is what's making me happy and even they were in the chat that night you know what i mean hanging out no uh, this is this isn't it became so quickly so much uh, not about me it just it was just something i had loved to do and it just took off after that and then yeah i'm glad that you were able to find that in your your travels you know what i mean step over that negativity and get back to because this is what you love doing you knew that and god forbid you get trapped in a fucking negative energy where you're like yeah oh god i hate this plan you know i mean i loved it but i'm no not way, fucking yeah. tired of it no but you were able to step over that no that's all awesome. yeah no like like you said earlier like we're I'm, you gotta know when age, you clean I your think. I'm 42. Like I'm a mature woman with a lot of life experiences. And like, I've had a lot of jobs. And you know what? The last job, like the 13 years that I did with them, the last five years were toxic. Like the, the last two years were the most toxic, the most toxic place I've ever worked. All women, environment, social workers. Boom. Very toxic. I knew after I left that job, so it was good timing that I quit, but I stayed in it for as long as I could. But at, when I started seeing those signs, it was like my gut kept telling me that I needed to keep going to work um, because people were isolating left and right when I was starting to feel like this. So I was like, oh, I could use that as an excuse, right? Like I'm going to go in quarantine and just get the fuck out of here, right? That's in the back of my mind. But for whatever reason, my gut's like, no, just keep going. You need to keep going. So for whatever reason, the people I've met there, whoever's path I crossed or whatever I, lesson I needed to learn. But it was li- only a couple of weeks ago where it was like, my gut was like, all the signs were like, 
no, like we are done. So as a, like I said, as a mature woman, I have limits. Like I just, I just, since I quit that job two years ago, like I don't settle for nothing. As soon as my gut tells me I'm out, I'm out. And it's like, I'll land on my feet. Like I was ready to just like, (laughs) bye, like no other job. But I think it's just, yeah, I don't know. Timing, fate, maturity. I just, you know, I just won't do anything that's not pleasurable. I guess selfish. You shouldn't. It's, you shouldn't. Yeah. It's not selfish. No, it's not in the least. I used to think selfish. that though. Yeah. It, yeah. Especially as we're that. getting, you you nailed it. As we get older, God, these days are fucking flying by. I mean. I am doing everything I can fucking do in a day. And it's not enough. It's not even like I'm tired. It's just the day is rain short. It's like, I'm still wanting to go. And it's like, fuck, man, I got to sleep at some point. But there's so much shit that needs to be done. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and at that point, I used to want to help. And I still try to help as many people as I can. But I'm. I try to be a little bit more wiser because I don't like to let people down either. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I'm trying to be very wise anymore. The things I commit to, because it's got to bring me joy and uh, not necessarily joy. I, you know, I've got (coughs) to be happy about what I'm doing, but uh, it's just, you know, I keep, it's just committing to too many things that just don't mean anything at this point Mm -hmm. is, just insane yeah I just don't do I don't commit to anything I don't want to do anymore like I'm just like nah and so much easier as you get older I used to never say no I was running myself like it's both ends my whole life taking I'm classic caretaker burnt out like never mind social work but taking care of my whole fucking family so now me I'm sorry go ahead yeah now I take care of me that's it it's, it was selfish sounding at first though, right? Like self-care, me time. Make sure you take care of you first before you take care of anyone else. And I'm like, what? Even your kids? Well, yeah, even your kids. To be a good role model. You can't put out unless you're good. You just can't put out unless you're no. good. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it, I was, uh, life had kind of made me uh hip to that a little bit but i also like uh if you get a chance ever get it i like a lot of motivational shit i listen to tons of uh, motivational shit and jim Rohn is one of my favorites i don't know you like jim Rohn? have you ever heard of it no no i don't know i just like motivational stuff lately i've been listening to gary v but yeah send me a link or something i'm into that oh my god i got tons the jim Rohn's a fucking great one i can he's so well spoken you can just listen to him for fucking hours. But he was talking about um, what we're talking about right now. Uh, putting things uh, in correct alignment of what you want to do. He said that, uh, you know, once you get a certain point, you have to uh, put things in realization again and put things mm-hmm. in realist aspects. I mean, if you think about terms like right now you know if we're only gonna like say average life cycle we're, I mean, we have to think realistically about this we're not gonna live forever 
No, 70. who wants let's say, to? <laughs> let's say 70, okay? 70, okay? We'll, yeah. let's, we'll call a number here, 70. Pretty young, but yeah. And we'll just, we'll use your age because you've thrown it out there. <laughs> yeah, why not? I'm, I'm a young 42. And, and you are, and we're, we're exactly as young as hard as we want to be. But using yeah. this model, this num these numbers, realistically, Put it in this terms. Uh, thinking that you could pass at 70, you have 28 chances at a lot of things. Think about that. Now, putting mm -hmm. a number like that in it, in it like, that's 28 Christmases. <laughs> 28 Easter's. Now, doesn't that like put things more in a realistic number? I mean, that's not like... You can't put things off. We don't have ever. We all live in forever land. We tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Oh yeah. But if you Lies. start putting things into perspective and you put realistic numbers on it, you know, you like go you have fishing once. Years left. Yeah, you put you know, and it ain't even years. I mean, if you only do something once a year, that's twenty eight times you got left. You know what I mean? That's not even years. That's just twenty more times, twenty eight more times you're gonna do it. That's realistic numbers. Now, if thinking it like that, don't you cherish them 28 more times? 100% okay. more? Are you going to yeah, not absolutely. put that off or what? You know what I mean? That's, yeah. Don't put nothing point, off. You, I agree. You have to put that into perspective and quit bullshitting on time. Yeah. That's, <laughs> start, yeah. that's yeah. an awoke moment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to live to 88 probably, though, so <laughs> I'll use right that on, number. <laughs> right on. We got we to use healthy numbers, and, you know, that's another thing, too. If you don't like that number, uh, you have to use it just like you said as a wake-up to uh, change Yeah, healthy. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Yep, life lessons with Eagle and Newts. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. So um, what were some of the things that uh, you've picked up as a commercial grower that uh, maybe some tips that you could throw out there for some uh, oh. home growers? <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> I've been taking notes since day one. Or is it too upscale? to be able to downscale for home. Well, the thing is, is I had to balance a bit of that because there's a lot of like when I went in there and mostly I've been in propagation. And so I worked a lot with cloning and like when the plant is in vegetative state. So um, less flowering stuff. When I would do the irrigation role, I would get to spend a lot more time with the flowers. But um, primarily I, I worked in propagation. So the probably the best, the best stuff that I would take away would be some of, maybe some of the cloning tips. That's uh, we were kind of known as the cloning team there for a while. Um, there's been a lot of transition, but like, because I had, I was primarily cloning for months. Um, you kind of just get, you get pretty good at it. Um, and I had never really worked with rock wool before. And I wanted to kind of add that to my expertise. And so um, I guess if I wanted to share tips, if people are using rock wool, um, one thing I never thought of until I went over to a commercial grow is to weigh your rock wool like, so that you have precise 
measurements of how much food, because a lot of times when I've tried to use rock wool, um, plants suffer because I'm overwatering them or the rock wool gets too saturated, especially when I've, and I've only really tried dabbling in, you know, when you get the full cloning tray of rock wool. Um, yeah, always like too much water. So if you kind of know how much, how much of the nutrients to put into the rock wool and like you have it weighed, you're kind of set, right? And then being able to watch kind of how they, um, how they did the transition from like domes to um, acclimation, like they were getting roots. Like when I first started, we would get roots within seven days, like seven or eight days, which is really awesome. And like barely any calls and like, like they were saying like 97, 98% success rate for all genetics. Um, it declined over the year, that's all I'll say. But um, I learned a lot too from just a lot of stuff that I would say maybe they did wrong. Um, but then, you know, I would run things past. I would like, I would go and uh, we'd be cloning in like day two of flower, right? For example. <laughs> and I thought that's insane. And like these people are nuts. You're not supposed to stress out a plant right when you're flowering it. Um, but then I would run things past the um, growing, growing with my fellow growers you know the podcast and when I was on that show and they, you know some of the guys had a lot of good commercial experience like can can taught me a lot about um about like why they might do something like that you know and I guess you know I had I don't remember everything but it had something to do with the nutritional needs of the clones at that stage and kind of what they were getting in the first week of flower and then also to stunt them I guess and then propagation in when you don't have to use mothers like we were cloning off of production plants so if you're doing a large scale and cloning off production plants um you're saving money right because you're not having to keep a room of mothers because that's very expensive so I don't know just little things but yeah lots of stuff that was like like don't change 10 different things in one day and be like what what worked or what didn't work you know like there's a lot of um there's a lot of egos at the top you know like I mean people see that online all the time see people fighting about how to fucking grow your own marijuana I get slack a lot too like not a lot actually I mostly get love but I'll get the odd person who's like why are you doing it like that you should be doing it like this especially when I first started and uh I mean, fuck off. Like, how would I just do it however I want? And it's my need, you know? So there's a, that ego, right? Like, so those guys- I almost this. go out of my way not to listen to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, that that one that always shows up and or whatever, yeah, they, I just, I don't know. I have a hard time with that one. You know what I mean? Oh, um, it's just like, dude, it's hard to be the bigger person sometimes, but- that it that exists a lot in these LPs was that and a lot of people don't even have cannabis experience. It's just like, you know, obviously the master grower, but like not just where I worked, but I'm noticing, I mean, not in the place I am now. Like, oh Lord, like I'm so excited this place is full of love. Everybody's passionate about weed. Anyways, most of the, the bigger places, it's like oil money, especially in Alberta, right? So these people are like, let's make let's grow weed and make a bunch of money you know get licenses and they can pay for that all the costs of startup and then 
but like you need more people on board in the leadership role that know how to fucking grow weed <laughs> I, I agree know. with that I agree with that. But then you have all the, and then you, so you have all these guys battling each other with like, no, we're gonna do it like this, and 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 like, well, just tell me how you want me to do it. It just it seems like it would be like more like you trying to utilize the system, just a sharing of knowledge and pushing yeah. it forward. Free school. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Open source learning, basically. Yeah, no. Oh, and connections. Like, that's another thing I got from that place was, fuck, the people. Some of the people I met there, amazing. They're going to be some of my best friends now. And I met all these. I made a point to, like, I was there for a different reason. I'm, I, I came because I want the experience, I, not because I want to make $18 an hour. I mean, I, I took a huge demotion, you know, like, it's just a different once I stop learning, I'm done basically. Right. So it just, I just, I hate keeping, I hate keeping a bash this place, but like, it sounds I just like tried, you weren't ha happy there at all. It sounds like you did the best fucking thing you ever one in the second or I made third. The best of it. Sounds like you keep making better and better and better decisions as you get going along here, Miss Nudie. I made I made the best of it, but like, so part of that learning was like, I I would just go off and like, uh, I made friends with people in sanitation, and I made friends with people in. Uh, like irrigation and I made friends with people like a couple directors that were like I was trying to grab at like meant like grasping like a puppy to get their their knowledge you know writing everything down and like so I, I kind of was spread myself out around the facility on purpose so that now leaving I have at least I would say probably five really good solid connections and a few of these people have already moved across Canada so like you never know when this connection might come back into my life you know so it's that's another level of the importance of being kind to everybody like everyone that I worked with and I just like it was always very positive so even though maybe I felt like this toxic drain I never really let that on and as soon as I started as soon as the toxic was coming out of me no matter how much I was smudging I'm done you know so you gotta go how have uh, some of the most beneficial ways are for you and uh, do you caregiver just for yourself or do you caregiver for uh, other people as well? Right now it's just for myself. Um, I've tried to convince a couple of people to let me grow them free weed, but no one's signed up for it yet. I don't, it seems um, silly. <laughs> I, I know it's just people get their own licenses out here. Right. So it's like, I don't blame them. Most of my friends, like I, I talk about so passionately about growing weed that they want to grow weed now too. So I respect <laughs> I that too. Them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. My my patient will come. I, I, I kind of I dip myself. I got my hustle on the side, and um, in the town that I work, I go to lunch to this little hidden gem place. It's like this farmer's paradise. Oh, elder, lots of elderly people. They go there for coffee, like this lady that runs the place, I befriended her and started teaching her about weed. Um, and I find with older, older generations, um, it's good to start with CBD. 
So we started talking about CBD. And then I started, I make my own oils, my own, C, I grow CBD and I, I make, I make infuse my own CBD oils and I, um, I help people out because it's fucking expensive and it's stupid. Um, and so I, I let her try some and then she loved it. So she started telling like some of the people that are, are there about it. So I've been like, I don't know, I probably have like eight or nine different elderly people that I medicate on the DL with CBD oil and like I get the best reviews like this is one of the best connections I've made is that I'm educating these elderly people in this very small rural Alberta town which is like the Texas of Canada um, about marijuana and these people are absorbing the information listening to like I'm telling them the science right because they want to hear the medical stuff so they're learning about the endocannabinoid system and all of that and they're loving it. Like I've gotten even some of them to understand that CBD cannot always work alone. Some patients or some people have different things where they need that full entourage effect, that full plant matter, the THC, the CBD, they all work together to make the best medicine. And so some of them now understand this and they've trusted me enough to try some THC or even vaping some herb of like some of my flower that I share with them. So it's just like, these people are the most closed-minded, but I'm like educating them about it and they're trying it and they're like thankful for it. And they're telling me that I'm helping their hip pain and they're sleeping through the night and they're enjoying their family's company more. (laughs) Their depression is being lifted. Like the feedback that I'm getting from these people makes me want to cry just with happiness. Are you getting what the best part I hear? I like to hear about it is um, the relief of the dependency of uh, pharmaceutical drugs and then the overall, uh, you know, improvement in life health. You know what I mean? Just it's incredible. You take the the pharmaceuticals out of the equation, uh, the quality of life goes up right there as well. Now, They've all, they've got more money laying around because they're not spending every last dime on expensive pharmaceutical bags and pharmaceutical demon. Um, they don't, they're not uh, dumping their more money into that. So they able to enjoy life with extra money laying around. They don't have they're that. They're not doped it, up. It's yeah, get, you get the poison in their system. <laughs> and I think a lot of that you know, we give cannabis a lot of credit and it deserves a lot of credit. Don't get me wrong here. Don't get me wrong here. But it's like uh, it's the middleman or another middleman, if you will. Uh, it gets in their system and it helps get that uh, pharmaceutical the opiates. The opiates are the terrible ones. Oh. And, well, they're all bad in my book. And, yeah. and the doctors Chemical, are the worst synthetic. ones. Yeah, because uh, I, I say this a lot because I really hate pharmaceutical bullshit. But most people, and especially the elderly who don't have much of a choice as an alternative, especially through trusting. the doctor, um, yeah, they just get take whatever the doctor's giving them. And more yeah. times than not, it's just making them worse and worse and worse and worse. Um they don't realize the aches and pains and a lot of the shit that they're taking the, the pills for is the uh, 
the medicines itself. You know, I say that a lot. You oh, know, yeah. That's how Side people effects. get hooked. You know, you, they uh, younger generation, they with the injuries, they get that injury and they take that medicine. They're feeling better. And a lot of times that injury could be healed or mm -hmm. it's a it's actually a double vice, really. The, the, it mass it could uh, cover cover the injuries to where you could go back to work sooner or whatever and re-injure it or tear it up twice as bad. But you don't realize it because of the block from the medicine. Right. Right. Or in the other situation, you could be uh, healed up and you, you think, okay, well, you've been on the medication for a while now. And then you try to wean yourself off or you just quit taking it. And then because of the opiates, you your body starts hurting and that area starts hurting because there is always like arthritis effect in them areas. I keep pointing to my shoulder because this is what's been rebuilt. Yeah. I <laughs> you know what I mean? I um, assume that. <laughs> and uh, so you uh, you start thinking, you know, oh, my God, I got off the meds. It's still hurting. It's still hurting. I better I better get back on the crutch. You know what I mean? In reality, it's not still hurting. It's your body hurting from the opiates exiting your body. So you're drawn back in into that cycle, a cycle of thinking, you know, in your head, you're still hurt. But realistically, yeah. you're dependent. You know what I mean? You're not yeah, well, it's vicious. And it is a vicious circle. And uh, it's when you see the older people that are entrusting you, like you mean, and they're getting that out of their system, you, you know, it's that nice transition phase there. You know what I mean? So you've given them the CBD oil and it's helped them through that awkward phase. And yeah. now it could be, you know, the medicine's still good, but it's even better now because with the THC, the aches and the aches and pains are gone, you know, and from that, the opiates. Yeah. And you know, it's just getting better and better and better. You know, I think that hey, there's so much, you know, it's such an amazing plant. It really is. Mm -hmm. And once it get, you get to that point, it is like it's it's heartwarming to see that transition, and you've seen their quality you can actually see it in their face they start oh, yeah. putting on weight color you know what i mean they've got that pharmaceutical poison out of their mess and which again is such a nasty mess they give you one oh, you, oh now i can't sleep okay here's one for sleep oh now I i'm I, now i got anxiety well oh god now you're here's on another one. roller coaster <laughs> oh this one don't work oh try this one and now you're oh yeah and that happens with so many people. And I say this again, night after night after night. If they would just fucking go in and that doctor would just go in, just treat us like we do our plans. View us and go, okay, let's take a good look at you. What are you yeah. deficient on? What exactly are you deficient on? Yeah. Run your blood <laughs> and just check us in the eyes. Is it iron? Do is a it leech test. Is it? Yeah, but I think we'd be so much better off because a lot of times it is just basic vitamins. That we're yeah. just that they're throwing other our imbalance off. Yeah, they, they don't do that though. Mental. They go fucking here, boom, boom, boom. Oh. Here's part right off the bat. Dude, uh, like speaking of that, when I ahead. before before the doctor would um like when I was first trying to get my medical prescription, they literally prescribed me synthetic THC. It's called Mabalone. Um, they How also give that? that to cancer patients. 
it's like distillate, I guess. Like I know a lot of people like distillate, but it's just basically like straight to the brain. And then uh, it's a weird effect. And then you kind of calm down afterwards, but it didn't, it doesn't hit the pain receptors. Like I feel like cannabis, it's fake, it's synthetic. But literally they would give me the synthetic chemicals and not the weed, but it is made to replicate THC. Like it's just, come on because that's where the fucking money is right like it's partly that too i know i'm not going to get into a big rant about that but pharmaceuticals is big business you know like it so. is that's that's why it drug, isn't legal drug dealers yeah. yeah they are drug dealers they're it, sales representatives they sell your they must sell their soul the door to get that job i'm sorry but they yeah. are drug dealers. They go out and they fucking entice. They're the bad ones. Yeah. They had. They actually have people. They go out and entice the doctors to put their mm-hmm. shit and shit. You know, oh, they trick, trick them into it. Yeah, actually, for sure. Bribe them. Yeah. Don't worry about Jesus these seventy-five product. side effects. <laughs> yeah, they'll be fine. There could be ten other products better than this one, but if you prescribe ours, we help dish out this shit. <laughs> Vacations, yeah. man. Vacations. <laughs> I mean, you're right. It's a fucked up system. I hate yeah, that. Like, I, I go out of my way to it. I have to be fucking blood has to be coming out of me that I can't turn it off. <laughs> or there has to be a bro broke that I can't fucking straighten before you get gonna drag <laughs> me into a goddamn doctor. Yeah. Oh, I know it's the worst. That's why I like when I'm healthy. Otherwise, it's inevitable. But I think it would be worse out there. We have free healthcare, so. That's got to be nice. We don't have it here. I mean, it's. I definitely am grateful for it. My weed's not free, though. I would love that to be covered. <laughs> it's a good time to be a caregiver, though. I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> if I got to be locked down anywhere, I'd much prefer to be right here in my garden. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. I was looking forward to um, quarantine life. Actually, that was going to be my, my plan A, if you remember. Um, but now I'm going to be head down to the ground working this new, like, new, learning a whole new skill set at this place that's like super accepting and loving and passionate and like community focused and like (laughs) wow i'm very excited should be should be it sounds like a pretty awesome deal yeah so if i'm gonna be isolated i mean I, i i got the best of both worlds so i get to go do that and help somebody care for plants where they actually care about them and then also come home and take care of my plants like they need to be taken care of. And that's another thing actually too, that I had this woke moment. Um, I had like, I do a lot of solo mushroom. I call it my therapy, Um, microdosing mostly, but like I had this really woke moment because my last run that I did, I had, I think 15 plants and total yield I got was a pound and a half which is awesome like I am always very proud of what I'm what I do but the one the run before that I've always gone up a little bit in each run that I do because I learn I do like a 
this is what I need to improve on list. And then I get better. But the last run that I had, I did the same amount with two plants. And so I noticed, I was like, Hey, what the fuck did I do wrong this time? You know, like even the last grow, I literally was using grow nutrients by accident in flower because I missed, I missed looked at the bottles the wrong way and they still were giant. So I was treating, I thought I was doing everything right in this last run. And I realized that because my connection to my plants is so important in, in what they yield and what their quality is and what they produce at the end, I strongly believe that. And because I was spending so much of my energy at this toxic place, I was bringing that back to them and not having the good quality time that I need with them. I was just like, fuck it. I can't right now because I just hand watered you know, 3000 plants on my own. I can't, I cannot do it one more time. And so when I start having those feelings about my own grow and then actually see the yield affected and the quality, like, nope. That was a big part of me leaving too, was because, and it sounds crazy a little bit probably to some people, but I just, <laughs> sounds I like can't. crazy that you're hand watering that many plants. You're still hand yeah. watering on that level. Uh, clone care they do they it's all hand watering weighed and hand watered so usually there's a team of seven or eight but uh, there's a lot of times I was alone in that nursery 55,000 plants I did one day <laughs> took me 10 hours Ooh, make it not sound so glamorous <laughs> oh, man it's not <laughs> sometimes it's not yeah, but <laughs> watering champ. That's how I got oh, yeah. those two, two, two. So even on those shitty days when I'm having a fucking hand water 30,000 or 50,000 plants, I see those little bright lights of like two, 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 you know? And I'm like, hey, hey, angels. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm meant to be here. Still fucking watering these stupid plants. <laughs> Well, obviously, like you said, you're meant to be there and there's purpose behind it all. Yeah. Just got to figure out what it, exactly it is. And maybe I don't need to know. It just was what it was. And I learned what I learned. I learned about the connection with my plants, even that alone, right? That it is more than just in my head. So uh, do you utilize any kind of... Uh, after you harvest anything, you make any kind of like goodies out of it? Do you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, That's like uh, primarily my thing. I actually, yeah. I didn't start growing cannabis. I started cooking with cannabis. And that was back like, you know, even five years ago, there was nothing online about how to do it. I learned the hard way, <laughs> trial and error and a lot of fucking waste of money on weed that didn't turn out good. So... <laughs> I've been doing it a, quite a long time now. So I infuse absolutely everything. I've tried everything. I infuse anything that's fat. <laughs> I've done milk. I've done, uh, I mean, I do any kind of oil. My favorite infusions to do are coconut oil infusions. I find them um, the most potent and the most long lasting when you're making edibles and they're healthy. Uh, I also infuse like with my CBD so that I can medicate my oldie goldies and other people. I will infuse that into avocado oil. People love the taste of avocado oil. It's like, I don't know what it is, but they just love it. So I infuse in an avocado oil and then I put it in the little dropper bottles so that they can use it easily. 
Um, and then because coconut oil solidifies, so it's you can't really put those in a dropper bottle. That's more like using in replace of butter. I've never, and it makes perfect sense, heard of uh, it being used in avocado oil. Oh, it's a nice combo. What would you use it for exactly? Uh, how would you use it in that the uh, avocado oil? Yeah. yeah. Um, basically, I just personally put it in my coffee. Like when I'm drinking my coffee, there is infused avocado oil in here or infused coconut oil usually. Um, so just that way, or you can drop it right into your mouth under your tongue, or I bake with it. So and it would replace any oil in any recipe. Uh, generally, I guess cookies, uh, brownies. I make some killer death brownies, or I actually put real weed into the brownies. <laughs> um, I make gummies. I, I, I went through a whole trial and error of how to um, make candy with full spectrum oil because all the recipes online I mean I still haven't found one besides um, maybe a couple people um, where most people use tincture or um, uh, rosin to make candy because it's easy to cook with um, but it's hard to absorb oil into a gummy it usually I did a lot of <laughs> batches where things separated and so I've, uh, and all this is available online, basically, like I share everything because it was so difficult to figure out a lot of this stuff. That's why I started my YouTube channel. I had like, I don't know, five followers for the first year and I didn't care because that's basically how I was linking my tutorial videos to my 420 account so that my followers on 420 could go to my YouTube and watch watch uh watch my funny i have a i have a very different technique on tutorials they're long-winded as you probably could guess <laughs> and we chill. so better. it's like it, it's a certain type of person that like my videos but uh yeah all that's available online with the recipes and i even i do an infusion for people in the states um i had some friends out there like in texas especially where it's really illegal still and <clears throat> needed to figure out like a sort of recipe because when you decarb the weed like before you infuse it to activate the THC or the CBD the trichomes um it smells up your house insanely so if you live in like an apartment or something like your neighbors are going to smell it and they're going to think you're smoking weed in there even though you're cooking with weed but either way it's fucking illegal in Texas so um I have a special instant pot method that works where the decarb happens with high pressure and so if you have one of those instant pots, which everyone seems to have one, I have uh, an infusion, um, no smell, instant pot recipe online. So, yeah. I'm interested. Yeah, they're just, I just love experimenting. I always say like I'm a mad scientist over here. Anytime I can experiment on a plant or with like a recipe or just even something creative, I'm into it. I'm kind of happy that I've heard two new uh, ingestion methods this week. And one was obviously the avocado oil. Mm -hmm. I've never even seen. And somebody else earlier in the week in the chat suggested uh, olive oil. Oh, yeah. Olive oil is really good. For like rubs that. and stuff like that. Yeah. Know, vegetable topicals. rubs and stuff like that. I was like, man, that makes perfect sense. That sounds yeah. too good. 
Also, yeah. extra virgin olive oil is good brain food. So people that a lot of people are using, there's research going into like disorders like dementia, Alzheimer's, like brain disorders, brain trauma, where cannabis is like going into the cells in your brain and actually repairing the brain damage. And so I don't know, it's just cannabis. So what's, what's your favorite uh, dish so far? I, I want to know sweet and uh, maybe a main dish. For cannabis infusion? Yeah, yeah. Have you oh made my like gosh. a, say, like it's a chicken or... <laughs> I mean, I have really good edibles and I'm an amazing cook, but the best infused food I've ever eaten, I have these sisters in weed in Edmonton, part of my Canada community, Haiku, it, their catering service um, that does catering, but it's all infused. And the knowledge that they have and what they use in the full flower and just the chef, like insanity, like the best food I've ever had and it's all infused. Um, so a lot of events that I've gone to in Edmonton, they've done the catering and I've befriended them <laughs> since then. But uh, she made uh, an as a snack, a sweet snack. So, you know, like people like that salty, sweet popcorn. What is that called? Kettle corn or whatever. Anyways, it's like salty popcorn. And then she drizzled on infused fondue chocolate. And it is like literally the most delicious treat I have ever had. And it's infused with cannabis. <laughs> and then another, and that's easy. You can do that at home. No problem. Like get on it. It's delicious. And then the other thing probably they made was uh, just like some fantastic dips. Like you just put that shit in everything. You can put any sort of oil can it be infused with cannabis. And you basically, you can cook anything. Uh, Miss Nudie, they're asking, what is your uh, YouTube channel? Uh, it's Genevieve Eats Weed. <laughs> I'm going to link it into the show. Okay. I usually, uh, like, after the shows, whoever the guest is, I usually link their Instagram. And I'm glad it got out there. So now I'll link your YouTube on there as well. So Perfect. We can, uh, find that because i'm i'm interested as well because I, I like to cook so that was a couple there did you name out your main dish your favorite like uh edible like uh Ugh. main course is there like a you know i'm trying like to spaghetti? think probably like some macaroni and cheese like but it was like homemade macaroni and cheese and it was infused into the sauce like from the butter so it like you just want to get fucked up on macaroni and cheese and chocolate drizzled popcorn, right? Like, yum. That sounds pretty good. My, I, when, I won't. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and when you're doing like a full course meal or like appetizers and then are going to these catered events, like they dose them properly too so that you're not getting like 100 milligrams each time you're getting... There's a lot of thought that goes into it more than I thought. Like people ask me, I give them a gummy and they're like, how much is in this? And I'm like, I don't know. You tell me, like, let me know how it goes. But these people know exactly what's, what's going into the food. And like, 
you know, they'll start you off with like this amount of THC and then you'll move into this amount of THC and then like maybe finish it off with like some CBD and then it, they have that worked out so that it's, it's getting you high like the whole time. And so, I mean, it's delicious, but the effect is good too. I, I just, edibles is my favorite way to consume marijuana. It's how I consume the most. What's about um, perhaps a beverage? Do you have a What's beverage? A, a beverage? beverage? Yeah. For marijuana? Yeah. Um, yes, because you can actually use that avocado oil infusion in any cold beverage, um, not just really? hot. So, yeah, so you just put a few, like a teaspoon or a few drops in your iced coffee. Delicious. That would probably be my favorite. I've had... Um... My favorite, as far as I, I've had tons. I like it in chocolate, I guess, as far as something sweet. Now, the best I've had medicated, I've had was bacon on a stick that was brushed Ooh. with like a medicated sauce. And it, it was like a 16 inch piece, and it was like three eighths. It was like a hunk of Good meat. Bacon. It wasn't like, oh, yeah. It was bacon on a stick, and then it was brushed with medicated sauce. I actually had to sell. I I was um, I used to be a the representative here in Michigan for Subcool, for uh, the Dank, and uh, nice. So, in the, at this day in particular was Kushstock, and I was like, right across. It was we were tight too. It was only like six feet between the boots, and I I was sitting there just tortured all day long with this medicated. Bacon oh. wafting me in the face all day long. It just no, you're not eating it all day. <laughs> oh, I, I had it because we were so busy. But at towards the end of the day, they just like they were breaking down. They're like, "You guys want this?" And they ended up just hooking us up for one right after another. And it was it was worth the wait because I got to try like every flavor, which was super good. And then I there's bet. a couple of drinks I've had. Uh, uh, a medicated kombucha, which I drink the shit out of kombucha anyway, but a medicated, the medicated version, that was like a win-win there, which was really good. I enjoyed <laughs> that. And then uh, the Kool-Aids. Uh, the Kool-Aids are really good. In particular, one... Uh, mm, Kool-Aid would be good. We, uh, we're talking... It's, if you make it... If you're producing a clean flour anyway, so you can do this. If you dump all over your shit, all over your plants, I do not suggest it. But uh, making, uh, when I make hash, we were, on the Michigan Bros Grow Show, we were talking, uh, what, what do you do with the hash water? You know, we know it's turpy. There's a lot of good things in there. I don't use uh, anything less than uh, a 45 or a 37, so I know I'm dumping. There's waste there. You know what I mean? So uh, mm -hmm. we're like, what do you do with it? And I feed it to my plants a lot of times, but I know that uh, there's shit in there. And uh, so what came of that is uh, Abolish Farm has ended up making a Kool-Aid out of his. He uh, out of warmed his it hash up. water? Yeah, he warmed it up and uh, sweetened it up with honey and, you know, put flavoring in it, made a Kool-Aid out of it. And that shit was good. Nice. It was, it, was a, it was a good ride. It was nice and strong. And I found out... Uh, from another person later on that said he had done the same thing. He's like, yeah, you get, when you're doing it, you have to make sure and, you know, 
boil it first or bring it up to temperature, activate it before, you know, and then make your Kool-Aid. So, yeah, you're good to go. Yeah, nice. Yeah. It's a good use of everything. I like to use everything. Yeah, my plants like it too. I always like cut it in half and then mm -hmm. feed it into my plants. My plants love that. I've always noticed like a turf difference in That's the plants cool. when, I, when I've done it. Every time. Every time. Good stuff. It is good stuff. And then uh, tribal farms, have you ever uh, utilized uh, juice in the plant at all? What's that? Juice in the plant, have you ever juiced oh, it? Um... I've tried it. I just, I don't have a juicer, so I've never done it, but I've heard of the benefits. It tastes disgusting to me, but um, I guess if I that made I my own, like if I made it, then maybe I could like put <laughs> stuff in where it would like probably taste better, but I had a straight up, I mean, I've eaten the fan leaves raw. <laughs> it's an acquired taste, but. Yeah, I've heard that isn't good either. <laughs> it's not, it's got a, it's not taste you know i like the fresh baby leaves <laughs> those taste good actually so when i top my plants when they're little i eat the tops <laughs> there's got to be a nutritional value there there is the, it's like the acid form of thc it's got its own special benefits anti-inflammatory it's like a super fruit if you think of the all the benefits that go with like acai berry and stuff like that it's similar so when you're making your oils is there a certain process i mean is there a certain time once you've decarbonated decarbonated it oh i stumbled all over that with a dry mouth um <laughs> no i need is there, a, is there a certain amount of time that it has to uh be in the coconut oil or the avocado oil before it's like super effective and uh yeah there's a lot of i know you've got videos but come on but yeah let me break it down quickly there's like quickly. there's um a lot of misinformation online like when i first started um like decarb people have that kind of down pat it i do about 230 Fahrenheit for uh, 35 to 40 minutes for dry trim or dry bud. Um, I also do fresh harvest infusions. Um, and so I would do that for longer to account for evaporation, kind of cooling down the trichomes. Um, so I usually will do that one for about an hour and a half to activate the THC. And then um, both fresh or dry, uh, would go into like a big, either your crock pot or I use a roasting pan in the oven. Um, and I just like crunch it all up because once you decarb it, it crunches up so nice. Like a lot of people will spend like uh, carpal tunnel stuff, like grinding up their weed before. Nah, nah, nah. You cook it and then crumple it up afterwards. It's so much easier to save, save you an hour or two probably. Um, and then after that, you throw in your oil or whatever carrier oil. So every single one, it's the same process. So coconut oil, butter, avocado oil, olive oil. Those are the main ones. Um, <clears throat> you would add that to your, to your herb, your decarb bud. And then 
mix it all up really good. I use a lecithin. I use sunflower lecithin, which is just like an emulsifier or it binds, it helps binds um, the THC to the fat, um, not just in the, in the recipe, but in your body as well. Um, so it helps you get a longer lasting. So I would highly recommend anyone to use that. You don't need it though. It's not required, but it's a good add. And then you just mix it up really good. And you only need to infuse it for two hours. Like even Magic Butter Machine, they say one hour. I do two to three hours. The longer you cook it for, the more of a couch lock effect you're going to have or the sleepier because the THC starts to degrade after a couple hours in the heat. It'll start to degrade to CBN, which is a, has a more sed sedentary effect. So... And some people want that. Like I will, I will sometimes infuse for a long time. Like a lot of people are misinformed to infuse in a crock pot for 12 hours or 24 hours, which I mean, you can do and it works, but you're not getting your maximum potential of THC. Um, like if you do it for a little shorter time, like two hours, the infusion happens after an hour basically. And then after that, it's up to you. A lot of people, when they use, uh, you throw out that soy light in there, people are like, yeah. oh my God, what's that? Like, it's, you know, like you're cooking something else up into it. You know what I mean? But that's a, it's such a common ingredient. If you're a little bit of a label yeah. reader, that shit's in everything. It's everything. It binds every. It's emulsifier. It's popular. It's cheap. Well, it's not cheap anymore. People are onto it and they're mad. The price has gone up like dramatically in the last year. And it's harder to find. But anyways it's like and i always get the liquid because you can get the granules and those are harder to uh to break down and mix in properly if you get the liquid whether it's the soy lecithin or or the and i'm probably not saying it right or the uh, sunflower i just choose the sunflower because it has additional benefits from the sunflower oil uh somebody else was uh quick to point out the other day that uh Sunflower was probably better just because there's so much uh, GMO uh, soy out there that your chances are that right. you, it was in the lichen. You know? Yeah, exactly. Is that how you pronounce it? Lichen? You know, I've heard Help so me, many. Brother. I'm, I'm the there, very right there worst with at you. that. I'm right there I, with I you. I mispronounce things. Like, I thought trichome was. Uh, trick home for the longest time <laughs> like some of my earlier podcasts the language jesus jenny i've heard you know i've heard everybody i've heard it the majority of the time closer to the way you and i say it lichten or lichten but i've heard it so many other ways and it's like come on well somebody yeah. just in I the know spell it. just <laughs> fucking just one little meeting this is how it's from now on this is how we're saying it because yeah. there is so many variations terpenes, of it. you know like some of those terpenes i had to google that and be like how do you pronounce like what's the bat beta carophyllene Ooh, i did it beta some of them are tough the carophyllene i practiced that like <laughs> for a, an hour probably one day <laughs> that's a tough one too that's it it is a tough one. and a common one too because it's good for anxiety and a lot of yeah. shit and it it's gets brought up favorites. a lot. Yeah, it's the peppery one. Yum. Yeah, yeah. I always suggest anything that peppery 
strains yeah. for people with anxiety. It seems to be a great relief for them. Yeah, back in the old days before they gave out prescriptions for anxiety, people would keep peppercorns in their pockets and when they would feel nervous, they would eat them and it would calm their anxiety. That's what my grandma told me once. I've heard that a few times as well. I've heard that a few so that's times like well. neato. So how are you hanging in there? Good, you... good. I'm, I'm like, you know what? Like I usually am such a... I don't usually even stay up past 9.30, to be honest with you, but it's Saturday night. <laughs> we got a good vibe. It's good. Um, but I probably am going to have to get going here because my dog is staring at me politely, but with a real assertive look. And so I think she might have to go outside. No worries. No worries. I'm grateful. But this yo. has been Heck. a blast. We've been yeah. chatting for like three hours, man. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe there's still people here. There's 54, 54 people still here. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you're always welcome. This is how the how it usually runs down. Uh, the after sessions and stuff like that. You have to be on the show once to kind of be in the club for the after. You know what I mean? Oh. Okay. So you're not allowed on the after until you've done the work on coming on and introducing yourself. I dig it. Myself in the chat and everybody. So that uh, you're always welcome to come back on again and talk just like this on a spotlight with just me and you. You get, yeah. you know, uh, you have a special series or something or anything you want to push. You got something you're excited about. You can always oh, yeah. hit me up and uh, go, <laughs> hey, you. man, I want to come on and fucking shoot some shit with you and fucking plug my new shit you mind i'll be like no come on let's do this all right That's or awesome. uh you're up one late you know, one night there in canada and you've seen that uh i'm either stalling out you know because sometimes you know that happens uh, a couple minutes somebody might not show up or whatever you know you see me stalling out swoop you in wanna, yeah, swoop in and save my ass. You were more than save welcome. Your, swoop in and take advantage of us. Yeah. Coming on. <laughs> yeah, come on on. I know. Fucking... I'm going to take you up on that, man. This is fun. So I hope you sure. do. I've, been, I've really enjoyed this. You know, uh, you can see you're a genuine soul. You're not just doing this to fucking try to get any fame out of it. You can tell you you're a genuine person. And, and this has been a great conversation. And I thank you greatly yeah. for your time because... As we've talked about, as we get older, it is more precious. And then, you know, it is. I can't pay you back for this shit. You know, this is three, almost three hours. I can't give you back, girl. And uh, I, I thank you yeah. very much for it. And uh, this has been uh, a communication thing. So, yeah, this has been just, it's just fun that people get to hang out and watch it. That's cool. Yeah. So well, I felt blessed when you when you reached out to me. I had just been hearing all the great stuff about you, and I'm like, this guy would be honored to have me on his show. Like, dude, I ain't nobody. I'm I was very grateful and happy to very much be on here. So I appreciate that too, because I already can see. I already seen. I got three new followers, and so that's not a coincidence. So, and not that it matters about that shit, but you know what? The connections in life, and it's like, I'm not doing you a favor is what I'm saying. We're just doing this together. I'm all about collaboration, and I only collaborate with people I feel divinely 
like I, I want to do it. Like I said, I don't do anything I don't want to do. I get asked to do stuff all the time and I don't do everything because I don't want to. So, so this I mean, helps me just as much. I love this chat. And yeah, talk, yeah, I'm not just bragging up these people. These people are awesome. When I forget to do something or uh, little bits of shit, uh, they, they're quick to remind me. And from the beginning, I kind of started this little thing where I wanted to, uh, at some point, uh, do like a radio soundbite type thing. You know, at, I think it, it was going to be 50, but 50 came so fucking fast that uh, <laughs> now I'm thinking it's going to be closer to 100. But every night, you know, every new guest, I come and ask for that soundbite. And I almost forgot. I almost let you slide right out of here. And then I seen all the little red boxes light up. Soundbite, soundbite, soundbite. So I need to ask you for the soundbite. It's like, just like the, I used to actually not even guide it at all. And I, in the beginning, uh, Lost is one of the favorite ones because that poor guy come in, Lostly, he come in here and he spent, you know, good hours in. He poured his heart into it. He, he really did. You know what I mean? He was at work. He was tired. You know what I mean? I could see he was tired. I, I'm like, Lost Leaf, one more thing. Can you just, you know, tell me where you're at and, you know, what, what you're doing? And he's like, he kind of just looks around and he's like, I'm fucking getting ready to pull your feet. I'm smoking this joint. I'm at work. And I'm like, no, no, no. Who are you talking to and where are you at? So and I'm going to hit one more time because I don't want to little button pop up and it like oh no what the fuck's he doing smiley's garden was quick enough to i wish he would have pointed this out like was this 53 52 episodes ago <laughs> he's like dude why don't you just record these clips instead of having to go back because i gotta go back now and like old school clip all these out where yeah like he pointed out i could just be hitting this record button and just recording this segment every night I'm like, what a fucking idiot. You're right. That makes perfect sense. So I'm going to hit this record here in a second. So don't let it freak okay. out when you see it go record. Oh, I won't. And But then what do you want me to say just that I'm chatting with you and where I'm at? I want like to basically, uh, good, I won't record this. I, this isn't going to be recorded. So uh, I want you to say, yeah, you know, me, this is, me. on my end, it would be like, this is fucking Eagle Gardens. I'm on fucking talking shit with Eagle. You know, you can throw anything before whatever on to it. But that, I want that old school radio sound bite, if you would. Gotcha. Okay. All right. You are seeing Miss Nudie Gross here talking shit with Eagle, with Eagle Gardens. And we just had the most lit night. I feel already connected to you, brother. And... <laughs> You're a okay. Thank you very much. I was that good? That. that was awesome. <laughs> I was almost that a little awesome. nervous. No, that was awesome. I appreciate it. All right, I, I love it. it. I love the soundbite thing too. That's awesome. You collect all that shit and then boom, I, you got some sort of gold in all yeah, that footage. I'm yeah, I'm trying. I'm, I'm hoping to put them all in order too. You know what I mean? So it can just be like bang, 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 bang. And everybody can know like, oh, you know what I mean? Because like who uh, last night, tomorrow is going to be uh, Pedro's Grover and will be here. 
And last night, God, I'm fucking drawing a blank. Oh, and that's terrible. Oh, that's terrible. Dirk Van Dan was here last night. I'm glad, oh, I hope yeah. he ain't watching this shit. <laughs> it's terrible. late. It's late. But it's you'll know. Late. You know what I'm saying? You'll be able to go, yeah. you know, oh, the Dirt Van Dan, so I'll be next. You know what I mean? I know. That's know. so cool. Now I know. I'm waiting for Dirt Van Dan. Now I'm going to go watch that one, too. That was a good one. That was a really And good I know Jack, my friend Jack, your friend Jack, he's on. He was number week. five. Oh, oh okay. he's he's going to be on. He jumped on one night. Uh, it was an early episode, number five. I don't think I had a guest, and I was just kind of stumbling along, and he jumped in. So he does have an ed episode, but it doesn't qualify. So um, I oh, think you're doing Tuesday, a real one. Yeah, a real one. I think it might be, if I'm right, I don't know if I want to spoil this or not, but it could be the He's in there. Dogs. He's watching. The green <laughs> Not just Jack. It might be. Cool. Uh, wow. I'm going to try and catch that. That's Dude. Hopefully on a not on a school night, but if not, I'll well, watch it the next day. You can always go back. Yeah, <laughs> and I, that's right. That's the best thing about this. Still counts, but it's more fun because you can hang out and chat. Yeah, I got to catch one of the lives for sure. All right. Well, I appreciate you doing this, and the hope I hope to see you again hanging out or on the show. You're always yeah, more man. Than welcome. Uh, you have you a will. great night and amazing tomorrow. I'll catch you. Oh yeah, don't you gotta plug yourself. Plug your fucking self. You have your uh your Instagram, you have your YouTube, you have yeah, just, your Tuesday nights, right? Don't forget your Tuesday nights, right? Well, I on, have uh, the hydro we do show. Hydro, on Tuesdays? Yeah, we do our hydro hustlers, but we do it once a month because poor Miss Nudie Girls is like been very very busy so as soon as we can up that more i know the guys have been busy also so it's just once a month for now we kind of been doing it on a wednesday it seems the last couple times so i always give people a good couple days notice so we have a good time in that zoom chat too and then um i'm on instagram at miss nudie grows uh my stories are lit every day that's where i'm most active um, I do a lot of teaching in my stories, free information. I, um, I am open to people DMing me. I love first-time growers. Um, I, I consult on the side. I especially love to mentor women who want to grow for the first time. Um, and I do it all across the world, actually. I mentor people across Canada in the States. I'm mentoring a guy from South Africa. Like, it's easy to do virtually now, you know? Um, and yeah. with translation even and stuff. So it's pretty cool. Um, so people can hit me up. I am, sometimes I go MIA because I mean, social media is not life and I do real life stuff all the time. So I go MIA, but that's just life, but I'm always back. So I'll check my DMS always, even if it takes me a week. Um, and then YouTube for my old videos. And hopefully when I get some time, I got to make some, I'm going to make some um, upgraded videos because I've been getting some negative Nancy's on some of the older so, videos. Am I to understand correctly? Is a uh, Genevieve eats, is there two different ones? Is there a grow and a eat, uh, edible or they find one in the same? They're the same one. So it's just, it's called nudies edibles. And then the name on it is just Genevieve eats weed, but nudies edibles is my Gmail. So yeah so hit me sure up on the gmail even <laughs> yeah right now everyone yeah. knows that yeah that's fine <laughs> nice. so that, yeah that's i think all my there. plugs and then growing with your fellow growers i i was on there with uh at the very beginning so 
I consider myself an OG growing with my fellow growers. I had to step down because I couldn't do the weekly commitments with my shift work anymore. Um, but I still float around there sometimes and when I can. And it's every Sunday night. Uh, that's butter. I'm glad. You gotta plug yourself. You want me able to be found, right? Oh, yeah. To be able sure. to answer those questions and get that knowledge out there. Yeah. There's even more than there that. I knew there was a, a, a lot to you had to offer tonight, but uh, you have you had even more to offer than I even thought. I mean, <laughs> me too, uh, man. I edibles, I just... the 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 fucking uh, commercial grow. I mean, we didn't even scratch the grow. I mean, actually, we oh, got yeah, to the video, but we didn't even scratch the grow. So you, there's no, more than we're too busy talking about life. Yeah, so I'll have to come back on and talk back. business. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Easy. I'm going to learn way more at this new place, so I'm going to have way better stuff to share. <laughs> nice. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So, you have a great All right. Night. You guys heard it first, too. I haven't even told anyone on my Instagram, so whoever's watching gets to hear that. I got the job. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. So, I know. It's hard to let me go, but I'll go now. I'll go now. <laughs> Uh, I would. You are welcome to stay as long as you want. No, You're I the know, one that was tapping my, out. My you... dog is the one that's saying, no, honey, get off. All right. Well, just let it to be known. You could have stayed. You could have stayed. Yeah. I'll be back. <laughs> good night. Okay. Good night, Eagle. Good night. Have a great night. You too. See ya. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. Miss Nudie Grows, I knew it was going to be an epic, great episode. I'm so glad she took me up on it. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I did. Uh, Miss D's Nugs, I ain't got no power. That's right. Hey, they're telling me what's going on. I'm running on generator. I should be calling the power company as we speak. I might have power. I'm just running off the generator and not, not even knowing it. <laughs> So, uh, how was your guys' Saturday? I hope it was uh, great. Still got a part of a joint. What do we got? Pushing 3 o'clock here. Still pretty good. Who's out there? I see Can Trooper, your boy, Roy Boy. Nice seeing you. That's uh, always great. Stephanie V, Chris Mertz, Arthur Amelia, Humble Grower 420. Oh, great folks. Let's see who else is in chat. Well, while I'm looking to see who else is in chat, the American one. That's one of my favorite guys right there. What are you guys smoking on? What are you guys, you know, what are you doing? Talk to me. CJ Apple, what's up, brother? Glad to see you made it. Always glad to see that name pack pop up. Joni Bell, how you doing tonight? Jack Greenstock, Booms Farms. Bunch of cool people in chat tonight. Stephanie B, Canada Trooper. I think I hit those. My beautiful daughter Alexis, of course. And you guys been killing chat tonight. Killing it. There's a bunch of people in chat tonight. Yeah. John Boy, what's up? I've seen Red Center Farms earlier on. And a bunch of people loaded in early once that interview got going it was tough to uh to uh 
keep an eye on Chad. I appreciate you guys, you know, hitting me up, tagging me. It's easier for me to see you guys is when you're talking to me in chat when you tag me. It's a, I see that red box. Majestic Marks, how you doing tonight? As well. I just seen somebody else I didn't give a shout out to. Modern Genetics, Alberta Cannabis Grower. That wasn't who I seen though. Ned Denver, how you doing tonight as well? Who else did I skipped over? Oh, there it is. Shark Pulley 989, how you doing tonight? Big Ed, how you doing? Sergeant Pepper, I don't know how I missed him. Bunch of great, fit, great folks, Shredder 911. Hans Woya, how you doing tonight? Tons of great folks, tons of great folks. Man, I love, do, I love showing up every night for you guys. Even if I had to sit outside and fucking next to the generator, I think I'd fucking figure out a way. <laughs> Genevieve, yeah, that was her name. This is a good show. Very talented lady. I hope she does. Oh, drop shot. I didn't see your name. How are you doing tonight? Let's see here. That was a great interview. I don't see what you guys are smoking on, though. There she is. So, is anybody out there bored enough they want to jump, up, jump on? I shoot some numbers. Anybody who wants to jump in there? See Chris Murch, how long before you're ready to uh, jump on and share that light there, Chris? Mr. Ganjagroa. I seen you showing that bad dude off today, uh, teasing everybody on Instagram. The same time I've seen other people doing some good videos. All right, all right. I'll tell you what, I'll dump that number in the crafted uh, chat there, guys. Uh, hold on, I gotta get the numbers. Thank you for bearing with me here for a minute here, everybody, while I uh, send some numbers off. Yeah, if you guys didn't hear, there was a change of plans who was it? Uh, Aldridge? Aldridge 25. Um, I was asking who the heck was going to be here this week. Them numbers are in the crafted, boys. Fellas. Who was going to be this here this week? And um, at that point, uh, I had some gaps in the schedule. Had some gaps in the schedule. Wasn't quite sure who in the hell uh, was going to you know, be here midweek. But, you know, as always, I got got my ass to work. Did some planning. Lined this week up for us. So since I got a little bit of time here, let's go over that. Uh, tomorrow was going to be uh, Josh Covert of Michigan Canvas Law, who is going to be here tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. With Rabbit Hippie, who is an amazing Michigan grower and a part of uh, Covert Extracts here in Michigan. Smiley in chat. 
I didn't see Smiley's fucking smiling face nowheres today. I didn't even see him in the other uh, show chat. Um, was going to be here tomorrow, which would have been an amazing show. Anyways. But uh, I reached out, you know, I was reaching out, trying to pack the rest of the week for me and myself and you guys. And uh, I reached out to somebody and they said, well, I can't do it next week, but I can do it tomorrow. And I went, well, fuck. Let me see. So uh, Josh Covert Law, Michigan Cannabis Attorneys and uh, Rabid uh, are able to move to Wednesday. And tomorrow we got another amazing show tomorrow. Who's gonna who all right, you guys listening? Who do you think throw throw that up in chat? Who do you think's gonna be here tomorrow? And who would you like to see? Let's see that. Let's see those that response. Who do you think's gonna be here tomorrow? Or who would you like to see? Let's see that. Then 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 I'll fucking announce who's gonna be here next week. Let's see who you think is going to be here tomorrow. Let's see who you think is going to be here tomorrow. Hopefully this isn't too long. Oh, damn it. Let's see here. I see one good name. Who's going to be here tomorrow? I see a couple of guests already. Mr. Boom Palms. Two, I see three answers. You guys did. I, you guys were already paying attention earlier. Hell yeah, that's what I like about you guys. You fucking pay attention, Pedro. That's right. Pedro's grow room will be here tomorrow. How fucking awesome is that? I hope Medi Cropper would be a fucking amazing. No, no, it's gonna be Pedro. Pedro's grow room will be here tomorrow. Pedro's Grow Room, and then the Glorious Genetics will be here Monday. Jack's Green, the Grad Jack's Green Stocks. That's all I'm going to say about Tuesday. Covert Law, Josh Covert Law will be here Wednesday, giving us uh, legal advice and telling us about his cannabis experience, as well as I believe Rabbit Hippie from Instagram who is amazing uh, grower here. I mean, super on point grower here in Michigan as well as he does edibles and extracts will be here uh, Wednesday. Then uh, green 13 from the UK a UK grower will be uh, here uh, Thursday telling us their story. And then uh, Friday will be Dr. Bud Swell, which is another amazing Michigan grower here. And then uh, Saturday is Solwar25 from Instagram, who is another great uh, grower slash hash maker slash uh, rosin tech guy. So he'll be dumping all that good knowledge on us uh, Saturday evening. So that's uh, the whole next week's lineup. So I hope you guys will be enjoying that and tuning in for all that. And with all that being said, my man, boom. How you doing, brother? Fucking introduce yourself. How you doing tonight? How's it going, guys? Pretty good. Hanging Pretty good. out. That was yeah. a good show. Yeah. 
Did she ever say what the company was she was working for? I was listening, but I never did hear her say. No, I well, for one, she didn't want to. I don't think she wanted to badmouth the old company, and she didn't really say who the new company was. Yeah, yeah. Which I I don't blame her either. A little bit of anonymity, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm learning more and more that you know I had respect for Canada already but man just good bunch of people up there in the north there brother <laughs> yes sir yes sir yeah she kind of had the impression from working for the lps that the rest of canada got from the first time they bought weed from the lps like oh they don't give a fuck about this product day eh? yeah there seems to be a lot of that going around But it should be getting better with the little, you know, the craft guys coming on now and the, uh, you know, the little guys can get their LP license now instead of just the mega corporations. So it should be turning around, hopefully. There's Brittany right there. My daughter just asked if I block my other daughter. (laughs) Yeah, I blocked Brittany from the show. Totally. talking smack about her dad i said enough of that put her in time out eh yeah hey boom could you do me a favor and uh dress chat for a second is that some uh, 73 micron 73 i need micron. to go over and check my panel real quick well i'm running on a generator right now that's why it's so dark over here right right yeah <laughs> i was wondering what was going on i was like oh he's got the tent closed okay <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Power ran out like fucking 45 minutes before the show. So I had to fucking double time the fucking generator over to the house and fucking run some cords and uh, got this going. And then I fucking ran up to the gas station and grabbed me a fucking coffee and some gas, of course. And uh, I come back and I, I see, for one, the front light of the house was like blinking. And I'm like, oh, fuck. What the fuck? What is all on that's fucking drawn like that? And uh, I come in, I start shutting shit off and shit. And I'm like, bang, 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 bang. And then I'm like, I still, I'm like, what in the fuck has got this draw on the generator that's making everything, you know, blink and shit? Ah, I didn't fucking, I forgot to hit the fuse on the fucking uh, the HPS. So I had fucking 4K plus the LED pulling on the generator and shit. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. So at that point, because uh, that in particular generator was like into the panel. You know what I mean? It's a 5,000 just kind of running lights into the house. But it, it was also trying to run the 4K. Uh, somehow or another, I fucking lost the lights in the garage. So I got to. That in particular fuse earlier, I don't know if I fucked up the fuse or if it was just hot because it was on that one leg. Hasn't been able to reset. And since the show started, I haven't been able to wander back over there to see if I could <laughs> get me a little bit of light other than this little thing I got beaming on my fucking face. Did you see this? Oh, this was, did you see the background? How was the background on your end? That was great. You have the opposite problem of me. You were just a floating head. I've got fucking bud teeth whenever I do it because my wall's white behind me, right? So 
every time I smile, I get a big bud grin going on. <laughs> she said it was cool, but it was fucking freaking me the fuck out, man. I was sitting there just watching myself, and I'm like, oh, I don't, that's weird. I don't like that shit. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work like a mirror, right? So your whole life, you're conditioned to, you know, touch your right cheek on the left side of the mirror kind of thing. And it's opposite when you're looking at the camera trying to do stuff. So I'm always fucking, what am I supposed to, there it is. There's the camera. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I, I find that too when I'm just trying to show something. Like a bud, I'll be like showing it off over here and I go, oh, fucking cameras. Well, oh, there it is. <laughs> Stupid. But can you talk chat while I slide over to that fucking fuse box and see if I can get a light? I actually need, at some point, it probably wouldn't be hurt to run outside to see if the generator's got gas. <laughs> I hate to wait until the show starts blinking. What? <laughs> I gotta go, guys! It wouldn't be the first time we got booted. So how's it going, right. chat? Let me see what we got going on here. Your boy, Roy boy, is talking about an old TGA strain. Let's see if I can find out what he's talking about. Probably not. Hope for Pedro. Yeah, Pedro's going to be on. That'd be great. Humble Gardener says a GML would be cool. Remo would be cool, too. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see Great White Butt on. He's been on the uh, GML show. He's a cool guy. I like him. How's it going, the American one? Kaboom. Yeah, that's the... Uh, what was Kaboom? Kaboom was... Uh, it was supposed to be like a giant bud strain, like an AK-47 style, you know, forearm size bud, right? That's the one that Jinx didn't want. That other strain that Jinx Proof was talking about the other day, he said the, uh, whatever he said, the plush berry. The other one was the Ace of Spades, was the other pink strain. Shangri-La. is what he made, yeah. But he was talking about looking for subcool strains that were uh, pink. And he said the plush berry. Plush and berry. Uh, I can't remember the other one. The other one was Ace of Spades. Was it Ace of Spades? The only yeah. one I really remember is uh, the plush berry. That was yeah, pink. The, the plush berry and the Ace of Spades. The cherry gasm will go pink for you too if you get the right pheno. I that used to be my profile picture on Instagram up until last week. It's a pink bud. Actually, I don't know if Fumador's in here, but we had the uh, sub did the best sub cool tester photo contest or whatever, and Fumador came in first and I came in second. And uh, Sub said, yeah, you got to get at me for, uh, you know, your Constellation Prize. And I told him, oh, I'm in Canada, so don't even worry about it, right? Because I'd been accepted into the tester program for him before, but he was like, well, we just, we can't ship shit to Canada. So I don't know if they were just major Sub maybe, or because, ma yeah, Major 420 was saying on a comment the other week of a video that he doesn't think they irradiate stuff, so. Maybe it was just yeah, something that they were hip to sub and like really after them. 
I'm open. I'm open now. That makes me a little more open. <coughs> Give her a whirl. So how you doing? You got your lights back? I guess not, eh? That in particular fucking fuse is, uh, I don't know what the fuck's up with it. Kind of bummed out. <laughs> it's obviously fucked because it's like a remodeler. Somebody threw a remodeler in there. So it's like a double breaker. You know what I'm talking about? Have you ever seen them? No, 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 I don't have a, a remodeler. When my power goes out, I sit in the dark. <laughs> No, 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 no. This is for like uh, in the fuse box. Oh, okay. They, a remodeling breaker is uh, there's two types. There's one you can put at like a ground fault in the breaker in case you can't run a, like a ground fault plug for some stupid reason. You can do the one in there. And the other is um, a remodeling breaker. Say if you're doing some remodeling in your house and you're limited to the room in your fuse box, you can actually get a fuse within a fuse. So they're like two little guys in there. Instead of one big switch, you have two little, it's like subdivides it up into a couple smaller fuses in case you're fucked for a room. But that's what's in there is a, it's a, it's more or less the ground fault type where I can't push the fucking, the buttons popped and it won't reset. So now I'm going to have to, fucking just change that fuse out tomorrow which sucks because that means my bedroom and this fucking garage lights i have power in the garage but i don't have fucking lights so i'm fucked there maybe the american one said he got a siege from canada that made it a bunch which uh makes more sense that they'd ship stuff to canada to the states because at that point it's on the states to take care of it but i'm almost positive they're x-ray like everything's coming through an x-ray when it comes in and it does it doesn't kill every bean like a fresh bean will be okay for sure but if you got like a two three year old pack and they x-ray that you're gonna lose half your beans right away I swear it. I swear it. I got seeds from uh, Spain not too long ago, and they all germinated, but there were a couple ones in there that I was like, man, I don't know. A little bit funky on the, uh, you know, just the, the amount of time it took to take off and the health of it. You know, sometimes you get shitty seeds, too. <clears throat> not that the seeds are bad, just sometimes not every seed takes off at 100%. I guess I'm looking at it this way. As long as you're not uh, out of pocket in them, you know what I mean? To where... Uh, yeah, I see what you mean. That's I'm just sending them to you free as long as they germinate and get something off them, you know? Cool. But if you, you know, they make it and they don't pop mine, that's cool too, you know? I tried. You didn't get yeah. fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true, that's true, yeah. No, it is a bummer though. You spend two hundred bucks on a pack of seeds and end up with one, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. And then they're, you know, maybe they're even regular beans, and you're like, come on, female, female, female. All right, since we got two onion, two in here now. Can a trooper go ahead and what? introduce yourself? I'm gonna go fucking step out and pee and fill the generator and see if I have power. 
Like <laughs> he says, it'll be another hour. Oh, well, I still got to pee and fill the generator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How's it going, Boom? How's it going, Canada Trooper? Having a good one. Good, good. I was just uh, hanging out with friends, having a cookout at by a pool, and then we went out for a hike, and we went exploring this kind of, like, abandoned farm, like, out in the middle of nowhere in the dark. <laughs> the place kind of looked haunted, but it was cool. Nice. We just got... Yeah, we've got some blankets, look at some shooting stars while we're smoking some joints. Nice, nice. What are you smoking on? Uh, I, you know what? I can't remember which one this is. I think it's Eagle Scout or uh, Caesar. I can't remember which one he gave me. I was running out the door. We'll go with Eagle Scout, eh? It's brand friendly, right? Yeah, there we Talking go. Talking shit with Eagle. Fucking A. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Good call, good call. I didn't think about that. Yeah, man, that uh, that Eagle Scout that Sergeant Pepper's got right now, it's uh, got some pretty uh, pretty nice sized nugs on it, and it's cured up pretty fucking sweet too. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. I was supposed yeah. to jar my stuff up today, but I'm gonna do it tomorrow instead. <laughs> uh, okay. What's going on, John boy? How you doing tonight? Sorry, chat's talking to us a little bit. Too. Yeah, 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 for sure. I always have such a hard time with chat because you're talking about something and I'm high as shit too, right? So in 30 seconds when yeah. chat finally hears what we say and they can type it in, I forgot what I asked. So there's just random words in chat that don't make any sense anymore. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fun sometimes. <laughs> yeah. What's going on, the American one? <clears throat> yeah man uh i can only imagine what it's like to like be the host because like sometimes you have like other chats going on and then you have this chat and you have chats with like sometimes people on the panel or something like that if you have a panel yeah. show and you have guests then like, you have to please the chats. yeah lot. sometimes you see the comment but someone else is talking and you're like oh as soon as they stop talking i'm gonna bring up what that guy said and then forget about it you're off to the next thing you know it's a tough yeah. gig trying to be interactive like that and live and give everybody their fair shake we yeah. banging that right into the camera sorry guys the mic rather <laughs> So, yeah, I actually missed the interview tonight. Um, who was that that was on? That was Miss Nudie Grows. She's a Canadian grower. She works for one of the LPs in uh, uh, Alberta, which is like okay. our Texas. It's the oil oil money area of Canada. That was a really good interview. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it seemed like it was good. She seemed like she was nice and stuff. By the yeah. end. Yeah. But I have to go back and rewatch it. Yeah, worth a rewatch. <sighs> Usually, what I do is when I leave for work, is I just shut the computer, and then when I get home, I open it, and it stays right where it was in the episode, and I can catch no. up from where I was. <clears throat> yeah, I, I I have an iPad and my phone, so like I just turn those things off, and yeah. I mean I could save it. 
stuff, but you, most of the time I just try to conserve battery on them and everything. Right. Oh, man. What are you smoking on up there, bud? I'm rolling up a uh, Chemintine. It's Chem 91 crossed to Sour Tangy. Nice. Yeah, I had some Clementine not too long ago, and I still can't get, like, the terpene kind of notes that were in my nose after that, like, out of out of my mind. I keep, I keep thinking of that. I keep, I, there's this one strain that uh, Pepper's got, Mimosa, and it has, like, some of it in there, and I could tell I could taste in that, and I was just like, ooh, it just reminded me of it. So is that, like, a, the Clementine, was that a sweet thing, or was it, like, a just an orangey so a lot of the orange you get has that burnt rubber background kind of thing you know what i mean it was smooth it definitely kind of had like more of a neutral it wasn't sweet it wasn't like bad or anything it was kind of like kind of like how like a rind is like off of a real clementine you know like that smell that you get off of that yeah 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 I got a buddy that's got an Afghani that's got like a lime peel thing. Like we were trying to nail down what the flavor was forever. And we're like, well, it's not sour like a sour diesel. It's kind of sour like a fruit, but not super fruity. And we settled on, we figured maybe it was lime. Okay, nice. Yeah, I, I really like like Afghani, like the Kushes and the Afghanis, the Mazars and stuff. Those are like I've been to Masri Sharif, so they're like Mazar oh, yeah. and fucking Yeah. So cool. <laughs> I I got some of my seeds for like one of my plants from over there. Kind of snuck it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had an aunt that I asked, Oh, where'd you get your seeds from? And they go, Shh, we brought them from Jamaica. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping secrets. Ooh. <laughs> I held, I, I held like mine for a minute because like I, I didn't have like a place to properly pop them like I was right, active yeah. duty. I, I was active duty so it was just kind of like I didn't I wanted to do them but like there was an outdoor situation but it was just kind of like okay if we pop it for that I'm not going to have the cut for it because it's not my garden so I'm going to keep these for a hot minute right yeah I kind of did a similar thing I bought a pack of space bomb from the uh, hydro store years ago <clears throat> and uh wanted to pop it all the time but was like fuck man i'm not confident i can keep this if i get something i like right so i wanted to practice and by the time i finally got around to popping it i only got one out of there so still not sure if it's even going to be female or not but if it's a male i might just you know make some funsy seeds yeah got a few pheno hunts going on over um pepper's garden right now and uh we found out that uh, two of them were definitely females. Like we only had like one or two like seeds of those. So those that was like, thank God, you know. Yeah. And one of them was like really expensive pack too. So it was like it was the last one. I was like, and it looked like a female. It had all the characteristics. I was like, I think it's gonna be. And it came back. Freeman Freeman came through on that one. Sex test Freeman's sex test. Yeah. Yeah. Right Farmer on, Freeman. Right on. Man. Right on. Yeah. 
he's based out of DC. It's pretty quick. We were actually kind of like wondering like what was going on, but like, I want to say we sent like 13, 15 samples and, uh, he requires that you have like an in a half an inch to like an inch of like a leaf sample from that. You put it in this little envelope in the envelope. It has a tag with the serial number and on the envelope that that came on, you write down what strain that was. And on that tag, I write down like what strain it is on the back of that serial numbers there. And then we have another tag that I write down the serial number on too. So it's just kind of a chain of custody type of a thing, you know, it's good to like have like it down like three times at least, but it helps us keep track of it. And we got the results in and like, it's just good record keeping is definitely like in order because he, when you write your strain on that thing, he doesn't write it back. He just gives you the serial number that you get, that you assigned it to that he gave right. you. Yeah. I was transplanting my plants and I put one in a hole, right? Solo cup mm -hmm. into the one gallon. And then I decided, no, 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 that one's, you know, the amount that was in the, the cup didn't fit the hole. I was like, that's fitting that pot better. So I switched it to a different pot. And then I grabbed yeah. the other one and pulled it out. And I realized, oh, fuck, I didn't move the tag to that pot. So I was, there was a hot second where I was like, did I just screw up two plants here? But I was like, no, yeah. I still have the tag. It's still in this. So this tag goes in that plant and this goes in that hole. But for a second, I was like, I just fucked this whole pheno hunt up. I'm not going to know what any of this shit is now. But yeah. Damn. But we were all yeah. good. It is a little more lit up in here. <clears throat> American one. Boy, talk about timing. That bitch was thirsty. Yeah, Holy yeah. shit. That was good timing there. Wouldn't have been much longer. It wouldn't have been <laughs> and, the first um, time we suddenly went off the air, though. No biggie. The fucking uh, uh, the LED trigger that is on that fuse that's out. So I ran a uh, extension cord over to the trigger to the uh, box that runs the LED, which is 220. I'm letting that run off the generator because there's only two fixtures running off of it. Yeah. Running on 220, so they can't be drawing, but fucking six amps you know what i mean i'll run that off the led or off the fucking generator so might as well have some shit going creating a little bit of heat and light in here so some girls are happy and as far as uh a little on air lesson there <laughs> if you go power goes out unless it's like a severe issue you know what I mean? For me, it's especially if I don't know when that motherfucker's coming back on. You know what I mean? Uh, I just shut my shit off. I'll shut my, I'll go over to the breaker. So, especially like, say, if I go to bed and I don't want the light cycle coming on and uh, getting all fucked up when, uh, when I sleep, I'll go over and I shut them breakers off in case the power comes back on. And then I'll just let them girls sit in 24 hours of darkness. You know what oh. I mean? And then I'll come back on in their regular schedule, time schedule. You know what I mean? I'll just I have a timer that has a battery in it. It's a digital timer. So if the power goes off at 5.50 and the lights go off at 6 p.m. And then if the power's off for two hours on your regular timer, your lights would come on for 10 minutes there. Well, this keeps... 
it knows what time it is because it's running off the battery. So the clock keeps going. So once it gets to six o'clock, it shuts off the, uh, your, your lights aren't going to come back on on you. So that way, whenever your whenever your power comes back on, whatever your lights are supposed to be doing, they're doing. It's pretty helpful. Yeah. Nothing worse than taking one of those push pin fucking timers and trying to go back and reset it for the right time. What a fucking nightmare, especially if you're trying. Well, that's to what it is. It's one thing. of the oh, nightmare. The eight gang boxes with the timer built right in. Oh yeah, I got two of them. I got an eight banger for the H. HBS side, and I got an eight banger that runs the fucking LED side. Both of them with the timer triggers built right in. Right on. Uh oh. Fucking what's going on over there? Uh We got a strobe light going. (laughs) Morning, Tim. I don't know what's going on over there, but I'd rather not not burn out a fucking driver. (laughs) Any word turning out that driver? I just got a replacement driver. I blew one on one of my 550s. My V1, I think it is. So they sent me a (laughs) dimmable one. So pretty happy about that. The only thing I can say about that is. Thank God that's a tester light. I know the guy that's got fucking parts for that motherfucker. Like he split. <laughs> if she does go down, I should be able to go, oh, buddy, could you send me some shit on the fly? Well, you, I don't even think you can get anything on the fly right now. Fuck. I was a little discouraged to listen to the GML show yesterday and listen to the HLG guys kind of struggle going, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. We're definitely fucking being held up for parts and shit. I don't good news. They were even being held up for boxes. They were telling them we can only give you five boxes a day. Like what? How about <laughs> yeah, boom. I'm glad you said that. I don't know if I cut you off, Cannon. If I did, I'm sorry. Um, fucking. Went to McDonald's just before the show here. I fucking had to go in. Uh, you probably caught that. I had to go into town, grab some coffee and fucking uh, some gas. The local McDonald's fucking hands me out uh, a straw in a baggie. It wasn't even a fucking like McDonald's straw in the paper like you always get. It was like it was just like they went to the store, bought five hundred straws, and randomly put them in baggies and zipped them shut. Put them in baggies. So I'm guessing, oh my god! Yeah, yeah. So I'm guessing fucking McDonald's is having a little trouble getting, or at least my branch you can't even get fucking straws. So yeah, that's weird. Something's getting, yeah, something's shaking down the pipe. I gotta get this creepy look off my light. I gotta flip flip this around. There we go. <laughs> Oh, it's still kind of creepy. Like I'm just like looking in the window. How you guys doing? You guys growing over there? Yeah. <laughs> That's how I ended up with these blue ones, is they were out of the whites that I usually buy. So you know, we had toilet paper in town, but we didn't have any cigarette papers. Oh damn. Actually, the toilet paper I got right now, and this is no word of a lie, I fucking stopped over my nephew's house, and they were like, 
I was talking about going to the store and I had just gotten like a text from home and shit, you know, pick up that TP if you can. And I, was, I like read it aloud and they were like, yeah, nah, you stopping around here? I was like, yeah, obviously, because everything by the time I get home will be closed. Yeah, yeah, you no, 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 you're gonna be fucked. <laughs> like, well, but luckily, we kind of we didn't stock up, we didn't stockpile like most people do, but we're smart enough to pick one up if we see one when we go out. So we have some extra if you guys need some. And I reluctantly, I was like, no, 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 I think we're good. And they're like, no, no, don't just take it, take it. I'm like, I don't want to take it. At least let me buy it from you or whatever. So I paid for it. Gave him some money for it. I appreciated it 100%. They didn't want to take it. I'm like, come on. That's silly. You paid for it. And I actually gave them a little bit extra. I'm like, you know, this. You, know, you got gas, time, and everything else. Please just take the extra. Cool. By the time I, I went to the store, the fucking, yeah, ghost town. No toilet paper anywhere. We stopped like two other places. I was so thankful for that fucker, just the generosity. Because I would have totally been fucked if they wouldn't have been for their good heartedness and shit. So. I'm actually like surprised a lot of people's generosity during this whole thing. And it's just like kind of surprising to me. A lot of people kind of come together. Like you see some of the bad and you keep hearing about that, but I really don't feel like people highlight enough of the good that's kind of coming out of it all. That's all I'm going to say about it. Right on. Right on. Yeah, let's don't even dip down that road. No, <laughs> that was such a bummer. I know. Bummer. What's going on, Mr. Green Pot? Farm four twenty. How are you guys doing? So yeah, I guess Probably we brought probably. up a, um earlier. We were talking about the uh, Masri Sharif and stuff, and I guess like John Boy just picked up a pack of Masri Sharif F two from Lorax three fifteen. Said he purchased it with pink diesel Mac. My Citrus Runts F1 and Primal Punch F2. Other than Primal Punch, have you guys ever run any of those? No. No. No, I don't get caught up here. So. Uh, I suggest okay. those Primal F2s, though, for sure. Yeah, no, I got a pack of those. I actually I hear good things it. about Runts, too. Runts is supposed to be the shit. Yeah, I've heard good things about it as well, but I haven't ran it. No, me either. I mean, I more or less think it's kind of like a hype thing. Um, yeah, exotic He just did a limited run with it. He didn't. He didn't make it a staple in his uh, in his library. So I think that kind of says something about it. I don't think he's kind of got faith in what it's going to do for his lineup. So he's not going to keep it in there. It doesn't seem like. Yeah. Well, I wonder about that kind of thing. We were talking about this the other day with. Uh... You ever order a pack of seeds and it comes with a freebie pack and you look at that freebie pack and you're like, huh, I think I'm going to pop that. <laughs> and you don't Amazing. actually pop what you bought. Yeah. That ever happened to you? Yeah. That's kind of like what I think happened to the runs. I think he made the freebie and put it out there and turned out that's what people like. So, yeah, I don't know. you might be right on that. I mean, I've gotten some pretty decent, like I got a, uh, God, what was it? Um, I think it was a greenhouse seeds, um, blue cheese, and it wasn't feminized. It was a regular one. I got it to go, and it was it was amazing. I actually had that thing for three years after after uh, I popped it, and it was a freebie. That thing 
it, it yielded too, and it, and it was it was nice and stinky, and it's just Your like blue cheese I, yielded. Yeah, it, it did yield. Mine mine yielded pretty heavy actually. I had a buddy a who buddy for me, huh? So that's a bummer for me because the one <laughs> oh, I had yeah. didn't. I love the strain, but it didn't yield for me. It was a great strain, but it she just didn't push. Yours was from Greenhouse too. No, it wasn't from Greenhouse. I'd have to look up who, who yeah. it was. So that's In the fact, thing. I think a lot it was of, a yeah, a lot of people have a uh, similar names with different shit in it, right? Like, yeah, pretty much what ends up happening is is like they'll get. Uh, I mean, okay, so let's talk about it. Like we totally go through and we pheno hunt. And when you find that pheno, I mean, that one's going to have those expressive notes. Now, depending if you pass a clone on or you breed with it and you get your uh, F1 or F2 seeds off on it, that's like whatever somebody's working with. Now you've put out different versions of it out into the world and people are like, it's still say blue cheese, but you know, there's different phenos of it. So there's different interpretations that people keep. So, yeah. I mean, that's really comes down to people it's so hard for people who don't grow to understand that like this is gorilla glue number four i grew it from seed no no it's not <laughs> no you didn't grow gorilla glue number four from seed you know it's you grew you know a crap shoot of what could come out of that but you didn't grow the gorilla glue unless you had the cut I hated. I did. I had that conversation with Mountain Grower the other night. If you remember, we were talking yeah. about genetics, and he said, "Yeah, I got grew that Gorilla Glue from seed." And I was like, "No, not the same. You got to have that COA on it, man." You know, it's one. You of might get a killer pheno, a Gorilla Glue too, that you grow from seed, but. You know, you might even find one that's better than the elite cut, but it it's gonna be difficult and rare, right? Yeah, Kinios did it right, in my opinion. If there's somebody's gonna back cross or you know make their recreate that strain, if you will, fucking please, that's all you gotta do. Don't just call it blue cheese and throw it out there, bang. Fucking put your name on it like Kenny O's did. Be like, you know, the Northern Lights that I'm looking for, which I've seen tonight on somebody else's show. Smiley, if you're watching, you're running that Northern Lights back cross. God damn it. Um, if you're going to back cross something like that and throw it on the market, do it like they did. You know, it's Kenny O's lights. Don't just throw it out there as fucking Northern Lights or, you know, put it out there as, you know, Kinios, and I'm not ragging on you guys. I love you guys. I'm just using you guys for a good example. Uh, you know, Kinios Northern Lights, you know, put your name in front of it or some spin on it to let people know that it, it's a version of, you know, in your case there, you know, blue cheese, not just, don't just call it blue cheese. Put, you know, let us know that it's a variation or your representation of, don't lay it out there and let pe lead people on to believe that it's the blue cheese or whatever, you know. Man, please, you know, put some kind of mark on it to help people distinguish, you know, shit. That's the way I, my thoughts on that. So I'm hoping breeders would do anyway. 
We were talking about that earlier in chat where they, she was saying the uh, shishka berry from uh, Barney's Farms. Well, the shishka berry was originally bred by Breeder Steve of Spice of Life Seed Co. And so they were at a, you know, whatever the Amsterdam meat was one year. And then the next year, Barney had shishka berry and sweet tooth too. So it's one of them things. He recreated it and then kept it the same name. He didn't change it to Barney's tooth or shishka Barney or something like that. You know what I mean? He just ripped it. To me, to me, that's just a cheap ploy to try to, you know, make some quick money jumping on somebody else's hard work. You know, cut your own name. That's what yeah. I feel about that. But <clears throat> early in the day, that's how a lot of it was, right? Like, you got the scouts. That's how a lot of it is now, right? Like, the primal punch is purple punch crossed the gorilla glue, right? So, uh, it's banana, uh, banana punch. Banana punch is a banana punch, not purple punch. It's been yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's why he went with the primal because you know you get the grilled glue into the banana and so the primal punch. It was a good name. It was a good yeah, way yeah, to yeah. Out. It was clever. Banana's yeah, not my favorite. Oh, yeah. I don't like bananas with the gorilla. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Perfect yeah. matchup. So kind of like in our community there, Eagle, you know, the, the mimosa cuts going around and that's the, that's the empire cut, you know, whether, you know, I'm supposed to say that or not, but you know, if anybody were to breed with that, they should say, you know, empire cut empire's mimosa bred with this or that, you know, like I feel like you said, everybody needs to go ahead and throw it out. Like, um, mimosa is from symbiotic genetics, but it went ahead and it went through his garden. He made it his own. Yeah, you should definitely give some credit to, like, you know, props to somebody if you're going to use their shit, I think. <clears throat> a little nod. Doesn't hurt. Goes a lot further. I tell you what, a little nod and some credit will get you a fucking miles further than, you know, just trying to not act like you're not biting on that shit and just running with it. You know what I mean? That's just going to piss people off in the long run, but if you're, like, at least willing to give them the nod, yeah, this is I bred with sub cool strain or whatever, you know, whatever. Give them the hats off to the person. You know, that's going to get you shitloads further than yeah. just trying to knock some shit off. <clears throat> and even sub Space Queen, that was a Vic High strain. That was his uh, recreation of a Vic High strain. The Cindy 99 to the Romulan is Space Queen. So that's where he got a lot of that stuff from was Vic, but he always gave Vic a lot of credit for it too. He'll tell you the super soil came from Vic, the original recipe on the old uh, BCGA site. Yeah, that's been hacked up and modified in so many different ways. So many people oh, yeah, have yeah, yeah. Made, made so many different variations of it that this is the way. No, this is the way. I mean, it's not so much that this is the way, it's this works too. You know, yes. you don't have to use bone meal. You can break it into all kinds of different stuff, right? Like, yeah, no, exactly. Like I say, Eagles heard me say this a bunch of times. There's a thousand ways to skin this cat. So, million, thousand, whatever. <laughs> Man, I think I'm gonna sneak me in a day if I can find some. 
I don't think I've had one yet today. It's been a pretty productive day, though. I'm pretty happy with today. Oh, yeah. Till the, till the lights went out. Yeah. <laughs> what all did you get done today? Oh, it's the shit I don't like to do. <laughs> uh, trim jail? Uh, no, no, no. I actually would prefer to trim versus uh, yeah. washing pots and transplant. That had to be done. Yeah, Wash. I was like cleaning. <laughs> it's just something about bending over, washing all them pots and saucers. I don't like to reuse anything unless it tell it's been washed. It's all got to fucking be clean before it comes back. was today today was the day <laughs> yeah i'm putting that off too i gotta get everything cleaned up and ready to go i'm not quite ready to put things into flip but i gotta get it done <laughs> so how are you guys uh and like let's say uh Yes, this. Do you have a certain door in your house, and that you prefer? Obviously, everybody has a door you prefer everybody to come in, right? And ask me, I'm kind of because I was a little pissy about this, and everybody's like, "Man, how can you be a jerk?" Well, last year, we actually had uh, we got you know, I like most houses, several houses. You expect company to come to the front door, right? No, for the most part, no, no. And my grandma's no. like, my door is not the front door. I have a note that says, "Don't come in the front door." <laughs> okay, well, you've specified that. Anyway. Yeah. So, I uh, parked. A lot of times we park in the front, and then we were using like the back sliding door because it was easier to get groceries and shit. So I had a neighbor come up the other day, fucking I'm parked in the back. So he parks in the back. He decides to come and he did it last year for the longest time to the point where we had to uh, we had to put up a sign going, just please use the other door because he was popping up. You know, he's a good old man, but we're sitting at the, the breakfast table and burning down the mornings and he's just like popping up right in the six foot window. And you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> no room to hide and shit. And uh, so he did it the other day, and I was like a little bummed. Then, uh, well, I was bummed because I had my, uh, I, I had pots sitting outside that uh, needed to be washed. That's the one thing I love about summer, uh, nice weather, is you can go out there and spray the pots out. You know, you can get worried about trying to get the shit from going in the drain. The old guy started like, picking my pots and shit. Well, for one, I'd say, like, I don't like to keep anything out that's obviously tagging me for a grower. And this day in general, I had all kinds of evidence laying outside that back door. <laughs> a fucking bag full of fucking <laughs> fucking uh, root balls and shit that I cause beat out the root ball and just take the carcass and throw that away. So I had a bag of those and I had, like, fucking ten 10, uh, 10 gallon pot, gallon nursery things laying there. And then I had some of uh, the big army, the big tank tread motherfuckers 
that, you know, are what, 14 gallon things that had to be washed. And he's like looking them over. It's like, there's a couple carcasses in there. He's just like, I could see his mind just wandering and shit. He's the one that's kind of buddies with the sheriff, too. So I'm like, oh, God. He's like, wow, these are big pots. And I'm like, yeah, they sure are. And he's like, can I have one? I'm like, no. And he's looking at the, the AirPods, too. The fuckers are like 50 bucks a piece. I'm like, no, you can't. No, I'm using it. He's like, mm. I could just see the whole time he's like walking away. And I'm like, man, why can't he just get the picture that we? I want him to use the front door? He just refuses, refuses to use that front door. And uh, so am I in the wrong there or what? Should I, would that get, would that bug you guys too or no? I don't know. I no mean, one ever comes to my house. so <laughs> That's the thing. Nobody ever comes to my house either. I yeah. never expect him. I'm never expecting him. And when he does, he's just popping up in the back, the back door in the picture window where they, you know, we've got the window wide open, expecting nobody at all because it's out here. We're out here in the country and it's like, Ah, it's always like we're not even expecting him. And usually hitting the joint, looking out the fucking back window. Oh fuck! Shit. He's <laughs> fucking practically throwing the tray and shit. Ah, god damn it! So yeah, I wish he'd just at least give me a you know, the doorbell warning. You know what I mean? Not just <laughs> right there and shit. Uh, maybe I'm just being stupid. Uh, I don't know. I like my privacy. That's why I moved out to the fucking forest. Lexi says he uses the front door too. That would definitely bother me if I had to guess which door you were at instead of knowing like, oh, it's probably whatever at the whatever door. Yeah. Yeah, if I had to guess like where you're coming up from. Yeah. But another thing is I like to like be able to see where people are coming from so you can like see people coming up the driveway and stuff. Like you said, you're out in the country and it's like not too many people come by so when someone comes by you're like who the fuck is this <laughs> yeah it's yeah i don't know probably being stupid oh paranoid i guess i just think you know fuck yeah could be worse one of these days he's gonna be gun shy could be just me sitting there with my nuts out and shit he's gonna regret uh-huh. that day that's funny <laughs> so it's it is be your house yeah. So hey, it's kind of getting late for me. I'm a little, I'm, I'm, I'm slowing down here, man. I need to get down. So I'm gonna go ahead and turn in for the night. Hope you all have Thank like a good night. In. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me for a little bit. It was fun chilling. Good talk. Go ahead and plug yourself and uh, before you go, brother. Yeah. I'm Candice Reefer, and this is Eagle Talking Shit with Eagle Gardens. <laughs> you didn't have to throw that in there. It's just. This can yeah. trooper, you find me on Instagram. All that good oh, stuff. I almost set my water out. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm getting I wasn't expecting that at all. <laughs> I'm getting told to get off. So. All, right. <laughs> all right, guys. I'll see you later. Night, man. Night. Night, can trooper. Night. Night. 
I don't know about you, but uh, if I had some there pawing at me, I think I'd be fucking, it would be a no-brainer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no-brainer. I'd have been like later, guys, like fucking half hour ago. Uh. <laughs> so what's up in store work for you, dude, tomorrow? Did you have work you got done today in the garden? No, I didn't get anything tomorrow? done in the garden today. I mowed the lawn instead, so. But I uh, helped the wife carry some dirt for the uh, flower garden outside. So. It's all right, though. It could go. It could go till Monday and still be fine. Back to work Monday for you. You back to it. You're obviously back to work full time. Yep, back on Tuesday. It's a holiday in Canada, Victoria Day. Perks of being involved with England. I don't know. Yeah, fucking that shit threw me off because I remember hearing you say something about. Uh, you know, Tuesday, you know, being the next work day or whatever. And then I spoke with somebody today and they're like, yeah, I'll get that out on Tuesday. So for a minute there, I was like, is it fucking Memorial weekend already? Is that what I'm missing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, I'm serious. I actually had to like get the calendar out. Well, they always sneak up on me, too, other than, like, Christmas, right? You know, when Christmas and New Year's is going to happen, it's the same every year. But, like, you know, Easter, who the fuck knows? When's Easter next year? Tell me. What day? They're moving them so You can't much. fucking I mean, do it. Who knows? Thanks, Thanksgiving? I mean, they move that shit around to, like, a convenience anymore. They yeah. used to be pretty staple. Now it's like, eh. St. Patrick's Day is always the 17th, I think, but. You know, we don't even have the same date for Thanksgiving. You guys are in November, right? We're in October. Really? You know, yeah, yeah, it only makes sense. Why would you it's colder here? We... Fucking independence. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what our Thanksgiving's about, you know? Yeah. It's silly. So, uh, what was your, ours is what, 1776? So, what was your phone in the October? Oh, Jesus, I don't know. History? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> the space queen is cinderella 99 across to romeo <laughs> cinderella 99 is uh, whatever genius the princess. view that history right out <clears throat> what was the other one romulan i don't even know what romulan is is jack still here i bet jack knows he's pretty good with his history I don't even know what the fuck that is. Now, what was, I'm sorry, I was reading chat while you were talking. What were we looking for? I don't know. Oh, Romulan. What's Romulan? I don't know what Romulan was. It's pretty, pretty Ooh, early that's... in the lineages. I'm just, yeah, that's not even a so cool strain. That's where I dedicated most of my knowledge right there is trying to fuck it. Remember most of that shit. That's been the staple. I actually had to carry a cheat sheet. I'm fucking terrible with like 
names and shit. So like remembering crosses and stuff. That's not always shit I write down. <laughs> I'm not good at it right off the top of my head with that shit. I'm always like, hold on. I did run it. I've got up the lineage right here. Because I always make sure and write that down. Let's put the cross and then the lineages that go into it as far back as I can get. I like seedfinder.eu for that. They've got like a great little breakdown of everything, how what it is and how they got it there. Sometimes it's pretty vague, right? Like, hopefully, it's more yeah. accurate than yeah. fucking Leafly. Leafly Leafly's fucking terrible. Numbers. Leafly used to be okay. Like, even the fucking app is hard to use now. It's stupid. I'm out. I just, I think it was built like on a, like a Wikipedia type basis yeah where so uh, somebody can give you some green fat. crack and tell you yeah this is totally mimosa and you go oh mimosa tastes piney <laughs> no it doesn't <laughs> i haven't how it does that what are the what is the turd profile there it is sweet i've been like looking for this fucking this, this dab here i've never around. had the mimosa but uh on remo's show they had a, a like a weed sommelier on there that was actually smelling it and giving little hints. And he said it's got like a soapiness to it that a lot of people don't pick up on. A lot of people pick up on the orange and they, they miss the soap in the back. So I was like, that's kind of different, right? Yeah, I wouldn't, that's not even a, a profile that would be on my radar. But a lot of that shit isn't until I try to sit and kind of tour that shit. That I Some of that stuff stuff's like. the most intriguing stuff, though. The Like, what the fuck is that thing, right? Like, the thing that that's so familiar, but I can't tell you at all what that is. Those are some of the fun ones, right? And then some weird, you know, Somalia guy goes, oh, yeah, soap. And you're like, ah, totally soap. Fuck. <laughs> you know, uh, my daughter works for Starbucks there, Brittany. And they do that shit with uh, the coffees. They have to, uh, when they first get there, they get new coffees. They have to sit down and uh, note that shit, you know, drink it and write down notes of what they think. It's got hints of this, hints of that. I, I taste chocolate or this one's earthy stuff like that just like we do but they do it with coffee i always thought that shit was so fine yeah that's neat stuff yeah it's weird because everybody's you know everybody's nose works a little differently like it's just turning spring here so i'm just starting to get allergies which is like the best time to be trying to cure weed right like fuck i can't smell anything i don't get to enjoy this at all damn it <laughs> I got to get a nasal spray or something, see if that fixes me. So I just had a curiosity. Tell me, uh, how would you describe a soap fucking profile? How would you? I'm trying to, like, even as you said it, I'm sitting here like, huh? I mean, what am I looking for that would justify, like, a soap? I don't know. Like I said, I've never had it. This is just what I saw the guy that was uh, breaking it down. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. All right, all right, I'm trying to, is it that, like, that fucking, like... I just, 
I'd assume it's like a like... quality hand soap type soap, not like a liquid soap. I don't know. But I don't know. I... <laughs> I, I, in a way, you know, I'm forcing myself to like think back, and I can't. I just, I can't see that being present in a in a, in a cannabis, you know, because I, I automatically I think what's toad taste like. Then I think back to the old days. We were, you might even be old enough to uh, remember that. Remember when they fucking used to pack your mouth full of soap? You want to talk that shit here? Fucking dirty mouthful of kid here. Wash your mouth off with some soap. Actually, shove bars to open your mouth and shit. I, yeah, that's, I never experienced it, but I heard about it. Oh, God. I've had. Yeah. I think like two or three times. It was like, never worked. It's horrible. What's the yeah, herb that the, tastes like soap, though? Is it cilantro that some people have it? It comes out soapy to them? You know about that? That would make crazy? sense. But not cilantro, sage, guys. maybe. Maybe it's sage, coriander. I don't know. I know sage gets used a lot in soaps. But I know what I think it's cilantro is the one that people complain that they taste soap and hate it, and then the other half the people taste whatever they taste and love it. I don't know. I don't fuck with a lot of cilantro, or if I do, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I avoid it because I'm like, oh, that shit tasted like soap. I just don't remember. <laughs> it's it's a staple in a lot of uh, like uh, Mexican dishes, Spanish dishes. Charlie's Farms popping in. I always enjoy Charlie. Me too. What's up, Dinner? brother? Oh, there he is. Hey, guys. Got good audio tonight. It sounds good. Hold on, let me shut this fan off. Let me shut YouTube off, too. I got YouTube going in the back. And then you can't see chat? Yeah. What's going on, guys? Hold on, let me, let me cancel. Okay, there we go. How's everybody doing? That was a great show tonight, by the way, Eagle. She's a hot ticket. I watched, I listened to the whole thing while I was working. Miss Nudie Grove? Hey. Did you know over before the show? Hopefully. Yeah, no, I was I I was watching. I I only missed like the first half hour or so, and then I uh, I I jumped on right around midnight, a little after or something. And uh, I was one that one of the guys that went over and subbed her channel. She seems like a really really super person. Super. So, how's everyone (laughs) else doing tonight? How's everybody doing? Good. Everyone doing well. I should say. Yep, good times, good times. Hey, chat. What's up, chat? It's good to see everybody, Chris and the American One and Mr. Green Potts. And I can go on and on. I know everybody else was around early. Yeah, where's Smiley tonight, by the way, huh? Where is he? Huh? I don't know. I think he's uh, took the whole day off, to be honest yeah. with you. Because I didn't see him uh, hanging out during the frugal force in that chat either tonight. Yeah, he so, popped yeah. out early last night too and said he had a lot of shit to do today. So I think he was uh, doing. I don't know if he was harvesting or trimming. I think he already took the room down, maybe, and he was you know, yeah working on it. I haven't so, smoked all day. I'm ready to smoke now. He might heaven. just be here listening to us talk shit about him. Where are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the glove quick. off. <laughs> quick talk sports. That's my only quick talk sports. 
Hey, so, uh, you know. I was helping my wife today, too, there, boom, doing the gardening around the house, trying to teach her how to plant some stuff, you know, she's, she's, uh, she's, she's good at what she, you know, planting around the house, this is the second year she's doing it, so, getting the veggie garden going up tomorrow, I think, with my daughter, trying to, anyway, trying to find the time, you know. Yeah, we did a bunch of pots outside last year for, you know, petunias and stuff. And uh, so, yeah, this year we actually put in some flower beds. She's pretty excited about it. We had a bunch of tulips, but when you know it, the deer came along and just ate the bulb off of every tulip. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> just, left right. The, just left the green, like the, the, the lettuce part <laughs> there with the, yeah, just yeah, a yeah. dead stem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, we have deer around us quite a bit now. You know, I mean, you know, the population's been blowing up for years, you know. They're all starving to death, half of them, you know. We have a controlled hunting around here in Mass more than anything. So, and everybody bitches about it. And I sit there going, they're going to starve to death. What, are you kidding me? Plus, I love venison anyway. But it's, it's like, what are you, you going to watch them starve to death and just have dead carcasses all over the place? You're going to go out and control them. Yeah. yeah. Then your predators go up. Now you got coyotes and cougars yeah. and you know dominoes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we got coyotes. Coyotes are big around here. We get a moose every once in a while. Oh yeah. Not like you, nothing like you guys though, and nothing like oh, the Kenios no. up in Maine. They got some yeah. big ass fucking moose up there. Yeah, we actually had one in downtown, right outside of downtown Boston, about three, four, five years ago. Yeah, like six, seven in the morning. News crew went out and got them. Well, found them. So I saw uh, an elk this year for the first time. I'd never seen an elk in the wild before, and it wasn't far from home either. We were driving, and it just it walked across in front of us. So we slowed down. We're like, "Oh, elk!" And we're like, "Oh no, it's big. It must be a moose." And then we're like, "Looking at it, like, what is that?" Because it, it's yeah, like kind yeah. of an in between thing. And then we're like, "Oh, right. elk! Jeez, cool." Yeah, they can be big, huh? I've never seen one, but like, yeah, man. Yeah, and I, I started. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, no, go I started, for it. I wondered if they're even fucking hunted at all up around these parts this year because fucking the deer are plentiful and big <laughs> already this year. Man, I fucking go anywhere. I'm seeing 10, 12 easy before I hit the main road. Just you know, on my way out, they're they're uh they're gonna be bad this year as far as like cannabis plants outdoors this year. Take your precautions. Yeah, the deer here just wander around town at night and just eat whatever they can get to. So, yeah. Yeah, take what yeah. you get. It's a big problem up in, uh, between the deer and the beer and everything else up in, uh, up in Anchorage. I got a friend of mine that was up in Anchorage and they just, uh, it's bringing in the, the, the black bear, I think it is, or the brown bear. Look at you, huh? Damn, man. When'd you go to San Fran, bro? <laughs> Photoshop that. Say, I'm not even at home. Do you have power back, Eagle? Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, we have fun talking. playing in the dark, though. Yeah. <laughs> this kind of fun's only brought to you by power out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored by National Grid. 
<laughs> oh. We lose power around here all the time. All the time. They were either I know we have squirrels up in one of the transformers down the street, but even in the winter, we'll lose power just here. And uh, even not even in the whole building. It's weird. There there wasn't even a reason for fucking power to go out tonight. <clears throat> Sucked. I mean, it was a nice day, not even fucking windy. Yeah. Fucking uh too many what I think it was, too many weekenders. Fucking overdrawing the system or one of them assholes fucking uh uh hit something. It, it comes out my mouth too. Uh. <laughs> God damn stoner fun. Hey, so you did shrooms that night with what's his name, huh? With friggin' Tanazi, huh? Yeah. Nice, man. Nice. That must, oh. I haven't done those in years. I mean, I have some, but I haven't I haven't done them in years. I've been waiting for the right time, you know? I did them one yeah. other time on uh, the Michigan Bros Grow show. And it's a way, if you watch that show, it's a, one episode where, like, I'm out and then I don't sign off. I'm just like, they go to sign off and shit, and then it comes, like, right before me, and I'm, like, totally outy. Man, I just like seen it. It was just I, I'm sitting there like waiting and shit, and I'm like watching it come around, and it was like a fucking train coming at me, man. I was like, oh, oh no, it ain't and shit. I just fucking bailed. That's awesome. I told myself that night I was like, I ain't never doing that shit again. Yeah, right. And I turned around, and did it again. How much are you? I. You you know, I, I I couldn't even tell you if I'm a lightweight or or, or anything. It's been so so long. I mean, I used to when I fall dead around, I used to be able to eat them like it was freaking candy, you know. But it's been so long. I don't think I could if they were good. I don't think I could even handle a gram, you know. Good good stamina, nice freaking cap. And I yeah. guess from what I understand, they're legal because they're different. Is what I've heard. Yeah. Um. They're a truffle. They're a psychedelic truffle, which what makes them legal is they don't uh, flower. They don't button out. So if the, the, if the fungus doesn't button out or fruit, uh, it's legal. So a truffle are legal. Right. So that's interesting. Uh, yeah. I thought I of doing that. a couple of tubs. I thought about it. You know, I have the space. It's, I, you know, I've talked to Tanazi over the years about it. You know, and I, I follow him on Instagram, watching what he's doing with those, uh, with what he has. You know, it's just gonna maybe some Tina's envy, just because it's one of the easier ones to grow, and they pin pretty fast as long as you get that environment nice and sterile. You know, they don't, they're not so finicky at times with airflow and humidity and all that. So, I'm thinking about it. Thinking about it. You know? Microdosing would be really good because I suffer from depression too. You know, so. And it's a really, uh, you know, you guys talking about the pharmaceuticals earlier. I've heard great things about uh, microdosing for yeah. uh, psychological purposes. Hell yes. For anxiety and depression and shit. I mean, like one time, one or two time doses. Yep. Boom. You go get some edible with boom. The background wanting you fucking eat some edibles. <laughs> 
Hey, I wish I had meat edibles. I'm serious. I just, I started fucking around with, a little bit when she was on with this background like this. She's like, oh, that's cool. You can leave it like that. I'm like, you sure it doesn't fuck with you? She's like, no, I think it's cool. And I left yeah. it on there like that for a minute. And uh, it, it it started fucking with me. <laughs> <laughs> it does so, look cool, though. I got to say, especially that picture. That looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy yeah it's just because no it's so black behind me it, it all works yeah hey sorry about your dad i never got a chance to, and i never uh you know expressed my condolences yeah i know yeah. i can't even fucking have a funeral for him Sucks. yeah yeah my dad my dad was in the hospital a couple of weeks ago nothing nothing thank, thankfully related but he's 83 and i saw him the other day and he's i asked him how he was doing and they, and they don't even know what they're going to do with him because of this COVID thing. It's not like it's, you know, been solved or cleared up, but he just looked right at me and said, I'm falling, starting to fall apart, Bill, you know? And, uh, you know, he's a realist. Even at 50, when on his 50th birthday, he's like, you know, if I got 20 or 30 good years left, Bill, you know, like you guys were talking about tonight, 28 years, you look at it, you know, from that perspective of how many of these you have left, you know? And it makes all that trivial shit kind of melt away. It makes yeah. what's important comes right up front, to me anyway. I'm not talking for anybody myself. Should it should anyway? It should make yeah. you appreciate those times a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's what I've come to realize, especially the last you know ten years or so. Yeah, you know, I'll be I'll be 55 this year, man. Jeez, God, I'm lucky to still have a body left. I got a fake hip. My shoulders are going like your shoulder. Yours is what do you have? A titanium shoulder. I have pins in mine. <clears throat> oh, yeah. It started out, it fucking started out simple. I actually, that day I was on a job site and I pressed, I think it was like 80 sheets of plywood that day, fucking up a, up a ladder and past them and shit. And then we were checking out that day and I was lifting myself out of a basement just like that, just kind of pushing myself up and I felt a pop. And it was like that tendon that connects right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I worked like it for like six months, and it, it ended up just uh, the muscles on the back compensated for the injury up here. Right. And mm -hmm. what happened was uh, this ended up being fucked up, and the muscles in the back on the shoulder blade ended up ripping loose as well. So wow. they ended up going in with the the scope, and they fucking. I've got hooks in the back where they pulled, they pulled the muscle back and like attached it back to the shoulder blade, and then they pulled this tendon back over here and pinned it down over here. So I got yeah. a pin in here and then hooks in the back. <laughs> yeah, man. Shoulder. Yeah, I can it's imagine. Just... I can imagine. I got a titanium hip. I mean, you go back on my old videos when I was six, five, six, seven years, whenever it was, five years anyway. Uh, you know, I was two years here with, with on one leg. It was just every 20 minutes I had to sit down. That's why I changed to Coco because I was sick of lifting all those friggin' DWC buckets, all those five, six-gallon buckets. And I, I do inserts because they get root-bound. I grow them too big, you know. And they went on a research system. So, uh, yeah, oh, God, those days. And literally, every 15 minutes I had to sit down. I, I was in so much pain. And, they, you know, I didn't want anything for the pain. 
and they weren't about to give it to me anyway around Massachusetts because they had all these new laws in place. And I wasn't, I didn't want to go look like I was, you know, hunting them down. So I just didn't even take anything, man. And, um, damn, I'll tell you, I can imagine what your shoulders like. I got arthritis bad and it's starting to hit my shoulders from hockey and football over the years. Plus all the, I was, you know, I did masonry work too on and off for about 25. I had my own masonry business almost 10 years, you know, but listen, those, those brick and stone for, oh God, bent over and, Sweeting and compacting and cutting, you know, it's hard work, man. Just, I mean, you know, you were a freaking builder, right? Oh, yeah. You were a builder, right? Yeah. So it wears on you. I tell my daughter that, you know. Hey, listen, I loved what I did. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, I was young. I was in shape. I could do the work then. Now it's just, you know, it's starting to hit home now. All those years, you know, plus everything else that I did on top of it. <laughs> you know, playing hard. I am blessed yeah, to, to still be here. Yeah, hey, listen. Blessed every day that I wake up. I'm happy. <laughs> you know, no. it always be worse, as they say. My mother died. I don't know. My father's my only parent left. You know, like I was saying before, you know, my mother died. She was 28. But, uh, you know, so I always knew nothing's ever permanent, man. You know, she was going to make. So I was wild for the first half. and. Now I'm going to try a different way for the second half, hopefully. That's when I have my daughter and my wife. So, yeah. Yeah. Not bad. So where's Boomy? He's, he's already passed out with the edibles on his chest? No, no edibles <laughs> There he no. is, there he is. No, no. <laughs> I'm babbling over here because I just got stoned for the first time for the day, you know? First yeah. time, you know? I'll be a Jack Handy, deep thoughts. Got me right life. I miss those. I used to fucking <laughs> love that skit. Uh, yeah. Them things were awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad that I wasn't the only one that appreciated that. Who was that? Yeah. Who's it? When they, they did uh, Jack Handy. Who was it? It was uh, uh, the one that died. He got shot by his wife there. Hot. Was it, what's his name? Um, Phil uh, Hartman. Yeah, that's Eagle, Phil Hartman. Yeah, yeah. He used to do those uh, Jack Handys. He'd look in the mirror with self-affirmation. <laughs> You're good enough. You're strong enough or whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah. They, I saw the first, yeah. first SNL. I remember the first SNL. First time I ever tripped on water, I was watching SNL. 1130 at night yeah, back in the 70s. John Belushi and all them were still around. It was pretty sick. Yeah, I actually watch it every once in a while now. You know, watch the old freaking ones with George Collin. George Collin was almost the uh, the regular the regular host. I don't know if anybody knows that. He wanted to be on every night. Oh, that's hilarious! Eagles floating around in space. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Uh, (laughs) He did a pretty good job of following the curve. That was pretty. That was synced up pretty good. You'll have to cut that for the new intro when you get everything locked up together. <laughs> That's fucking funny shit, man. Holy God. It is kind of fun to play with, though. <laughs> Just waving. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. I can actually see myself just fucking getting high and just sitting here and playing in front of some backgrounds and shit. 
kind of like the like it when you like and the news crew shows up that guy in the background that's always the rabbit ears and shit yeah. well, some of those are funny the you know the signs they press up against the window and all that some of those are just hilarious Yeah, I need to roll something up. I fucking either that or dab. God, I got dabs in front of me. I need to pack myself a new bowl. Holy fuck, is that times right? Holy shit. It, co it comes so fast anymore. This fucking... It, these, this time slot just blows by anymore. It seriously does. It's almost like a half hour show to me, you can't, but it's like five hours. I can't believe it. We're already hitting the 420. All right. I, I really fucking can't believe it. What's up, Red Set of Farms? Are you just getting back up or have you been hanging out all night or just checking back in? Miss D's Nugs, I seen you cheers earlier, but uh, I was a little busy in the thing. I get bummed sometimes when I get into them. I heard you guys when I was out there, you and Camp Trooper talking about how difficult you guys thought it was to like watch chat and all that shit. And I always feel bad when a, like I get a good interview going because I feel like I'm neglecting the chat. Sometimes I can see that shit just zinging by. So I know I'm missing some good shit too. Yeah, it happens. Like you've said it before, if you tag one of us in it, it pops up in a different color and it kind of catches their eye a little bit more. Especially if, you know, Eagle's talking, I'm kind of looking at Eagle instead of staring at the chat. You guys were talking, you guys were yucking it up tonight in the chat. I've seen it several times, you guys. And that's the thing I like about the, like about, um, the chat and this whole thing and even if we get off topic there you guys just start like listening and like, carrying on your own thing but you don't leave you just you guys are just like oh we're gonna start talking about this and shit you know what i mean i appreciate that rather than going i'm bored with this shit and just fucking flipping the channel or fucking leaving and shit it's just you know, well we're still here we're just talking about something else Hey, if your boy Roy Boy is out there, peace, brother. He's from my area. He's from my neck of the woods almost. Just want to say hi to him, man. Good shit. He's a weed nerd, long term weed nerd. Straight, straight up, man. He's been in the community for a while, man. He's definitely one of the OGs, no doubt. Fact. And he knows his shit. For sure. Yeah, yeah. He's been around for years. Mr. The Beige, you know who's up. It's been a long day. Man, I love the concentrates, but man, my old lungs ain't got, I just ain't got the lungs for that shit like I used to. 
No, I found that with them too. I don't know if that's just me being old and fat or if that's a byproduct of <laughs> subpar BHO is now I can't take a dab anymore, but boy, do I cough on a dab rig. Oh, it's terrible. Even if I do a cold start, I'm still dying. <laughs> and cold starts are so delicious though. For me, it's a lot better buzz too. I think the the hotter you get it, the more racy the high for me. Yeah, I could see that. I usually go in for a reheat too, right? So you're kind of, you get a couple layers of the high too, right? You get your early terps and then you get you know, a little more CBN. Right, and that's like we said, we were talking about a little bit last night, uh, the nectar collector. I enjoy that, man. You can really space out a gram or a half gram. And shit, I know people that can fucking on a rig all in one. <laughs> Fuck that shit, man. Pedro, Pedro can do collector. some crazy dabs. Jesus. Yeah, I've seen that. I just, I just don't have the lungs for it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah, I just subbed him the other day. I've known it. I've known I've been following him for years, but I just saw him the other day on Twitch. You know, I finally just, you know, pushed that button for him. I've been following him on Twitch for a while. I check in every once in a while, but he knows his stuff, man. I mean, he just talk about a man on a mission for perfection. You know what I mean? He's definitely, a, he's a craftsman. I put him right up there with anybody else, uh, you know. He's he, caliber is just insane, you know. No, yeah, I love, I love Dizzy's cool too, you know, and, and uh, yeah, you know, so the whole vibe. I dig it. Yeah, those freeze dryers are really changing the hash game. Like everybody's going to the freeze dryer, it seems. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, no just the, the clarity that Pedro gets out of his stuff. Just that right. it's so it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, uh, two other guys that do really cool rosin stuff on Instagram. Uh, Indica.only does a lot of THCA extractions, like mix the crystals and everything. And uh, Rackham's, he's another one that does really cool stuff with rosin. Yeah, I wish I could take, I wish I could smoke it. I mean, I, I, I smoke hash, you know what I mean? I mean, it's all a form of hash, as we all know, but. Um, I can do dry sips. I can do, you know, um, just CO2. I mean, uh, dry ice. You know, it's got to be, it's got to be in, a, in it, just a head. I can't do any kind of concentrate. I just can't do it. I just, first of all, I don't have a, a, a rig. I don't know the temp. Listen, I'm no expert at it at all. And I, I, I had a little mini rig that I got. And um, I was using that a few times, but just the whole setting it up. And it would have been different if I had a knee nail. If I had an email, I'd probably do it, you know, and had a rig just all set, ready to go. That would be maybe a little, a little different for me. But I still like the joints, man. I still like the flower. I love the flower. And we say it's more complex, you know. Even though those flavors and the turps can be insane, some of that friggin', some of that extraction. I'd love to try a press. I've never tr tried, you know, something that's been pressed yet. Some pressed rosin. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have a press either. I'd like to get one. It's on the list. Yeah. No doubt. So. But I can't complain. I mean, you know, think, 
Yeah, I feel bad for all the people that are going through all the crap they got to go through now with all the shit going on. Mm, I, feel, yeah. I feel blessed, you know? I really do. Think about it every day, like, wow. Not, no worry yet. Put it that way. So. And You guys get a know, lot of rosin up there, boom? We used to. Uh, so the only extracts that are legal in Canada is bubble hash, dry sift, and rosin. Like, I don't think you can't get legal BHO like to dab. Like, you can get carts, I think, of distillate. But, uh, you know, dry sift, rosin, and bubble hash, that's, that's what you're looking at for legal extracts. And when all the vape stuff happened, boom, down here, was it happening in Canada too? I forget. Uh, I don't know if we had any deaths in Canada. I'm sure we probably had one or two. But I think I've always, I was early in the vape game when I was like, you know what? I don't think, I think the issue with this is probably going to be that it's soldered together with lead solder. That's probably going to be a bigger issue for my health than anything I ever smoke out of this. So I kind of, I got away from the vapes early, especially you figure they're disposable, right? So they're making them as cheap as they can. That's not made with, you know, your high grade number two titanium or whatever the hell it is they use. That's made with some fucking zinc nickel hybrid, whatever the fuck they got for cheap, right? It's going to be bad for you. Plated. I always say, you know, plated stuff. Exactly. You know? Right. So I was getting C cells. When I was doing cartridges, I was getting, when I was filling my own, I was getting the C-cells, which were the top of the line at the time. This was only, you know, a year ago. And um, they're the first ones. They, you know, they were having that problem in Cali with the analysis because they were taking studies off of some of the cartridges. You know, they go to different labs. Some labs would dismantle the cartridge and test the oil. So it was a clean extraction. But others would just take the vial, take the, uh, the, the um, vial and just smash it and then take the extraction. So they were, they were getting inconsistent results to begin with saying that there was lead. And then you get the clean stuff that's saying that there wasn't any lead. But right away, C-Cell, I think it was Cushco that owns C-Cell or distributes in America anyway. And they were, uh, they were expensive as hell, I'll tell you that much. But um, um, they're the, one of the first ones that went straight to lead-free anyway. You know, they said, you know, and I think they had said something about how, you know, because theirs was titanium, supposedly you know listen I, I like the cartridges everybody that i gave them to always loved the fact they weren't the plastic they had ceramic tips i mean they were you know i think just the the, the cartridge itself the vial itself was half grams were like two buck 75 or two 225 each something right around there and then you know you could choose from the ceramics they had three different ceramics i believe but you could also get the plastic if you want it for mouthpiece you know what i mean so I always got ceramic because, you know, totally different feel, completely different feel than that plastic, you know, and I think that makes all the difference in the world too. So, so they were expensive, man. It cost me about four bucks a piece, you know, and you had to buy two fifty. and I, my market wasn't that big. You know what I mean? I don't have everybody, you know, I don't have people call me up saying I want 50, you know, so you get to buy 250 at a pop. It's, it's, you know, <laughs> it was a, it was a friggin' investment up front that I, I was just like, nah, I'm good. There you go. Light it up again. Tim says in chat that shatter and rosin and carts are here for vapes. Apparently I knew rosin was here. 
but uh, I didn't know Shatter was here yet. And the carts, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like this one. Do it. Don't do it. Do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Come on, take the dab. Like, like Smoke a joint, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, I just like moving over, like, hey, you know. 420, everybody. Smoke them if you got them. 420. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, I've been smoking way too much weed. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fun. I'm having fun with the background tonight, I can tell you that. All it took was a power outage. Change that whole production. <laughs> you got to try to match it, get right in on top of it so your head is your head. You're going to have to come closer to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny. That is fucking funny. <laughs> that works pretty good, though. I think you guys are talking about dry sift screens in the chat. What I did was I went to a t-shirt press printing supply company. And I gave the got the LPI to Micron chart off the internet, and I just bought the LPIs that I needed from them, and it was way cheaper than buying, you know, one of the commercially available ones that are just the same thing. <laughs> a little cheaper hack might work a little better than stretching it over yourself, depending on what kind of grade mesh you're getting. Of course, you get good mesh; it won't matter. Where's your tweezers around the fucking tables where they were? I used your tweezers to fucking uh, separate seeds the other day. Pack up some gift packs. I didn't want to touch them, so I was using the tweezers. <laughs> Which, by the way, I got a ton of goodies coming. Giveaway. I spoke with, uh, got some good stuff coming from uh, Northstar to hand out. And uh, Southern Genetics is sending some stuff to uh, pass around. Some good stuff coming around. Fun stuff to play with. <coughs> oh, shit. Yeah, a couple oh. of the ones that I ran from Sub were from Joel. The uh, Grape Inferno was from Joel. The uh, Form Queen Girl Scout Cookies Cross to Space Dude was uh, from Joel. That was a good one. Yeah. I had uh, the Orange Cookies. 
times uh, cookies. All right, yeah, orange cookies times space, dude. Which was a good one. I enjoyed that one for a while. I still got be those beans. I'm smart enough to put some of them back. <coughs> yeah, I got the headspace. Subby sent me the headspace, but that was from Heroes from the Farm. But Sub sent those to me. They were good. They had the uh, space dude and the, the um, I think it was a head dog, right? Almost positive mm-hmm. it was a head dog. Kind of space dude. Real Lime Ricky. Every one of them was real Lime Ricky. That Jack came right through. The head space. Yep. She needs to go the distance and pop her. Yep. She's yeah, a 10, 12 weaker. Yeah. <laughs> and likes to stretch like a son of a bitch, too. No doubt, man. She likes to spread her wings. What was the other one you said? I'm high. I forgot, but I was interested in the other one. Not headspace, but. Space dude? What no. Was with? No, no, no. Oh, you okay. just, you said two. There were two. No, I said I had the, uh, the, the I got the Lime Ricky phenos coming out. Lime Ricky, Lime Ricky. Right, right, right. Yeah, that was one of yeah. subs. Sub made that one, didn't he? Yeah. That, that was an Absolutely. old one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was torn between that and the Grape Inferno, and I went with the Grape right. Inferno because it was a Nepali OG and I was into hash. So I was like, Nepali, yeah. that'll hash good. Right, right. <laughs> I still yeah, got the, uh, Go ahead. Sure. the uh, Lime Cross times a uh, locomotion that came from uh, Galactic Gardens testers yeah. that went around. I still got all those. He said uh, he was on 420. He wasn't on 420, but he was in the chat. For he was 20. in the chat. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I don't remember him being on, but I remember him in chat for a bit. No, he said he uh, had F2s available now of those, which I'm sure are pretty good. Yeah, Tony's always on good work. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, he is. He's another guy that was chasing the skunk too, eh? He had the Tasmanian skunk and something else. Yeah. No American one. I never did produce seeds for Subcool. No, I just fucking uh, sold them. No, no. You ever made seeds? Oh, yeah. Like on, like yeah. on purpose, though? <laughs> yes, once and twice I have, but because I made it? seeds once too, but I didn't mean to. I've, I've, I've made them both <laughs> intentionally and unintentionally. But, you, do, uh, if you, you have a couple. <laughs> it's just the the marketing, you know. Just if you're gonna do it for yourself, it's not so bad. If it's just like something that you like and you're going to just keep it because for bigger bigger purposes it's worth it but uh, you know try to breed something especially back then and try to get it out there to where it was sellable fuck that you know what i mean that there's a lot of work big going into trying to sell seeds you know what i mean you get a first a have that winter and to be able to tote around you know what i mean you have to cross it grow it yourself find that winner, get everybody interested in it, for one. And then, then, of course, they want the cut. They don't want to do the work in the seed. And then you got fucking off. Fuck that shit. You're going to make seeds. The, even these days, you know, I encourage people to, if you're going to do it, you keep the shit alive for yourself and, you know, for yourself, yeah, go ahead. But uh, try to get into the seed game, good luck. <laughs> it's pretty saturated right now. 
Yeah, yeah, you got to get that hype train going, as they say. That's what Sub was always good at. He was definitely a good hype man. Yeah, and the cred behind him. That's the thing was the cred. I, I begrudgingly bought my first pack of regular seeds from Subcool because he, he was touting that the male brings a lot of vigor to a strain. And I was like, well, I'm going to run your shit right next to some other shit. So I had five of his and two of some other thing. And uh, all five of his were head and shoulders above the other two. So I was like, he's right. But then three of them were uh, were male. So I had to chuck three of the plants. So I only ended up with two. I was like, ah, well, it's a little bit of a trade-off there, isn't there? But for a long time, yeah, I'd only run a regular bean. I've only got one regular bean in the tent right now. Everything else is feminized. Yeah, so I go back. I haven't, I haven't run a fem yet, though. I have some. I'm thinking about cracking them for my friend from South Sea. Yeah. You know, yeah, that time. That time. How yeah. we say Swerve did it. You know, all the controversy with Swerve put aside. He, he, you know, subset it to him. You know, he's like when they were having a discussion about doing fam right before Swerve did it. Uh, was it uh, LA Connection Seeds? And uh, Sub wasn't going to do it. And he's going, he's, and Swerve just goes, Well, listen, the market's just crying for it. So, and then first year made something like 20 million. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that, that's the kind of, you know, listen, I know the numbers that some of these breeders like Tinksy and everybody does do it. it. It's a small Boston rally, which is actually one of the, it's a small area, but it's huge. I mean, it's packed. It's wall to wall people. And, you know, I was, I was with them the, the day they were there two years ago. And, and believe me, they walked away insanely happy at, you know, the amount of money that they made and they didn't sit down all day. They were interacting with the people. You know what I mean? It wasn't, you know, it's, First of all, it's a cannabis event, so it's you know it's people that have the passion and they're not going to it. Most of, most of them anyway. But yeah, he's, you know they they were like, wow, man, yeah, I can't wait to get back to Boston. <laughs> you know, I don't blame them. So here's the question: How's anything new going to get hyped now? You know what I mean? If if you can't be out at cups and blowing it up and passing it around and showing it off. How's anything new going to come out in the next little Same while? Same way it always did through the testers. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's social media. Yep. There you go right there. It's out. It's some beautiful shots that we put out that make people want that shit. I mean, that's why they want, they're looking, it's, it's one of those tricks, boom. It's kind of a, a trick, if you will. It's a marketing trick. Um, people like freebies. They like to fucking stay ahead of the curve. But moreover, you need that hype that's hard to get. And what better way to get that hype is to get people to grow it out and post uh, credible pictures. I grew this. This is what you can do. That's what how sub got me in. You know, I respected him going. This is my strain sitting there next to it. This, you know, 
these are fucking nice big plants. This is what my strains look like. You know what I mean? And nobody else was doing that. Everybody else, you just got that picture and shit. I, I had to usually were like the, the lower two, right? You either got the uh, the the out of focus against the HPS light top cola, or you got a weird shot of a lower bud too in the picture. Right, right. <laughs> and there he was showing off how big his plants could be and everything else. I thought that was really cool. But moreover, it's these shots that we produce the, on the testers that drive us other we we're looking through all these other testers pages and shit and we see that strain that catches our eye and we go ooh, that looks like fire and shit for there's a lot of times some pictures could be you know it could be a beautiful shot of a, you know a fluke grow <laughs> or that that strain couldn't even be worth a shit and nobody actually posts that you know what i mean and they'll go oh this strain's beautiful but doesn't taste like shit or doesn't you know and don't get you high it's just always that beautiful shot they're just taking credit for that you know what i mean nobody's elaborating nobody wants to degrade the photo by going oh it's not very terpy <laughs> that's beautiful but i wouldn't grow this shit you know they're not gonna do that and then then the breeders just love them photos they stack them and stack them and stack them and repost repost that's another thing too, the repost, the trick in the repost. You know, that's a great business right there. You work, it's marketing times your whole fucking following. <laughs> give a trick, you know, I'll give you a pack of seeds for everybody to repost this. And then you know, each one of them got you know, each one of them got a follow thousand followers. Well, times, 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 times. That's good advertising right there. I don't know, but that's how that's how it's getting done these days without the offense. I think and that's how it's been done for a while now. It's through the photos, social media. Farmer Willie hit that shit right on the head, and that's what sells anymore. Yeah, and, and you definitely nailed the uh, the timeline on how it happened. <laughs> That's a fact, you know. It's, you know, but I think we grow it because it, it is dank. <laughs> Some of the dankest shit out there. You know, I'm not just gonna grow for any grow slow that comes comes along. That's just absurd. I went with ocean growing for ten years. You know what I mean? And then I went with then I went, you know I, I I jumped over to hopefully over to Ninja. You know, so. And pH nerd, I've run his stuff too. So med grower, I've run his stuff. So just feeling a few it's, people out because there's always people that are gonna want you want want you to run their beans. You know what I mean? So far, it's funny that you fire. You just fire. nailed that shit about how we've all been at one point kind of stuck into with a breeder, picked one and relied on them for like a nice pinch. You know where oh, we yeah. didn't venture off much. For a minute there, I could tell you every cross that was on the Hemp Depot page, which was the Canadian retailer, I could tell you every seed pack that was on there, what it was crossed to, and what that was across of. I could go deep on all that stuff. And then they came out with like the whole line of the new stuff, like the Sangria and the <clears throat> Cherry Cordial and the, uh, what's the other one? Scarlet uh, Queen. 
and then stuff started getting a little more confusing as like that's this no no this no wait which one yeah Then all badger stuff like the vanilla tart that was neat stuff too. That was good stuff. Yeah. What was the? Uh, he's got a bunch of goji berry something or other crosses. Goji something. Yeah. Uh, he's got a, a <coughs> bunch of uh, crosses there. He actually worked with a couple ocean grown crosses. The Vader OG. Yeah, yeah. The what Lieutenant the Dan. Dark Commander. Is Dank, that what they yeah. ended up calling that? Dank there Commander. Was there were two Lieutenant of them. Yeah. Dan there too i've got uh, i think i still got vintage vino uh the asian whatever the first asian whatever that was by badger and then uh, mango haze i think i still have from badger as well as vanilla tart and uh what other one other one i ran his I keep pinching away at him. He says he wants to come on, but he's another one. The breeders, some of them breeders are a little elusive, man. <laughs> some of them will talk, and some of them are like, yeah, yeah, I'll come on, but don't ever want to come on. Well, it's tough for some of them, too. They got a real strict schedule they got to stick to, right? Like, you got to take care of everything before you go in the flower into the breeding chamber to look at that, right? You can't, you know, pop in the breeding chamber and run back to the flower room and back to the breeding chamber. You're going to seed out your, your main run. I don't know if he grows like that, but I know that's something med grower deals with having to make sure that they, the last thing he does is breed room. That makes good sense. That makes good sense. Oh, shit, boys. I think I'm going to pop off and see. go check the meter and see if I've actually got power. Yeah, you read my nice. mind. Peace. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank hey, you. Hey, man, it's always fun. I love it. I love it. I love it. Good to good see good. you, Charlie. Good to see you. I always appreciate always having cool. you on. Yeah, another great show, man. She was awesome. I really, I really dug her. You know, no doubt. Everybody in chat, thanks for hanging out. Who's up, you know, whoever's left this time. I guess a bunch of clones I got to transplant. Man, I hate to say it, but I think hey, if you guys happen to wake up and you're fucking in a chat, <laughs> <laughs> don't be surprised. Because I'm just thinking, like, the regulars. I need to fucking come up with, like, a regular chat. You know what I mean? Of all of us that like come on quite a bit, all right, that way check, I can check throw this up. out, Eagle. So, in the top right hand corner of chat right now, there's three dots. Yeah. Click that, click it, and it'll say participants. Uh huh. Click that. Okay. That's that's everybody that's still on right now. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's the extent that I've learned with my blue wrench. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just like, I, when I was trying to find how to put modern back in, I clicked that and it said participants. And I was like, ah, this will be it. And it wasn't, but it was this thing. So well, there that, you go. 
That way you that's, won't miss anyone that's still watching when you give your shout outs. You start there and then you can scroll that, back. Now that just confuses me because I see 29 watching, but I'm only looking at like seven names. That must be just visit. <clears throat> so there's probably a bunch of people watching like just not logged into their personal account. So their name doesn't pop up. So they can't like the post either. They're probably just watching, uh, you know, unattached to their their ability to comment and stuff i also know if i'm on my safari app i cannot post on youtube i've been in safari some nights typing away in chat and no one's saying hi i'm like fuck i must have made everyone mad and then i realize oh i gotta go over my google chrome and now i can type in chat and it shows up because it shows up in my safari that it's posted but nobody sees it <laughs> it fucking uh, everybody wants it but i can see the participants just Stacking up right about now. I'm not even watching chat. I just see the participants. Oh, like people realize they got to talk so they can get their shout out now. Ah, look yeah, at that. Grab a little more way. traffic. That makes that it a hell of a lot easier, though. That makes it a shitload easier. Yeah, there you go. I, I try to go back as far as I can, but that makes it. I like that. I didn't know that. Thank you, Will. That way you got the people I, that are here live. What I was getting at is, uh, as much as I hate the chats on chats on chats, it would make it easier for me to uh, to make a chat with like you, Smiley, and the people that pop on. You know what I mean, regularly, to just throw those numbers in there nightly for everybody, you guys. You know what I mean. Then if you see them, instead of that way, I don't have to invite you guys one by one by one. And then that way, if I, because there's been times where like. I've seen either one of you in chat, you know what I mean? And I've sat there either in my head or said it aloud, go, man, I need to hit them fuckers up. And I like start to do it, search it in my shit. And then I get talking and shit and think I did it. And then I fucking go back and look and go, oh, fuck, man. I never even fucking sent that bitch out, man. So it'd be easier to just put everybody in like a group and go, okay, anybody wants on, there's the numbers. And you guys could just come and go as you please <laughs> right on right on so awesome. if you wake up in your, your chat that's why See, mad love guys. Night, charlie mad love peace, peace. good night, night charlie oh man all right night boom. guys boom farms on instagram boom underscore farms catch me there you'll catch me here in the chat have a good night, everybody. Thanks, Boom. See you soon, hopefully. Mr. Boom Farms, Charlie's Farm. Well, actually, Mr. Willie. Call him Mr. Willie. That's what we should. Holy cow, now I'm full screen, big head. Going back, going back to the sky. <laughs> Bridge. <laughs> Go back to the sky. Oh my god. Go back to the sky for the shout outs. Wop asshole for life. The American one. St. Bernard's booth. Smoke and grow Frazier. Miss D's Nugs. Mr. Green Pots. Mountain Skies. John Boy. Hans Warriors. D's Nugs. Humble Gardener 420. Organic for life. Charlie's Farm 420, boom. Bill Sid, Aldridge 25, 
thank you guys for being active. Thank you guys for following along. I appreciate everybody that uh, watches, participates every night, every night. See, there's all so many good people that aren't. You can't do that. Red Setter Farms. People that aren't active, you don't get shout outs, so that ain't fair. Red Setter Farms, Aldrich25, John Boy, Mr. Green Potts, St. Bernard's Observation Booth, the American One, Miss D's Nugs. So many great people. I appreciate everybody that tunes in night after night. Please tell a friend if you could. Throw that thumbs up. I know I don't ask that that often, but it does help. And uh, everybody else, my daughters, Brittany, Lexi, in chat tonight. I love you guys. JD's. Try not to forget anybody. I appreciate everybody that popped in. Boom Farm, Bag Seed, Light It Up Again, Tim. All you good folks, so many great folks. You guys blow up the chat and I can only go so far back, John. Boy, if I didn't fucking give you a shout out. Brittany and Cameron, I know you're not chat, but thank you for taking care of my baby girl day after day, helping her do her thing down there. Miss my daughter, all of them. Spark, Pulley 989. Everybody that uh, tuned in tonight, I appreciate you guys. Your boy, Roy Boy. Mr. D's Nugs, or uh, Mr. Green Nugs, I'm sorry. <laughs> Butchered that all up. All you guys, for every, you know, I can't thank you guys enough. This, this is by far uh, way past just being a show. This is a great part of my life, you know. So you guys know the deal. Do something nice for somebody, no matter how little it is. You know, even if it's just sending positive vibes their way, it all helps. It all helps. It all adds up. Random acts of kindness do change lives. I think you've uh, started to pick up on that. And I yeah. appreciate it. Love each other. Have a great day. And we'll be back here tomorrow. Pedro's Grow Room, 1130. You guys have a great night. An amazing tomorrow. Peace.